Welcome to the Pulp MX Show, presented by BTOSports.com. Coming to you live from Las Vegas, right outside the Lion's Den, with your host, Steve Mathis. And now, strap in and get ready. It's showtime. I just don't like the guy. The guy's just a douchebag. Wah, wah, wah. Yeah. Welcome, everybody. Monday night. That can only mean one thing. The Pulp MX Show, presented by BTOsports.com and Fly Racing. Thanks for listening, everybody. Appreciate it. Red Bud, come and gone. Great race. Red Bud, July 4th. Uh, great track. Great racing. Lots to talk about when it comes to Red Bud. Uh, lots to talk about when it comes to this show, too. Amazon app. If you're buying something on Amazon, go to PulpMX.com. Click on the Amazon banner and uh, make your purchase, and we get a small chunk of that. Greatly appreciate it. We can able to uh, keep people coming in the studio. People like Jake Weimer last week and uh, and more. And this week's guest, of course, we'll, we'll get to in a second, our, our in-studio co-host. And uh, BTOsports.com, Fly Racing, Race Tech Suspension, Vortex Racing, Roost Graphics, X-Brand Goggles, NFAB Jeep and Truck Parts, Hot Cams, Works Connection, Atlas Neck Braces, FMF Racing, W Wheels. W Wheels, by the way, Barsha running W Wheels to wins the last two weeks. And we'll talk a little bit about that. Guts Racing, Two Under, Galfer Breaks, KTMPartsExpress.com, and Black Ops Moto. I'm Steve Mathis with you, with me in studio. He's back, folks. It's been six long shows since he graced us with our his presence. He is the RCH marketing and uh, activation expert. He is a former top mechanic in the sport. Took Brian Deegan to a Supercross win and many other things. The great Kenny Watson. Wow. Thank you for the... Uh... Welcome back to the studio. Remember when you came in every Monday night? Boy, do I. Boy, remember, do I. Remember near the end when you hated it? Yeah. <laughs> remember when it was really good? And yeah, it was you really know what? Bad? I didn't hate I didn't hate it. I just had so much stuff going on in my personal <laughs> life. And the stuff was just driving me absolutely apeshit. Mm-hmm. And it just kind of took me over the edge, the crap that I was dealing with. Mm-hmm. And I'd like to apologize for bringing it to work with me <laughs> and taking it I out like on it. you and the rest of your... Awesome followers. Oh, that's so nice of you. Uh, hey, don't forget, uh, great show tonight. Chad Reed, Cooper Webb, and Coy Gibbs. Looking forward to Coy Gibbs? Last oh, boy, am I. <laughs> Bud's Creek, when he won, you went two over. Time win, two-time winner, man. Bud's Creek, he won. You went over. You said, Coy, congratulations. You spent millions and millions of dollars, and you had your team for you know eight years, and you got a win. Congratulations. I don't think that was his first win, but mm-hmm. I – no, I it was, was just, something like that. I, I was just bullcrapping. Oh, I, of course. I, you know what? I, I really, really, really enjoy Koi's company, and I like I love talking to the guy. And uh, I, I was I was even though he beat my guy and beat him again this week. I'm I'm happy for them. I think they put in a, a lot of work, and mm-hmm. you know he's uh, that team is definitely needed in this sport, mm-hmm. and it's good to see him have some. Uh, some success, so I'm, I'm happy for Koi. The, uh, don't forget, too, folks, uh, you, can get this, you can listen to the show on the app, Pulp Mex app. You can listen to it on TuneIn app uh, and uh, also to the Moto 60 show on Thursdays at noon, Fly Race and Moto 60 show as well. And uh, taking your calls, producing the show, holding things down. Gibbs is away this week. Thank so, God. So we got the only man that's capable in that chair besides Gibbs. Tits Legendary. Hello. You're back. The gang is back. The gang is the back The gang together. is back together. This Single is old. Tier. Oh, I feel oh, like we're man. Guns N' Roses reuniting. Dude, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 
This Van is kind Halen. of yeah. What if? Yeah. What if? Oh, oh it's man. very good. The three of us back together. It's fantastic. Oh, Jesus. It's awesome to have you back. Tits, uh, Gibbs is out for the next couple weeks, so it looks like you'll be filling in. Oh, is he? I, I, I didn't know he was gone more than one day, but oh, I'm, yeah. I'm glad to be yeah, here. Yeah, you'll be back next Where's week. Where's he too. at? I think he had something going on personal-wise in his family, so to to we a, just wish him the best with that. Is he going to like a crash course and uh, how to be podcasting? a producer? <laughs> yeah, and podcasting. I want to do my own <laughs> podcast. I don't know what to talk about, but I want to do my own podcast. All right. Enough oh, that's a, that's a, that's. A, Speaking of which, <laughs> how old is he? Twenty-one. Exactly. Right. Uh, looking forward to having you guys uh, on the show tonight. And seven zero two five eight six pulp. Call in anytime. Seven zero two five eight six pulp. We'll take your calls. We're going to announce our fly gear winner from last week. The uh, we gave away a set of rock star fly gear. We're going to uh, announce that to somebody. And um, like I said, Tits Legendary is back. He has the BTOSports.com tweet at Tits segment. We have the X brand goggle tear-offs. We have um, the usual the NFAB question of the day. The usual. And the race tech emails. Do you have your commercials? The three 15-minute commercials? Absolutely. Yes, Great. fantastic. Way the, to go, dude. The, the, the That's commercials, my favorite part when I listen to the show that I never do. The commercials, the commercials. that enable me to pay for your flight up here and pay for Jake Weimer oh, and everything oh, else. Yeah. Pay for my so. flight. Oh. <laughs> what? Thanks. Thanks, Steve, for paying for my flight. Don't take your unhappiness... Over your role on, you. on the uh, RCH team, out on me. Uh, don't not, take I, your unhappiness I, out on me. I, dude, my role is awesome, put it that way. I don't think you're that happy at the races. I see you all the time. You're more in charge. You're not. Kyle Bentley's the team manager. Mark Johnson is the team manager. And, uh, and let me, let me okay. explain something. Ka- Ka- I choose to walk away from that and let those guys do it. I was asked because yeah. I did not want to deal with all of the controversy. I did not want to deal with... The personalities, the attitudes, the babysitting—I was over it. And but that's fine. I believe you. But now you're unhappy. I'm not unhappy. I, uh, let me ship. tell you something. You I have I have the I have the option. If I want to pack up at twelve o'clock on Saturday and leave the race, I can if I want. Mm-hmm. But I choose not to. Because I am part of that team. You are. And there's more to it than the activation. That's, we, don't, we really don't even have titles on that team. We just, everyone jumps in and does whatever it does to get the job done. You know, okay. You'll see me pounding steaks. All you'll right. see me taking the tent up. If Kerry's there, the he might walk by the tent pole and kick one my way. You know, help right. me out. Yeah. But, you know, Ricky uh, will go back past that. He won't even go near the tent. But if we needed a hand, he would jump in. <laughs> yeah, sure he would. He would. He would go like this. <laughs> exactly. You need a hand. Hey, funny how when, when, when we came down to tent tear up, uh, Jimmy Perry always had to go check the results, always. So I had to go, I got to go. You know what's awesome about go. that now? Kyle can't do that because everything's on the internet. And I'm like, yeah, just go in there and click that button and right. come on out. And then come on but out. But I'll tell you what, Kyle, Kyle is doing a phenomenal job of being that. Okay, listen, enough of that. You did your podcast today. Coming up on, the, on, the, on Steve Mathis' show, subscribe to that. You did a podcast with Shane Bass. Yep. Hopefully the first of many. You wanted to talk to Shane yeah. about former factory Suzuki rider, about his rise to stardom, his amateur phenom, and, uh, and then phenom. His, his problems with, uh, with addiction. So uh, stay tuned for that. Yeah, if for sure. That was job. my first one. And what I, I just wanted to do something different. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, you know, if anybody checks it out, if you don't want, if you don't want to right. hear about it, don't listen to it. If you like it, you, know, you, you could hit me up on Twitter or hit the show up. Are you going to freaking argue with me, Meathead? 
But it, it, it was cool. I mean, I, I just wanted to go behind the scenes and try to do something different that no one hasn't ever done mm-hmm. and, and get the real scoop about what's really going on with riders when they don't make it, how they don't make it, and what the, what's the outcome when things don't go right all the time. And, uh, you know, he opens up a lot, and there's a lot of stuff in there that I think people need to hear. And, so uh, that'll be on uh, this week up on Steve Mathis' site. Uh, um. And the reason why I wanted to do it on Steve Mathis' site is because uh, I hope thousands and thousands and thousands of people listen to it so more people can uh, talk about Steve Mathis because that was my goal. <laughs> yeah, was trying to make your balloon a uh, lot bigger. I think you opened the show with, I'm going to be the best podcaster ever was. Yeah. Or something like that. Okay, look, I, I, wanna, I got a list of shit to talk to you about here. Oh, boy. Uh, Either I want to talk to you to start the show. Chad Reed's coming up in 22 minutes. Oh, wow. How long? 22. Wow. Oh, I never thought. Okay. Oh. Uh, we're going to talk about Redbud with yep. you first. Yep. Or I want to talk to you about Chad Reed folding his team mm-hmm. uh, and the camera sort of issues that you yep. dealt with yep. when you were team manager. Or I want to go to you with... Um, uh, oh, that too? No, there was something else I had. The third three things. Oh, yeah. Well, a good host that carries the show writes the stuff down. I did. I did write something Great down. radio, okay. bro. What do you want to start with? You, you tell me. Okay. You're the host. You ask the questions, I'll answer them the best I you're can. You're the co-host. Chad Reed folded his team up. Team 2-2 folded up. Yep. Uh, he didn't fold up because of the camera thing, but we all know what he tried to do with the camera. Uh, something you've gone through in Supercross. The Supercross and Motocross guys kind of have the same exclusivity deal going on. You had a, you had a contour, I believe. And... Um, so Chad was, you know, saying this Fly 360 camera hurts him. We, I mean, we've talked about it. The GoPro exclusivity thing. It, it, exclusivity. Exclusivity. Thing. Exclusivity. Exclusivity. There you go. Yeah. It is ridiculous um, that you can't run another camera on your helmet, but we all know the rules. Oh. First off, you, you, got, you share the same agency as far as RCH and Chad, the WMG agency. Why would they go and do this and try to push this when they know the rules? Um, well, what was your take what, what on, I, on that what, whole situation? I don't really know all the ins and outs, but what I kind of do know is this was Chad's uh, deal that Chad put together himself, and you could probably ask him about this more than I would know. And WMG really didn't have much to do with it. Okay. Um, I think Chad was trying to make a difference. I think Chad, this is only my opinion, I think Chad knew, knew what it was, knew the rules, but he was going to try to see if he could get a mulligan and uh-huh. go to them and say, hey, this is the only way I can race and keep going, blah, 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 which I th- think 100% he was correct in doing what he did. I think that, uh, you know, I think that, that, that rule is just really lame. That How you, far did you get with pushing it with the Feld guys and the contour? I mean, Well, what happened first is there wasn't that rule because there was only GoPro. And they didn't have that rule in play at the time. Okay? okay? So soon as we started to run the contour, they came and said, oh, you can't run that camera. That's when and shit I, hit the fan. Yeah, and I'm like, well, what do you mean? You? Well, we have an exclusive with GoPro, and you can't run that camera. And I said, well, where? where? Yeah. And they said, well, in, if you read the rule book, it says that we could do whatever we want pretty much, and we could change the rules at our own discretion. Right. And we're changing that rule now yeah. that you can't run the And I said, okay. Fine, but we're we're running this camera for exposure. We're not running the film. We're not using yeah, it. Yeah, they're really they want to see it for exposure. Right. They want to see the exposure of the camera on the helmet on TV. So you went with, hey, we won't. We'll just run a dummy, dummy camera. And we you, did. Yeah. And they okay. let us. Yeah. And w- what they did was we made a camera. They made a camera out of a sponge. Uh huh. And the funny thing was, the first week I had it, 
Like, they, they knew, like, we weren't supposed to run a, a camera. And first practice, I go down there, and I was on Ivan's helmet, and I went and I pretend like I pushed the button on the helmet. Oh, and yeah. it, was, it was foam. And after practice, the GoPro guy, the, one, of the, one of the GoPro guy comes up to me, and he goes, you can't do that. You can't do that. And I'm like, do what? He's like, you can't run that camera. I'm like, bullshit. Feld said we could run it. Uh-huh. Feld said we could run it. And then after practice, the, all the Feld guys came under the tent going, dude, you can't. Where's that camera? Where's that camera? Uh-huh. And I said, it's right there on the helmet. And they went, and they went to go touch it, and they go, yeah, it's yeah, a sponge. It's, right. And they're like, well, what were you doing? I go, what do you mean what I was doing? It was crooked. I was straighting it. <laughs> so they, I, I jacked with them a little right, bit. Right. But after that year, that's when they put into the rule book yeah. that they have an exclusive and they can't do it. And then when they talked about it at the team manager's meeting a couple of years ago, like maybe it was last year, when Honda had something going yeah, on. Yeah, Honda had a, had a replay camera. They had, they had something going on, and Feld uh, – MX Sports was just like, absolutely not. GoPro is the reason why we have live TV mm-hmm. without their money. And you could bring this up to Chad. What I understand was the money is, is not even that high of a, month, a, a paycheck yeah. for them. Yeah, it kind of depends on who I you mean, talk to. I mean, I heard yeah. that Chad's deal with the, with the fly camera was, you know, four or five times the amount of what they were paying. Yeah. So I think that... It's pretty sad that MX Sports is going to let a guy close his doors down. I don't think he would have closed his doors down if he got that money. I think he would have let Josh you know, still race. Mm-hmm. Maybe Chad wouldn't have went and had surgery. But I don't think – I just think that he was just tired of the whole situation right. and tired of and, – and him, Chad, looking in the mirror and going, you know what, I thought I could make a difference. Well, but you know what, I can't. You're one of the guys that fought that battle. That's why I want to ask you about it. Oh, and, we and- fought it. We fought it a lot. We fought it with – the, with the, this year, we fought it over the 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 car that we had. Oh, we yeah, had the yeah. simulator, and yeah. it was a Dodge simulator, Hellcat right. simulator, and it had no branding on the car, just of our just our sponsors. It's it's unbelievable that these promoters like would enter. Like I get it that they like they're 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 there to make money, and, and God bless them. But why would you enter into any agreement with any of your sponsors? Like Toyota GoPro, they're not going to walk. They're probably not going to walk. But they're trying to push the limit to how far much they can do in the pits. Well, this is this and I is, get it. But this is the way I look at it. You have, you know, at the time you had Dave Prater and Todd Gendro mm-hmm. at Feld that are running the races, calling the shots, making things happen, and then on a whole different entity of business that represents Feld, you have a sales team that mm-hmm. goes out and sells the sponsors. Yeah. Okay, in their deck that they go out and sell what their deliverables are, yeah. they're saying that, hey, you get A, B, and C. Well, A is an exclusive, B is no activating in the pits, right. and C is you can go, you get a banner on the track. Right. Yeah. Okay, so those sales guys sell it to those guys, let's call it Fram auto filters. Yeah. They sell it to Fram, and that's the three things they get. Well, they don't talk to, 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 the, the, to the racing end of it. Right. Okay, so then in the racing end of it, guys, after the deals are done, their hands are tied because yeah. the deals are yeah, sold. Deals are so to. they can get mad at Dave Prater it's, and, it's incre- and Gendro and all those guys, but it's not even their responsibility. It's, it's not their deal. Yeah. So that's my biggest fight is why don't they talk to you before they sign a deal? It's incredibly short-sighted, right? Oh, 100%. Yeah. 100%. I just think that it's like for the sport to grow. I think if it was up to Feld, they would put everybody – they would put 40 guys – in under two tents and have everybody under one a tent. A monster jam situation. Exactly. Right, and right. if it was up to them, they would say, all right, you're going to win this week. You're going to win this week. You're going to get into a fight with him. That, this, this, this camera thing 
the next time the deal comes up, it's got to change, right? Oh, yeah. I think I, I, mean, I personally think by the time I know MX Sports, I know they're, they're really taking a look at this. I, I, what, and that just goes back to having an alliance of mm-hmm. the teams all lined up together that could go. And, you know, if it's one guy that represents all the teams. Is that ever going to happen? No, I'm no, just saying that's why, yeah. that's why they can do this. But right, if there's right. guys – and you, the problem is you have to have a, represent, a representation from all the OEMs. Because if you don't, you can't have, you know, your guys, you know, if there was a boycott saying, hey, you can't go out and do it. Right. You know, and then you say, no, you're not racing. And he goes, okay. And he sits on the pine and then it gets back to the OEM in yeah, Japan. Yeah. And they're saying, no, 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 yeah. you have to. Yeah. So that's what the problem is. Right. So you could get everybody on the same page and it, it's, it can't even, it shouldn't even be up to the riders. It right. should be up to the OEMs making that decision. Yep. And the OEMs want it to go, you know, where they're not going to have to pay millions of dollars anymore. That's something that's going to have to happen for, for teams so. like Chad's yeah. and, you know, RCH it, and Gibbs and the, all those guys. The sport is worse off because Team 2 2 folded. I mean, they oh, had merchandise and fans and people were really behind them. And, and you know, I mean, obviously, 100% obviously Chad Reed's a friend of both of ours, so maybe we're a little bit biased. But the fact that he can't make a living, a legend in the sport can't make it work, is not good. Yeah, I it's think. It's not a good thing. I think as soon as th- that happened where he got. You know, denied, and he. I think he just waved through the flag and said, I, "Enough's enough." Well, I think he. When the black flag flew, yeah, he was. Over he also too. flew. Um, Tyler, what's up? Welcome to the show. What's going on? What's up? What's going on, Tyler? Hey, man. So I was wondering with uh, Reed, since the doors folded on him, does he bring all the sponsors like Monster and Bell Ray and all those guys? Bring them over to Yamaha or quote quote Yamaha because everybody uh, said he's going there. I, Does he bring him with? Yeah, I think he. you see him with Monster, Discount Tire, uh, Fly360 Cam. Those are all personal sponsors of his. Yeah. So I know he has a great relationship with with Discount Tires. They're going to stick behind him wherever he goes. Mm-hmm. Monster is a personal sponsor. Fly360 is a sponsor. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't believe um, – I might be wrong, but I'm no, I'm not wrong. I know I'm right. He does not work with Belray. Um, he hasn't worked with Belray in a while. Right, no, yeah. So yeah. those are all his personal deals. But I think that, you know – for if, Chad Reed, I don't think that that's should even be irrelevant if, to any team he goes to. Say, yeah, we'll give you a ride if you bring those sponsors. I think those are his. Yeah, he's keep. keeping that money. Yeah, that's his but, money. Okay, so if you had to bet, and we're in Las Vegas, where, what, what does he do next year? What do I you have think? no idea. What would you bet on? I, I would. Ma- I, I think. Would, uh, sorry, would Yamaha pull out a rig for him? Because I know he wouldn't go with JGR because they no he, Pike. He wouldn't go. With, he wouldn't go with JGR, but there is talk of Yamaha. Yeah, coming back, pull, pulling back. Yeah. Well, I know. I, I know, know they were talking much. to Monster for a while. I know this much that I know even before this happened with Chad, for the last couple of years, Yamaha was talking about doing another factory 450 team down the road. Would they? But okay, would Yamaha really say, "Hey, Chad, we want to bring you back. You know, you're you're going to be the last year or two, and you're going to showcase our bike. You keep all that money. We'll spend it all." And we'll get a title sponsor that doesn't conflict. I mean, the Yamaha's not going to do that. But but I don't understand. Those are his personal deals. I know, but I think to make it work, a team would need some of that personal money. I, don't you maybe, think? Maybe. Maybe. I, I mean, I don't know. I just don't see how Yamaha's going to be like. This is my biased opinion. and this It's is, like the Stu thing. Like the Suzuki can't go get a monster deal or anybody or anything because James is Red Bull. This is just my opinion and my opinion only on the whole mm-hmm. thing. I think Chad Reed is going to go what's going to go ride. First and foremost, it has to be good equipment. Second of all, I think he's going to do what's best for him and his family. 
I don't think that he's going to go. I don't think Yamaha is going to like roll out the red carpet and say, hey, here you go. Here's That's everything. What I mean. But yeah. I think that he is unemployed right now. He needs a job, and he's going to take what he's thinking. If, you know, if only one opportunity comes up and that's what he has to take, what I about, think that's what he's going to take. What about smart tops, Chad Reed? I think he would not race. No? No way. Okay. No way. Okay. All right. No. Thanks, Tyler. Thanks for calling. Hey, Mathis. Yo. Hey, did you get that Moss Girls number last week? Oh, on the Fly th- fly Racing Show, Moto 60 Show. Yeah. Um. No, I didn't. No, but she hit me up on Facebook. She's married, dude. She had a kid. I know. I heard that, but it seemed like you guys uh, were hitting it off oh, pretty dude, good. You, you could tell she wanted me. Hey, no. You, you could tell she wanted me bad. Tits, you were you were here. Tits? Absolutely. I believe it. Yeah. It, it was palpable. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you. So, oh, the monster girl? Thanks, Tyler. Yeah. Um, Thank you. Thanks for the uh, show. Yeah. Uh, yeah, the monster girl called in to fly 360. We gave her a fly Strider bike, kids bike. Nice. Uh, she was telling us how, like, it was four. Was it four hundred dollars a day? Correct. Four hundred dollars a day, and it really wasn't worth it. It wasn't that great. Being a monster girl. <laughs> oh boy. So, what? What are you laughing for? Uh, I'm just laughing because uh, the four hundred dollars a day is. Uh, okay. Yeah. You know, but you got to look at it this of way. An honorary role to be yeah. considered <laughs> an a monster honorary girl. role. An honorary role. <laughs> yeah. But look at it this way. Hey, how many can you be them? honorary tonight? Maybe, do, yeah, do I have maybe, to pay you? Yeah, we'll see. <laughs> hey, do the math. This is the way. This is the way it goes down. There's how many monster girls? There's usually like ten of them. Yeah, four hundred bucks a piece. Yeah, times seventeen. Right. I mean, that's, and if you really don't like it, there's a hundred girls behind you. Yeah, exactly. That, that will do it, right? I mean, dude, it's not like you know, it's not like you're going to be like you know. Uh, Victoria's Secret model going to be a monster girl. I mean, I think it has a good lead weight for other people. Like, you know, look what Diana's doing. Mm-hmm. You know, things, you know, for her. Yeah, I don't watch and wrestling. Is this, is, is, it, is it a big deal? Is she doing well? I, I think it's, I think what she's going to do is if she can, if she goes all the way, it could a be a deal? really big deal. Oh, okay. All right. I mean, I think that, uh, you know, I don't think monster girls, but I think women in, that's been involved in this sport as announcing have done really well for themselves. Like, you know, Jamie Little, you right. know, Aaron, Leanne Tweeden, yeah. all those kind of girls have made their mark. And I think, it's you know, the, Dolgren's For just, like, hotness, it was hard to beat Leanne Tweeden. Like, hotness. Yeah, but. No? Leanne, Leanne, yeah, she was, she's pretty. She still is. But I back, mean, no, in Supercross days, I mean, yeah. like, she was hot. I don't know. You know what else is hot? KTMPartsExpress.com, the number one online source for genuine KTM parts and accessories. KTMPartsExpress.com. Use the code PulpMX15 when you check out. What happens if you have a Husky? Yeah, they work. It fits. All right, perfect. Yeah. Not according to Zach, though. <laughs> Osborne. I know. Yeah, really, I know. I had a debate Stop with it. him about that, too. Stop it, you guys. These guys, these Husky guys, they're such idiots. Jason Anderson is riding Ryan Dungey's bike from last year. Hey, speaking of that, okay. Oh, I'm well, not I'll, done my read. Oh, okay. Re- re- plug your sponsors. 35 years of experience in motorcycle hey, industry. Hey, bro, bro, you got some stuff on your face. Right here. It's all... It's like all, it's jizz? All, no, like shit. It's right here. These guys... KTM Trim. Parts Express pays for your flight. Fucking rubbing it all over your face, bro. What are you talking about? You got shit all over your face. Kiss, what are you doing? He's looking out the I can, window. I can, I can hear it raining. I was looking to see it raining outside. Dude, I just got a flash flood tornado warning on my phone. Oh. Yeah. Show could be going under. <laughs> Speaking of under, Chad Reed, he's from down under. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and two under underwear. Two under underwear. No yeah. drip tip. Joey Pouch. Wow. What a lead into hey, that I'm one. I'm going to give you a pair when you leave. I two don't, un- no, the number I, two I, under. I, I got, I got un- my underwear sponsor. Oh, you do? Yep. Oh, okay. What is it? Can't tell you. 
So you don't have one then? No, I do, but I don't want to give them a plug until they start paying. 702-586-7857? Stance? They make underwear? No. I, those socks change lives. That's all I know. Oh, yeah. They, they must be literally a godsend. Oh, my God, right? Um, so, yeah, Chad Reed, Cooper Webb, Coy Gibbs all coming up on the show. Kenny Watson from uh, RCH team, who's not happy with his new role. He is in the, <laughs> in the studio. A uh, couple things before Chad Reed happy. comes up. Very happy, by the way. Um, Thought we were going to talk about Redbud. We will. Adam Cincerillo, shoulder surgery, probably out for the summer. Yeah, that's what I heard. He's um, out for the year. Yeah, bummer, out for the year. Bummer for him. This is his good shoulder, not the one that was fixed. Can you say Robbie Renard? Can you think? I well, mean, if you think wait, about Wait, if he get he, – like, he, he got a bone graft to fix the bad one, right? And that one's been fine. Yeah. So he's going to get the same surgery – to fix the other one. Now, if he has shoulder issues after this one is fixed, because it's, it's hereditary is what the problem is. He's yeah. got these joints that don't function. But you know what the difference between him and Robbie is? Nope. He's won a Supercross. Robbie won a Supercross? Nope. Robbie never won a Supercross? Nope. Okay. I'll check that out. Um, yep. Check um, that out. And here's the thing, too. is and I, did, niche. And I talked to And I talked to Robbie about this in a podcast. He didn't get get great medical advice in his career. Like he should have waited more than he, longer than he did. Yeah. And it was him and his dad sort of figuring things. I think times have changed. Yeah, you I know, think you Monster know, Pro Circuit. They're sending Adam to the very best. Yeah, you know? I heard. Like I was talking to a specialist about this, and it's really I think a, I think a lot of the injuries that happened that reoccur is mm-hmm. because the guys don't wait long mm-hmm. enough and they they need to stay out longer and they're pressured by sponsors and teams and to come back early mm-hmm. and you know then if they don't the fans get all bummed and this and that oh yeah. we've seen them riding <laughs> well there's a big difference between riding and racing yeah you know a lot of people don't understand that so i think adam has really good you know a really good camp and really right. good people behind him so i really think that uh you know if it if it takes him six months to yeah. where he needs to be Dude, give him six uh, months he's 18 18 yeah 19 yeah. whatever so it's better um, than ruin his career. That's a bummer for him. So look for him for 250. I would say 250 East. I don't even know if he could make it back for yeah. West. Yeah, and we'll I heard. See. I heard from a really good source. The day it happened, he was riding better than he ever has. He was on dungy speed at That's the track. Ivan Tedesco, you and mean? And he endowed his brains out, and it was game over. Right. But I heard like he finally hit. You know, got over the top, that yeah. peak that he was looking oh, for. Oh, he was going to get a win to get his no speed doubt. back, yeah. and he was starting to feel it, and boom. Um, That's must be so frustrating. Also, too, um, also too, looking like more and more, we're going to hear an announcement tomorrow, the next day. RV officially retired. Well, how is it going to so. come out tomorrow if you just announced it? No, I mean like officially, we're going to see the we're going to see an announcement. This isn't so. official. Like, you no, know, no, this is. Have je- you talked to him? This is speculation. Have you talked to him? Can we speculate? Have you still have you talked to him? Yet? No, I have not. No, he is not, not. What's the chances if I text him, he texts me back? Uh, I don't know. Maybe, yeah. I mean, would he be mad? I don't think he'd be pissed at me. So I don't, I don't know. know. Anyways, what are your thoughts on that? It's a bummer. It's a, I yeah, mean, it, I think you know. it's time. I don't think he. I don't even think he really wanted to race. Yeah, I don't think he was one hundred percent in either. I'm yeah. with you on that. And you know what? That's what happens when you go do something and you're not really prepared and your head's not in it. Yeah, injuries happen. You know, I think and, that you know crashes happen. Yeah, you never you never seen him do that before. No, when no. he was on full. What sucks is everybody's going to kind of remember, like, oh, the America sent their best to Europe and he got worked. Uh, well, he won one race and, you know, the other ones didn't go great. But. Do we say that about the Euros when they sing their best over here and they, it doesn't work out for them? Yeah. Well, right now the defending champion is a European. 
Kane yeah. Oxen. Yeah, but um, yeah, anyways, but, yeah, but yeah. what? No. Okay. Hey, I love everyone from Europe. <laughs> That's what I heard. That's what I heard. Yeah. Um, Especially uh, Australia. Another another tidbit we have coming up, and we'll talk some red bud here in a little bit. Jason Thomas is going to come up. Maybe we'll we'll save it for that. Uh, another tidbit: uh, the 800 is out for next weekend for Racing Canada with uh, Smart Top, and they're filling in with John Dowd to Sandtrack. Wait, John Dowd's riding for Smart Top? Yes, Sandtrack. That's a Tony Alessi gimmick right there. I, that, has, <laughs> that has Tony Alessi written all over it. How old is Dowd right now? Forty nine. No, he's not. He's yeah. older. Is he? He's, oh, he's older, for sure. He's over 50. Titch, check, check how old John Dowd is. Um, wow. Yeah, he's got to be. What, what predict his uh, moto finishes? Well, it's deep, deep sand. Um, they're... You know what he has? He's going to go like 8-8. Eight, eight. No way. 8-10. No way. Not that good or better? Better. Oh, no, no, no. I, I think he has more heart, and I think he, no, no, I no. Think he could dig deeper than the rest Let's of bet. Let's bet. $20. Okay. Okay. I say... No better than eighth either moto. Okay. You perfect. say better than eighth. Yeah, I yeah. say under. Right. Okay. All right. Twenty bucks on the line. Yep. Um. So yeah, that's another interesting. Let's get uh, let's get our first guest on the line there, Tits. He was let's born in '65. I can't do that math. That's you can't expect that me to do that math. He's 49, bro. 51. Thank you. 51. No, he's not. 65. 41. 51. 51. Well, 51. Yeah, 51. 51. Yeah, 51. You're right. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Uh, taking place of Mike Alessi. So. If, Dude, if he's Mike 49. Geno- if, he's 49 years old. If Mike Genova came to you. 50. When's his birthday? Oh, here we go. If Mike Genova came to you right now, said, Kenny, I don't know what's going on with my team. I'm spending a lot of money. I'm not getting a great return. What do I do? Help me. What do you tell him? Save your money. <laughs> Just pack up like Chad Reed. Well, not like Chad Reed. I think Chad Reed, you know, it's everyone, everybody's team is different and everyone has a, their own unique way of branding their mm-hmm. team and racing. Um, and like a lot of people know how the whole Hart and Huntington team started. We started out as People a, in the chat room were saying it's 49. So well, he will be 50. Okay. Not 51. You did say 51. So a lot of people, like when we started our team, it was all about marketing. It was all about activation. It was all about that. And, you know, our our goal was to, to be at the level that we're at right now. And yeah. it's something we had to work towards. So mm-hmm. it's it's kind of hard to go to a anybody other team and say, hey, this is what you need to do to make it better. Well, I'm not saying, I'm not saying Kenny Watson from RCH. I'm saying Kenny Watson from, like, Well, this is the know, funny thing. At like, Anaheim, at Anaheim – he he had some guy with him that was his marketing guru that he came up to me and I he, mean people like to make fun of you Kenny but you've done a lot oh they can it's make fun. fun of me yeah no I'm just saying it's haters are gonna be haters man you can't do nothing about Ainers it haters gonna ain't they're gonna hate but I've never seen anyone that's hating on me that's you know doing better than me so. all right listen we can't keep you hold we got the two, legend two? yeah. The legend. Uh, Roost MX, bringing you Chad Reed on the show. Use the code Pulp Nation to save 20%. Roost MX, proud sponsor of the Cycle Trader team with Alex Martin, awesome. who's killing it right now, by the way. Awesome. And we'll talk about Alex in a little bit. He's part of the NFAB question of the day. Let's get to our first guest. He is, uh, he needs no introduction. The great Chad Reed. Chad Reed, what's up, man? Thanks for joining the show. What's up, Pulp? How's up? Going. Well, I thought of you the other day because, well, yesterday we went to a baseball game. In Detroit, and I know you know you and I. The last baseball game I went to was with you in New York, and we saw a pitching machine with the miles per hour, but the line was too long. But I was going to redeem myself. I really was. 
I don't think it's possible. <laughs> hey, I think Adam Cincerello can throw a fastball farther than Steve with his shoulder blown out. <laughs> <laughs> with his le- with his left hand, <laughs> yeah, with his wet noodle, <laughs> whatever. Yeah. Uh, hey, speaking of uh, shoulder surgery, though, you got some, you got a little cleanup going on. Uh, how's that doing? How's the recovery? Everything all right? Yeah, going good. What am I like? Two, just over two weeks. Um, so yeah, hopefully, like in the next kind of maybe two weeks, I'll be able to ride again. So oh, that's it. Okay, uh, so it wasn't it wasn't something. Yeah, it wasn't. Uh, in to be completely truthful with you. I didn't expect to have surgery. Um, I went to California for other things, and mm-hmm. my shoulder was bothering me, um, but it was really inconsistent. It wasn't happening all the time, and um, I was getting this sensation that, you know, like it wanted to come out, like it was like feeling like it wanted to pop out, and every time it did it, I was on a dirt bike, so I couldn't really feel what was going on um, because obviously you're moving around and everything going on and right. all I could feel is the pain and I, and I just could relate to that pain as being, you know, shoulder wanting to come out. Um, after the first, after Mount Morris, I was driving back to the airport mm-hmm. and it did it, it did it for the first time in the car and I was like, well, that was weird. Obviously, I wasn't doing anything strenuous to make it want to come out. So why does it feel like it's coming out? Mm-hmm. And then it did it again in the, during the week uh, on, I think, maybe like the Monday or Tuesday. And I was like, okay. So then I really realized that there was an issue. Yeah. And it, it wasn't necessarily coming out, but I was getting the pain. So then I, I booked myself in for an MRI to just kind of figure out what was going on. And maybe I just thought it was old age or something like that. But, <laughs> right. uh, yeah, it, long story short, I had like a fingernail-sized uh, piece of bone uh, that was uh, in my shoulder joint. And it was the shoulder that I had surgery on uh, last year, oh, okay. um, and that and that was it was getting in there, and it actually got up into, uh, you know, like when you dislocate your shoulder and and have to have surgery, they put these big old anchors in there to, you know, tighten it all back down, um, and it loosened up. I had I think I had four anchors or something like that, and mm-hmm. two of the four anchors came loose. So basically, they removed the piece of bone, uh, re-anchored the two uh, things down. Um, so it wasn't like a full gnarly surgery, you know, like as far as like, it wasn't like I had actual like work done. It was just kind of a, more of a cleanup. Right. Right. Um, That's good. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so then, yeah, yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm good. Like it's, I can move it. I've been doing therapy and I'm excited to, you know, right. I'm excited for my downtime to be honest, but then yeah. I'm excited, looking forward to getting back on a bike here pretty soon. Wow. Uh, and we're going to talk about this more later on our show, but Redbud was pretty epic. The weather, the track, the crowd, and we know you love Redbud. So probably at, at Bud's Creek, you probably weren't sitting back going, oh, I wish I was there. But Redbud, you're probably like, oh, wait. I'll tell you what. I went down to Lot B. Uh-huh. And, uh, Chad was there? Nope. I hung out, <laughs> I hung out with some dudes and uh, did a beer bong with, with him. And they're all, where's Reed? Reed partied with us <laughs> last year. I go, I don't know if he'll ever be back here, but if he does, he's probably coming back just to see you guys. They're all like, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, uh, I mean, I miss, I miss Friday night. I I truthfully didn't watch the race. So, um, Marshall won. Burner. Yeah. <laughs> well, I, I wouldn't have predicted that. No, me neither. Um, so then, uh, yeah, so we were barbecuing and out in the boat all day, and um, Burner at the very end, I think there was like three laps to go of the um, 450 race, and I saw like three laps. So um, I don't know if it was the end of the day and that was how the track was or if it was like that all day, but at least it looked, I mean, it looked good. It looked like they finally 
figured out and got lucky or whatever you want to call it on right. on water in the track. It actually looked like you could move around and well, a, you know multiple lines and kind of look more old school than the latest stuff that we've been dealing with. Yeah, I, that's weird. Like I kind of agree, but I read an interview with Porcel today on Racer X. And Purcell was like they watered it too much. We're struggling to get through the ruts. The ruts were too deep. You know, they were. Yeah, he was like, kind of. It wasn't. See, uh, the the one thing that I, from a rider's point of view, I think one of the things that we don't like about the like the wood chips and and, I, and like I said, like I, I literally seen three laps, so I don't want to make comments. Yeah, on, yeah, yeah. On on the weekend's track because I don't I don't know um, what it really was like. But, you know, like, for instance, like, when they do put a lot of that wood chip and, and the mulch on the track, it always appears to be dry. So I think the guy sees it on the top and waters it and, and constantly waters it. And, but then, like, where we're riding and what we're riding on and what we're feeling as riders, it's always wet and muddy and just, like, I don't think that the corner marshals or the track maintenance people are actually getting that feeling and seeing what's really up underneath there. I mean, right. clearly they put it on there to hold moisture, right? Yeah. And I think that it just always appears dry on top, so then they're always constantly putting water in. It's just this vicious circle of <laughs> yeah. you know, cycle. Of, like, from a rider's point of view, we don't like it just because it's yeah. always wet. You know? So I don't know what, you know, that's what I can relate to with that comment from Chris. Right. Yeah, yeah. Um, look, it's been uh, it's been a month since you closed the doors on your team, a highly successful team. You had some incredible moments, and we'll talk about that in a little bit. Um, I was surprised at the timing of it. I wasn't su- that surprised that you did it. We, you know, you'd seem pretty frustrated uh, when we spoke after Lakewood. I was surprised a bit at the timing. Um, are you still bummed about it? Are you over it? I mean, you're not a guy that looks back a lot, but uh, talk about having to – you know, the feeling now you get a month later of, of, of closing this thing that really is, you know, was a big part of your life. You know, you know, I think there's a, there's a few answers. Bums, yes. Um, you know, like the the team was, it was a big part of my life. I mean, mm-hmm. those people that worked on it and that I employed were, were not only badass at what they did, that they were my, my friends. They were my people. They were my family. And... And it sucks, and it, and it and it hurts, you know. Like I, the last month has been just, you know, should I say the last month hasn't been that bad? But prior to that, um, it was tough. I mean, you know, making phone calls and 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 firing people. No, I shouldn't say firing, letting them. Yeah, go, let them go, right? Telling you know, telling telling them that their jobs were you know were 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 ending and and all those things. It was hard, you know. Like I mean, I'm not gonna lie. I'd, you know, calling one of my best friends, a, a guy who I look to as a dad and, and, you know, somebody who I respect a lot, you know, Goose, mm-hmm. it was the first phone call I made and, and he was the first guy I let go and it's just, and man, it, it hurt, but it's, it's the right thing. Like I'm, I'm happy. Um, I made the right call and, and I'm, I'm just, yeah, like it was just yeah. the timing. I mean, yeah, the, the timing didn't look right, and it, and it probably from the outside looking in didn't didn't seem like the right timing. But for me, in my goals and my future and my plans, it, it had to happen then and there. Right. Um, I was I was done, you know. Like, and I just think that uh, you know one one person can can only do so much. Mm-hmm. Um, and as an individual, I felt that I I wanted to bring more um, to to the table and to the sport, and, and I felt like I brought a lot. Yeah, uh, I, I look at the teams that you know, like some of the things I've seen on social media. Everybody trying to do 
you know, red, white, and bike, you know, red, white, and blue bikes. I mean, no one was doing that five years ago. Now everybody's doing it. It's just, mm-hmm. we, I feel like we came in and we changed it. And everybody's gone from black sweatshirts with logos on it to, you know, making team outfits and, and making them look better. And I, and I think that, you know, yeah, we, we, played a, we played a big role in changing that. And it's just the realization that the industry's not going anywhere. Um, as a business person, it's not a good business to be in. And I'm in the business to make money, not spend money, and it's just it's a bad it's a bad deal, and I I want it out. Right? Yeah. No, I hear you. I do. I do think. Yeah, you change things a little bit, like that with the uh, your partnership with the casual wear, and I mean, I think it was a more of a NASCAR feel around your team than anywhere else because of these fans supporting you in buying these team shirts. I mean, I mean, Kenny, you guys have a little bit of presence out there with people buying your merch. Merch, that's a cool name now. Um, but I don't think anybody had the Team 2-2, you know, thing down where the, where the fans were buying the merchandise and running it, and that the 22 was their guy, which is NASCAR-ish. Yeah, you know, it's it's funny how it comes full circle because I remember when people were booing Jed, and then the, <laughs> yeah. and then and then he was the, then he was the the favorite, yeah, and he started his own team and started a magnificent brand that was doing really really well. You know, mm-hmm. on you know, on the merchandise side, and I think that got the attention of promoters. And you know, just think if Chad Reed could have sold his own merchandise in underneath his tent, what where the scene could have went. Well, and yeah. people were at the tr- the track that just became a new Chad Reed fan right. and wanted to go purchase it. They can't. Yeah, that's what the thing is. But they found out the outlets where to get them, and they mm-hmm. built that. And you know what? I I personally, no matter where Chad Reed goes. His brand is Chad Reed, and he's going to sell. Yeah, Chad no, Reed sells. That's why Schiff pays him a lot of money. That's why all his personal sponsors pay him because they know he's a brand ambassador, and he's really good at what he does. Um, yeah, say that. You might end up with me here. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, you weren't supposed to tell nobody that, dude. <laughs> Listen, we Mathis, are... Mathis just got to – before you came on, he was talking to me about if Chad – where's Chad going to ride? Is he going to ride I, the Yamaha? I asked you to, to bet, yeah. No, yeah. I, I said it on our podcast, and, and you, neither one of you two jerkies need to confirm it, but WMG won't let Chad fail in finding a ride, and he'll be put on your team Let's if, put nothing, it this way. if nothing happens. Not WMG. Chad Reed will not fail well, getting yeah, a ride. Not, no, he will anyways, but I'm saying – like if, if Yamaha says no, Honda says no, he's not going to Cow, he's not going to KTM. If everybody says no, Chad Reed will end up at RCH. And if he does end up at RCH, I mean, if, I mean, he, if he does end up here, at, at, it's not because of WMG or anything. It's say, I don't know. Uh, I don't know if the WMG alliance is as strong and is is mm-hmm. is. I don't. I don't think it's what you think it is. Okay, I try I to explain that to people. Like, like I think that my. I don't know. I think the respect that that you know, Kenny, Terry, Ricky, and I all have for each other is far bigger than what WMG can offer. Right. Um, I mean, truthfully, I bring more of an issue to the team than anything. With I have sponsors, they have too many. <laughs> right. Yeah. Yeah. No, that's a good point. Um, uh, yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's just that's how it is. But you know, like for me, it's. To, to, to rewind a little bit, I mean, you know, we built a brand, and, and it was fun. And yeah. Ellie and I enjoyed it. And I just think that the passion was there. I really enjoyed it. Uh, I got to see a part of the industry that was disgusting, uh, quite eye-opening. Well, yeah, very eye-opening and, 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 and disappointing, to be honest. Um, and I just, I'm happy. Like, I, as I sit here today, I am in a thousand 
times better position than I was sitting at this point in 2010. And that was really where Tutu Motorsports was born and created was because the industry, you know, was, was, was tough times back then. Um, I was, mm-hmm. shoot, I was 28 years old and I was done. <laughs> and right. here I am at 33 and I'm in a, I'm in a, I'm in a good position. Like, right. You know, like it's, I really am. Like I feel good about myself. I don't have a job. Um, <laughs> I'm working hard at it. But I'm good. I have sponsors that have my back. Um, I have contracts that I didn't have in 2010. Mm-hmm. Um, all's, all's good. Like without this whole team thing, like it's, what about, it's a good thing. What I about the, uh, what about the stress level? Do you find yourself like less stressed? You're feeling better that way, like that whole thing. Like I, I do. You yeah. Know? Like I just, I just asked for a bike and I kind of it felt weird. I was like, <laughs> can I get a bike? And then in my you know, who do I call? Like, do I need this, this, and this? And I'm like, why am I asking this question in my own head? Like, I don't need to worry about it. You yeah, know, yeah, yeah. Right. The, bike, the, bike, the bike will show up. I'll ride it, and <laughs> we'll see how it is. So the, the blue it's bike. Just, it's funny, the, you know. Like, it's, it's different, and, um, it's, and it is a shame, you know. Yeah. Like, I, I just think my personality doesn't fit a team owner anymore. It just it doesn't. I'm, I'm not a team owner that's willing to uh, – you know, walk up and down that paddock and hear every team manager, every team owner say this, F this, F that, this sucks, that sucks. Mm-hmm. When none of them, not one of them, is willing to do anything about it. And I'm just not okay with that. Well, It's like, okay, if that's not good, let's change it. Let's try change it. Right. Let's do something. And none of them are willing to do that. And I'm just... I, I, I talked to Mitch. Mich- I don't yeah. want to be married to it anymore. I want to be the rider. I want to show up, do my job. See the fans, shake hands, mm-hmm. get babies, and go home. Yeah, I don't um, Mitch Payton was on. Mitch Payton was on last week. House. Mitch Payton was on last week, and I and I basically asked him about that. And I said, "Dude, you need to do it, Chad Reed. You know, you guys should do it." And and he was like, and he said, "I fought, I fought those things for years. I'm tired of fighting." <laughs> that's what basically what Mitch Payton said. You know, but yeah, I and mean, that's really what it is. I mean, yeah. the camera thing. Like a lot of people talk about the camera. I signed the contract knowing what I was signing. I just was throwing my weight around. I wanted to see what I could do. I wanted yeah. to see what kind of shit film I could create. I mean, I really did. Mm-hmm. And I think that a new camera that nobody knew about know a lot about it because I caused quite a bit of a stir. And But that was honestly, that brung realization to me. Like, that was my last straw that was just right. like, you know what? I'm done. Like, right. that's, that's just, I don't want to be a part of it anymore. I don't want to. I don't want to care. I just want to. I just want to ride my dirt bike, which is what I enjoy doing. Mm-hmm. Um, I no, I no longer have the passion or the will, or the want to to want to make the sport better. I just want to show up, collect my money, yeah. um, wave to the crowd, enjoy the moment, and go home. Can't, can't, hey Chad, do you can't think? You. Do you think if MX Sports would have like gave in and said, "All right, man, you can run the camera and gave it to you," that you would still be racing with it, your team? It, it would have bought us time. It would have. It would. It was. That was my lifeline deal. I think I mentioned it in, uh, you know. And I had to be. You know, there was a lot. I mean, it's been in this process didn't just happen one weekend. I mean, it's been an ongoing thing. I mean, look at my results. But it's just there being a disaster. I made more mistakes this year in Supercross. You know, being in good positions, should have won races, should mm-hmm. have been on the podium consistently, and just was a disaster. And that's not me. Um, you can talk about my age all you want. You can talk about these young kids all you want. I watched these races. My race that I won in Atlanta, I didn't do anything different than I did in 2003. 
and you watch these guys winning races, they're not doing anything different. They're not going faster. They're not creating or recreating anything. They're just, it's about getting start, laying down laps, and just doing the whole McGrath thing. Yeah. Ride hard for 10 laps, control the race for the last 10 laps. It's just, there's nothing different getting done out there. And that's why I believe that, that I want to race. I believe that I can still be competitive. I believe I can still win. And I wasn't the athlete and the person that I wanted to be. I was, I was mad. I was being, I was becoming a person. I wasn't happy. You right, know? And right. I, was, I was going back into old ways and I just, I didn't want to do that anymore. Hey Chad, a lot of people are keep speculating on this and they're saying, how could WMG let Chad sign up for this when they knew that you couldn't use the camera? Like, I don't know, but what I, what I'm thinking is, did, this, was this something that you just you talked to him, you set it up, you did this? Because I don't think WMG should be the scapegoat on this. No, not at all. I mean, I'll take the full rap on it. I mean, I uh, I signed the deal knowing what I was signing. I knew that there was an exclusive deal, um, but I also have smart lawyers and lawyers that can look at rule books. And the Supercross rule book is 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 a very uh, Clear rule book. The AMA motocross rule book um, is not uh, yep. the AMA rule book um, for motocross. Is we, you know, if if we were in a sport that was run real and proper, and not by some club organization, I quote an AMA guy on that. Um, then we could take it to a higher power and fight that in court, and we would win. And they know that. And that's why Kerry Joe and, and Davey and all that got so upset and pissed off, and that was fun phone calls. Um, and it's just because at the end of the day, it, it's a it's a terrible system, you know. And the 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 black flag thing. At the end of the day, like I just think that I got realization that I signed on the dotted line and gave up all my rights as a person, right? And as having any voice, so. I just, you know, like, I, I, I try to fight it. I try to, you always try to fight the good fight and take the high road and, and try to better the sport and the industry, and, it, and it's just not there. Like, the reason why I couldn't get uh, the black flag thing taken to a higher uh, thing is because at the end of the day, I signed the, the rule, you know, the mm-hmm. AMA license and FIM license and Supercross, and, and basically that takes all my rights away. Whatever the race director or the promoter says, yeah. Uh, that you can't you can't fight it. You can't take it above them. You can't take it to people that are neutral in Switzerland. You know, you're you're dealing right, with right. people that are just absolute morons for one, and they're just clueless. And that's I just at the end of the day, I'm not okay with that. And yeah. it's just uh, I, I don't I just want to be a racer, and, and it is what it is now. Roost MX bringing you Chad Reed. RoostMX.net. Use the code Pulp Nation to save yourself twenty percent. Seventeen years in the business. Custom graphics. Yeah, you know I. I a lot of people don't realize that once you sign your name on that AMA license, that's what happened to James. You know, he signed yeah. away his rights. He could go appeal it and do whatever he wants. He went to Switzerland. But once you sign that waiver saying that, you know, that's why they could use your likeness, they could do whatever they want. And that's, you know, mm-hmm. that's, that's bullshit in my eyes. Uh, but. Let's get to some phone calls yeah. here. So that's why oh. the, you know, that's why the camera deal, like it wasn't a WNG thing. Like, I mean, there was, you know, those meat at the end of the bone. Like there was some some right. incentives for me. You know, like they told me they were willing to pay some fines and 
and and do whatever mm-hmm. and and they were willing to back me on on trying to stir it up a little bit and seeing what I could do because I mean there's a lot of camera companies out there that are that are really interested in actually pulling hard I mean companies like Sony like why would you not let Sony into motocross are you kidding me <laughs> yeah. you know what I mean like yeah. and I'm like I'm obviously I'm not a Sony athlete but I'm talking about like companies like that like why would you block them and not let them in yeah. When we lose, yeah. or if we ever lose, the energy drink market, Moto is screwed. Yep. Yeah. Uh, let's I mean, there's this. one team surviving right now, not on energy drink money. <laughs> hey, and you know what the you know what the bottom line is right there, Chad? Is that that like you say that you know about the camera thing, but it's just like the automobile thing in the in the in the paddock. Like if Toyota goes away, and they they blackballed all these other automobile companies. Do they really think that those people are going to come back and say, oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, no. yeah. Dodge is going to be like, yeah, no thanks. I mean, they made yeah. life difficult. Yeah, like, you, yeah uh, you think if Toyota pulls out right now, Kenny, and then uh, Feld goes to Dodge after the sh- crap that you have to deal with week in and week out, that Dodge is going to feel all good and homey and, oh, yeah, let's get into the <laughs> Yeah, you know what's yeah. funny? The funny thing about no, it you, is... you guys are both right. They're, they're like, hey, uh, we got Disney on ice. Do you want to uh, do something with us over there? Uh, no, thank you. Yeah. Uh, let's get to Tyler. He's been on hold for a while. Or Charlie, sorry. Charlie, what's going on? You got a question for Chad Reed? Yeah, Chad. Um, I remember, I believe it was in 2009, I believe, you were on Suzuki that year. And uh, you were blazing fast. Best bike out there, bro. Outdoors. Oh, can you hear me now? Yeah, yeah. we can hear you. No, yeah, yeah. Can... I like the part where you said the best, you know, blazing fast on the Suzuki. Chad right, Reed. Right, exactly. It rhymed yeah. really well. Um yeah, and you won the outdoor title that year. And I, so I know it's kind of a random question, but I was curious what what made you leave Suzuki? What made me leave Suzuki? Yeah, exactly. They, uh, I was just uh, the timing. I mean, honestly, the timing of everything. They, uh, I was happy at Suzuki. I wanted to continue there and stay there and, and try, quite truthfully, finish there. I mean, I love the team. Um, I mean, if you look at what team I was on. Um, there was a lot of things in motion uh, when I left that were coming down the pipeline. Uh, Roger leaving, the whole team leaving and going to KTM. Um, Suzuki was struggling as you know at that point, and they just they didn't have the money to re-sign me, and and they had to let me go. Um, that was that was really the only thing. Like I was happy, they were happy, um, but basically Roger said, "Look, we don't have the budget." Uh, to do it, you know, like I've got this much money and, and I couldn't write for that much money, you know, like I had an offer to go to Monster um, for three times the amount of that and I just, I couldn't do it, you know, and from the outside looking in, it looked like, you know, the Kawasaki thing was a good option. Uh, it didn't work out at that point in time, but, you know, like I felt like I made from all the things that I had available to me, I made the right call at that point. Mm-hmm. All right, thanks. Thanks, Charlie. Appreciate it. Yeah, thanks, guys. All right, thank you, Chad. There was there was a lot of uh, a lot of great moments for you and your team. Obviously, the first podium in uh, Oakland, the first win um, on the Honda San Diego, the uh, San Diego win. Uh, there was the Anaheim win on the Cowie. Um, what was your best moment, or what was the coolest moment of of Team Two Two's existence? Oh man, I don't know. Um... You know, I just think, I don't know if there's, like, one individual moment Mm -hmm. because, you know, like, I I think from, like, a racing point of view, 
the racing just always felt like racing. Like it never, like I never really put a whole lot of emphasis on, like I won on my bike or right. like, on my team. You know, like that, that didn't really, like it, that wasn't something that, because, you know, like at the end of the day, it's like whether I'm in a Suzuki or Cali, it's like, you know, it's, 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 the, it's the individuals on the race team that you build the bond with and, mm-hmm. and they're the ones that work on the bike and give you the tools to go and do your job. And, and for me, that was, you know, that was what was fun is right. creating an atmosphere and, and a group of people that I felt, uh, you know, were, were the best in the business and that we're going to make racing fun. And, and I think that the results showed that that was what worked for me at the time. Um, and I think that, uh, you know, just, the, yeah, like creating that, like creating, um, you know, the brand, uh, I've been, I think being able to do some unique things that, that mm-hmm. no other moto riders were able to do, um, you know, like when you're, I guess even when you're a little bit younger and you're getting the manufacturer deals, you're you're pretty, you know, like you're they expect you to be pretty straight and whatnot. And like I was able to do some things, you know, go mm-hmm. and like give I think the fan a better view into what it was really like for us as racers, um, right. you know, like what what we as racers want to do, you know, like at the point when we started the team, you know, going and riding each bike and kind of sharing that a little bit without giving too much love to the manufacturers, um, you know, and just, yeah, just things that, like, I don't know, just things that I hadn't really seen done in this sport before. Steve, but, let me ask you a question. Yep. What's your fondest memory of uh, 2-2? And I'll tell you what mine is after. Um, Honestly, the 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 win at A2 – this last year, last year on the Cowie, where it, you know Chad was fifth, sixth, somewhere around there. Couple guys fell. Yeah. Stu was winning. Chad hunts hunts down Stu. It was like a flashback to ten years ago. Passes him. Crowd is going fucking ape shit. Um, and you know, he, he, I think because only because you were older, Chad, than on the Honda. Like when you went to the Honda, you were still kind of like you know not that you not that far moved from being. That's yeah, a, he, was two, yeah he was. He was two years older. But the Cowie, so. like you were, like it was. It was. Then just to see you hunt down Stu and like the. I don't know. Yeah, I think the to me the the win and oh, two years ago at Anaheim too, and then of course you did it again the next Anaheim too. But the the, the that that was pretty amazing. I'm that gonna, was that was yeah. hair standing up on your arm, goosebumps sort of win. I'm going to tell you what mine is. It yeah, has was, nothing to do with racing. Yeah. No, oh. nothing to do with red racing. red pants. You got it. Oh, it was pants. the first yeah. year you pulled into the pits and how clean and professional and how your guys, and they all wore the red pants. I was like, that bastard, <laughs> that motherfucker, <laughs> he did it. He did it because I was always thinking about because we were talking to Fox about doing that, and I'm like, I talked to a couple of my guys, and they're like, no way, I wouldn't wear colored pants. And I'm like, ah. And then we showed up, and I'm like, that's fucker. Yeah. And that, like, like Chad said, he did stuff that other people weren't doing. He took that chance. With his team, just not yeah. doing it himself, but going out on that that edge and and standing on the edge of the cliff and doing it, mm-hmm. and yeah. that's my that's my fondest memory. Like just seeing his setup, his crew, and just their look was so top notch. And he did it right, man. He did it. He did it totally yeah, right. It just, you know, just overall, it was fun. You know, like at the beginning, it was cool, and you know, like you always, you know, like anytime you can talk to talk sometimes you need to be able to walk the walk and put your money where your mouth is and and i i <laughs> i for sure think that i did. I did my fair share of talking you know and i think that to back it up 
I put my money where my mouth was and I put it all on the line. I, I ran a, what I think was a, was a good operation, a good team. Mm-hmm. Uh, I paid my guys better than what they were getting paid in the industry. I think that we, you know, I think that the, the current mechanic gets paid more now because of our team. Um, you know, I think, I think we pushed that up and I just, you know, I wanted to pay him what I felt that they were, you know, worth and all those things. Like, I just think that I did it right. I did it how I wanted to do it. And then to be truthful, now that it's over, mm-hmm. I went out how I wanted to go out. And when I, when I said it was done, I was, I was done kind right. of thing. So, um, yeah, I mean, nothing but good memories, to be honest with you. I mean, it was fun. I mean, well, I just, I just think it comes down to timing so many times. I mean, like, 2011, we fall four points short of a championship. I mean, it's, you know, you can slice and dice that championship any way you want. Villapoto qualifies in Jacksonville. Do we get close? Does Stu not take me out in Dallas? Do I win? Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, there's so many yeah. things that you can look back on. And I just think, like, in Anaheim 1, you know, like, we struggled a little bit. We were totally behind the ball. We didn't have a whole lot of access to bikes and parts and, and all those things. And, you know, very, very quickly, uh, Honda came to the table, you know, started out, I think, with, I want to say, like, triple clamps, you know, like something yeah, yeah. simple like triple clamps. And then it was like, you know, then they give you a set of foot pegs, and it's just like, they, they, <laughs> you know, they, they, give you, they give you the crumbs. But, you know, at that point in time, I was so appreciative, and every one of those crumbs that they gave us made a big difference. And, and throughout the season, we improved and we improved, and we ended up finishing, I think, the last two races on a factory bike and it just, you know, and then that relationship grew into getting, you know, work moving to the factory Honda workshop and, you know, getting factory Hondas and all those kinds of things. And it just, I don't know. I just think it was fun. And I just, uh, I look back on it with nothing but, nothing but good memories. And, and truthfully, I'm, I'm happy that we went back to Kawasaki. Um, my first go around wasn't a great, you know, ending and a great relationship. And this time around, it's been awesome. You know, I enjoyed it. The bike was great. Um, you know, it's a shame that Reed was gone there at the end, but you know, I, I communicated with him and just, it was awesome. Like they, the program we had was how you need to do it, but Mm -hmm. you just need more money than we had (laughs) access to. I just think that you need to have access to a factory bike and you need to pay for it because then you don't owe them nothing. You're buying it. You don't, you know, you don't need to do anything that they want you to do. You just kind of get it, and you get to do whatever you want with it. So we had the perfect scenario and the perfect situation, and I was really proud and really thankful to Kawasaki for, you know, allowing that to happen. And I think that we we earned their trust. Uh, they allowed us to have the ECU, which is their most prized possession. And then from there, once we kind of, you know, showed that we were legit and willing to uh, live by the rules of, uh, you know what mm-hmm. they said. Um, they they opened up the you know the parts book and, and allowed us to have whatever we we wanted. Um, so yeah, just just thankful that my guys were you know as straight and honest and, and and good dudes to work with people like Kawasaki. And you know it's not just my trust; it's like the team that they they grew trust in. And so yeah, just just thankful that I got to work with a you know just a rad group of people. One thing for sure, there's a lot of people probably in the pits nervous about Oscar, Lars, Shane Drew. Goose, I heard, is retiring. He's done. But your team over there, your top-notch team, there's probably some dudes that, I mean, they won't, they'll have jobs before too long. So probably some, Yeah, I mean, you know. You, know, like it's, you know, like obviously I need a mechanic and some other things going on. So, I mean, I, mm. 
I think right now everybody, yeah, I mean, the first bullet is scary, but, you know, I think that it'll it'll all come together here pretty soon. Before we let you go, Motocross the Nations, what do you, what do you, what can you say publicly or what, what do you know or what's your plan? That is the goal. Okay. Uh, I, my goal would be to get back healthy, get back on a bike, and I would really, really like to race the GP in uh, Glen Helen mm-hmm. and then, uh, and, and represent uh, an Oz. But uh, right. I'll only do it if I'm healthy and feeling feeling like I can would you, compete with the guys. Would you uh, want to do it on the, on the new bike, or would you get a uh, would you get a Cowie? Would you dust off a Cowie? Like because you probably no, have no, your no, deal no. done, would you? It'll would... be yeah, yeah. It'll be on. It'll be on my my whatever I'm racing next. Oh, year okay. All right, all right. So everything has to happen for you to kind of pull together perfectly. Yeah. Yeah. So it's right. not a you know it's not really just hinging on me. Right. Um, right. It's. You know, which, I mean, everything's coming together, so we're, we're, we're all good. Cool. Well, thanks, Chad. Thank you for coming on. appreciate it. Uh, Roost MX bringing you uh, Chad Reed, and uh, thanks for coming on. And, and uh, yeah, man, it's nothing but good memories on, you know, for your team for over the years. And you guys did set a standard. You set a bar, and uh, you're right. You did change some things. And uh, not didn't change enough, I guess. But, uh, um, you know, yeah, thanks for coming on. Good luck, Kenny. It's up to you now, but. All right, thanks, Reedy. <laughs> All right, see you, buddy. <laughs> Cheers, later. Bye. All right, see you. Chad Reed, everybody. RoostMX. You got bring, a good net bringing you uh, Chad Reed on the uh, Pulp MX Show presented by BTOSports.com and Fly Racing. Say it again. RoostMX.net. Okay, that's like you, the eighth time you said it during that interview. They sponsor segments. I don't know if you, I, uh, Do I have to go through sponsor activation with you? Because no, you I don't. Because I would think that you would no. understand sponsor no. activation. Yeah. W Wheels. WUSA.com, official wheel. Some people call them Dubai's. Dubai's. I got a phone call from a high up in this industry and asked me if, uh, if I knew anyone over at Dubai Wheels. I'm all, Dubai Wheels? What, the country of Dubai? What are you talking about? He goes, no, they make wheels. I'm like, do you mean W? He's like, oh, yeah, W. We're going to do future headlines later, too. I got some future headlines for you. Oh, boy, I, I love know. that segment. <laughs> I know. You said you liked it. JT hates it. Uh, we got the Race Tech email segment. Because he's a hater. Oh, he is, dude. He hates it. Um, uh, Race Tech email segment, BTO Sports, Tweet at Tits, uh, X-Brand Goggle Tariffs, and Race Tech emails all coming up here on the show. What would you make of that interview from Reed's Chad a good Reed? interview, man. Yeah, I know he is. He's, you he's know what? He good. sounds like he's in a really good place. He like, does sound happy, didn't he? he? Yeah, he yeah. sounds like he's, like, I've, I talked to him maybe a week ago, a couple weeks ago, mm-hmm. and just about some stuff, and... Just, you know, talking to him and asking him, like, you know, hey, how you doing? You know, are you okay? Right. How's everything at home? And he's just like, man, I feel really, really right. like like a, a weight has been lifted off my chest. And, you know, what? a lot of people have to understand that he, he, he has to think about he his family and what he's put into it. Right. And, you know, there's a lot more to it. And uh, you got to respect Chad Reed for what he has done. Maybe the guy on the phone right now will hire him next year. You know, Chad wants to ride a Yamaha, we think. We think he's going to go blue. Vortex Racing, the leader in making top-quality racing components, going big this year with us, as well as bars, and they offer sprockets, V3 uh, bars, and then the sprockets, a thousand different gear choices. Yoshimura Suzuki uses Vortex. Babbitt's Cowie uses Vortex. VortexRacing.com. Email Roger at Vortex Racing for 40% off. Bringing you our next guest. He is uh, one of the, the another team owner in the sport. His team just came off two straight wins. That does nothing, according to Chad Reed. 
<laughs> Wait, who was the other team owner? Was it Kenny? Because I missed no, that. No, Chad Reed. We just hung up with Chad Reed. Come on. Oh, okay. No, no, I, I don't consider I thought myself. Kenny was stepping up there, claiming. <laughs> no, no. Well, Chad <laughs> Reed just threw you under the bus. He said, all you team owners don't do shit he about did, anything. He kind of did. He said, okay. especially Coy. And he didn't say, ask, especially Coy. He ask, did not. Ask Chad Reed, who went to him about t shirts and never got anything done. That'd be me. <laughs> Maybe he still would be out there. Well, speaking of T-shirts, where are, where are your T-shirts, man? I'm glad I didn't get involved in that thing. You can't even... I saw them online. Go on live next year. Take some time. Can go, on, I... go online. I said I said I have them online, but I'm I'm going to go live here next year. So oh, you're going to go live. Relax. Okay. It's, it's it's a it's a chunk. It takes a ton of money. I know. So, well, all you got to do is pick up the phone and go, Dad. I need your yeah. help once again. That, that phone broke about 20 years ago. Hold on. You're trying to sell T-shirts at the races? Does oh, yeah. John Ayers know about this? Oh, yeah. Well, we no, know. I, John, hey, there's, it's completely illegal as long as you don't have a motorcycle on it. That's the rule. Yep. As long as you don't have a motorcycle on it? You ever see it? people selling T-shirts yeah. that say Brop and Moto Rules? and You can yeah. sell them in Vendor Row, but it just can't yeah. have a motorcycle on it. Oh, I thought like, you were selling them in the pits. Oh, okay, no. yeah. Vendor Row, yeah, yeah. Well, you don't want to, you don't want to be in the pits because they close the pits, so it's the hard. Pits are open for three hours. Long. Yeah, nationals they're not open long. Yeah, three hours. Supercar yeah. Well, you still got to activate. You still got to get those. Oh, numbers. You yeah, get if those there's anybody who knows about activating, it's you. You got to get them, man. Hey, Coy, I was talking to. I was talking <laughs> hey, Mathis, to, before you started on Coy. Okay. Hey, buddy. <laughs> what? Congratulations, Coy, on your weekend, bud. I'm super happy for you guys. Thanks, man. I appreciate it. That was cool. Do you think, Coy, that Watson's new role at the races this year and especially this summer? He seems angry, not happy. You know, he doesn't seem happy uh, at the races. He, yeah, right. I don't, what do you think? He's been, he's been good to me. He comes over. Uh, Mathis is trying to stir food, the, brings me some food every now and then. He's trying to stir the pot, Coy. I'm, I'm good. I'm, I'm not happy trying to stir it. the pot. It just seems like Watson's a little, like, kind of downtrodden a little bit. No. I think you're, you might be reaching a little bit there. Yep, jab, jab. <laughs> <laughs> jab, jab. Um, hey, let's talk about Ben's beard and Ben's hat. Are you going to go with this? Ben yeah. Pat. Let's talk okay, about it. Okay, go ahead, Kenny. I talked to J-Bone about it. I already, I already heard this. I already heard it. What's your input? You don't give a shit? If you don't give a no, shit, not at all. All right, then I don't give a shit. <laughs> What's Joe say? Joe don't give a shit? Could care less. So if one of his guys on pit row had one of those big old beers and that hat on, he'd be fine with it? I mean, if it was 4th of July, yeah, probably. Beard, the beard, I, the beard. Obviously, I don't care about. I, mean, oh, I don't care about the beard. You're talking to the. Him. You're talking to the guy that was a mechanic and had purple hair. Yeah, and I'm. T- <laughs> you did. You had purple hair, and I'm trying to debate about Ben's hat and his beard. <laughs> no, I mean we're just celebrating the Fourth of July. And boy, did you celebrate? Seven zero two five eight six pulp. If you have a question for Coy Gibbs. No, hey, dude, don't. What do you, what do you, don't ask for questions. Don't ask questions. Hey, dude. You know, I'll tell your 10 fans not to pick up the phone. Okay. don't 10 fans, <laughs> do not pick up the phone. Coy, that was uh, awesome. At least the, creep, the creepy phone. ones that creep on me at the track tell them not to call in. The other ones that they can call. You mean besides Moser, you've had other people creepy on you? Yes. Oh, my gosh. You <laughs> attract a weird crowd, a lot of them. Yeah, I mean, you know, it's the best show out there. It is the best show. I will give you that. Okay. Wow, he gave you props. Do you feel okay? I, I do. Can you? I mean, br- he, gets, he gets everybody. Can you break off some of that Toyota money for us? Seriously, that that that's it's, hey. everything's been a struggle here lately. <laughs> oh really? Yeah. 
I mean, so, I, where's I, the where's, dealing with dealing? You're trying to get sponsorship money. It's always a struggle. Where's the Wiener Schnitz cart, cart gone? They only do West Coast, bro. They only, only yeah. Well, oh, we original. did Atlanta. We built a cart to do Atlanta, and then um, we did one other East Coast round. Dude, where's the pop up tent? Where's the blow, the blow up, up tent? The, the we blow. do the blow up tent when 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 we're doing the Wiener Schnitzel hospitality. Gotcha, gotcha, unless gotcha. Unless it's raining really bad. Who's got Who's got more sponsors? RCH or, or JGR? Like number of Sticker number of logos on JGR, the bike. JGR, hands down. Really? Hands down. Oh yeah. I was looking at. It was funny. I was looking at a picture of Barsha's jersey when he was on the podium in his gear. Dude, he looked like he had a NASCAR driving suit on. <laughs> Dude, go look at that picture. Pull it up, tits. He's standing there in Toyota or. Uh, yeah, but you guys have. No, guys we have, we have three sponsors on our jersey. Yeah, but you have stuff everywhere. No. Yeah, they no. know a lot. Too. No, we don't. We have four yeah, stickers on the side of our truck. Four. We got yeah. Soaring Eagle, Jimmy John's, Ram, and Bell Ray on the side. That's it. Back door has all the industry. Okay. That's well, it. Coy, well, so Coy, I mean, Coy gives more value. Coy does. He does. He gives more for the more for the bang for the buck, and he's uh, probably better. <laughs> team's better. Look at they won this week. Yeah, they beat your guy. They fucking kicked our ass. Yeah, two weeks in a row. Oh. Fuck yeah. Oh. What's been what? You know what, Coy? I was talking to J Bone about this, and I, and I wrote this in my uh, article also that I'm sure you'll read. Um, yeah, I'll be right on that. Yeah, no, <laughs> absolutely. Here, but before you even say it, I'll answer it for him. Okay. Buddy Antonez is the difference. How long until Pike gets pissed that Buddy's Pike helping? Pike said it to me in the airport. He's like, I need to fucking talk to Antonis. Yeah. He, dude, <laughs> he, if he's getting paid, he's giving me a percentage of it. Right. <laughs> but and also, Pike told me that he's going to be filthy rich. He goes, dude, I'm going to be the richest man you know. Just wait. I got the best idea. I'm just <laughs> like. Well, he better share it with me. Yeah, well, well I heard a little rumor that uh, you guys were going to play uh, – uh, exchange punches if he let Norm beat him in time practice. Is that true? Yeah, what yeah. happened with that? Yeah, what what weird, happened with the punches? What, what was going on? Well, there's going to be some punches thrown. <laughs> if if Norm beat Pike... Actually, I, didn't, I had nothing to do with it. And then this was all thrown at me right when they were going out the door. And I'm like, okay. <laughs> <laughs> Did you tell those guys about the hammer? Coming down the hammer punch? <laughs> are you kidding me? Do I need to tell that story again? No, you don't need so to tell Watson, Watson and I are going to exchange blows, right? So I stand up and I gave him one. Mm-hmm. The the man lines up twenty feet away from me. There ain't no feet. rules in fighting, bro. <laughs> and then he goes, "You didn't say any rules." You didn't, he hey, comes dude. Running, I'll pull hair. running at me, dude. He comes I... running at me and hammer punches me down the side of my arm, misses, but his knuckles cut the whole side, <laughs> the whole side of my arm. I'm like, "Are you kidding me right now?" Well, you didn't see I had three rings on too. <laughs> were they Super Bowl rings? I, I've never, yes. I've never, I've, I've always, I've always played that game with people with integrity. Uh-huh. Never, had, <laughs> never had that happen before well, in dude, my life. I'm a dirty, like if I get into a fight, I'm pulling your hair. If you have it, I'm trying no, to yeah. gouge you. I didn't know that. Even when I'm playing like punches with my friends, I'm dirty. I don't care. Remember when Coy stepped up and saved the show too? We had Motor World pulled out. We had no money. We couldn't pay anything. We had all these and, and JGR. And I said, J- let's let's go. And I, I cornered Coy and I said, Coy, we do it. You're all. We need fifteen hundred bucks. And Coy. he said, as long as I could punch Watson. Right. And I took the punch. Oh, it was good. JGR yeah, stepping up, keeping the Pulp Mech show going, keeping he it did, alive. He bro. did take the punch. Saving dreams. Probably bro. the biggest regret of your life, Coy. You kept the show going. It could have died. No, like it was cheap back then. Now you want to charge me. 
$30,000 to be honest. $30,000. I want Wiener Schnitz, Wiener Schnitzel hot dogs. Mathis's minimum is 25 grand, just so all the fans know. You're <laughs> making bank. I hope, I wish it was. That'd be awesome. Where are you stacking all that stuff? Under your bed or what? I run into the same problem that race teams you guys have. I need like three or four guys to step up and pay like five times what they're paying more, and then I'll, you know, I can just have a shorter list of sponsors. I imagine you I guys. Thomas, Thomas pays you. Thomas does pay me and Fab. Great sponsor. And Fab.com. Hey, speaking of that, I stepped on his steps when I got into the truck and I'm all, oh, you got in Fab steps? He's like, what would you do if you if those steps weren't there? I'm all, yeah, jumped in. Struggle to get in. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> struggle to get into the ridge line. Vortexracing.com bringing you uh, Coy Gibbs on the. No, listen, Coy, this is what I'm going to say. Like, uh, you, you're from the NASCAR sprint trucks, drag racing, football world, drag, drag racing world. You're not from the motocross world, but here's the, here's the deal. Uh, how, how many how many years has this been here? Uh, ten. Um, okay. Uh, so next year I think is your is your is when, your you, anniversary. Can, when you can speak. <laughs> no, here's the th- here's the thing that I'm going to write about and talk about a little bit. So Barsha's out there. He's having a good season. Yep. Um, but he's not on the level of Roxon Dungey. You know. What do you mean he's not? He's not. Let's pay attention. He's getting worked. Um, you know, he's not. Jason Anderson got three podiums in five races. Uh, Justin's riding well though. Don't get me wrong. Okay. Now comes the mud. And he wins, and he rode great in that second moto. And so, but it was muddy. Like, whatever. You know, mud happens, dungy cartwheeled. But here's my point just from that win, something clicks in the guy's head. He comes out the next weekend, and he was great. He took the win. And so, Coy, what I'm saying to you is all this testing, all the, it doesn't matter. These guys are such mental head cases. They are such no, I, mental I, I, head cases. I'll... I think if you go back and look, you know, he spent a ton of time. He got his ankle reconstructed. That's a ton of time right there. Mm-hmm. ton of time off the bike. Got back going. <clears throat> Didn't start off great, but then, you know, had the, the, the fractured pelvis. So, I mean, we've had a couple of injuries that we had to deal with. And right. it's just a matter of getting comfortable, getting on the bike, and putting enough time in. I think that's what he's done right now, and, and you know, you're seeing the result of it. He's obviously fast. He's been fast his whole life. It's of just, course. You know, yeah, absolutely. I agree, I agree with Claude No, I, he has been I, fast I, his whole life. But for you to say he's not on the level of Ken Roxon. I watched the first five rounds of the, of the I don't. What place the, is he in the points? Well, now or before? What, what's, his, he what's, was his, what's his finishes? He was sixth in the points like two weeks ago. Dude, his finishes have been solid. All, like They've been, been solid. You but, can't say he's not on that level. No, here we go. He... You I watched, cannot say that Justin Barsha is on that level. The first 10 motos of the you year, he was not on that level. That's fine. He's okay, on their level you. right now. That's my whole point. Do you th- he do gets you think, a win in the mud. Do you think he's not in Dungey's head and Ken Roxon's head? That Listen, he's a player now? going forward from here, he's going to challenge for wins. Going forward from here. He, he, but had it not rained balls heavy at Bud's Creek and gave him the confidence, because he, he's a good mud rider. What, what was the one race he was leading and he fell, Coy? Yeah. Mud, he was leading one um, of those races. And no, he no, fell no. Over. He, he he led three corners, then he fell. I mean, Tennessee. Yeah, yeah, the three corners, well, and then he fell. Talking about a different one than that. No, that's what I'm talking about. But he's been up front. Oh. By the way, tits counted. Uh, there's 16 logos on Barsha's jersey. 16. Okay. Okay. Just for the record, we're sh- we're shooting for 30. <laughs> 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 no, all I'm saying is these guys are such mental head cases. These riders, like, it just is it's just name, is his real name Peter. Peter Cottontail. Who? Yeah, Peter. Tits. Who called? Oh, oh, yeah, that's Tits. Yeah, his name's Peter. Oh. Yeah. Oh, by the way, I got a text from an unnamed rider, top rider in the sport, who didn't race um, 
Redbud and said he loved that Coy Gibbs was out on the track cheering Barsha on, waving, freaking out. He loved that. Yeah, I don't do that. You don't? The only, no. The only thing I was doing was telling the lappers to get out of the way. Mm-hmm. That was it. I'm not a big cheerleader. Never have been. You're, not a, you're not a towel waver? Well, no, I didn't this... have a towel in my hand. I'm not waving a towel. I'm, okay. I'll tell you. Know, you the uh, race, I'll try to help get guys out of the way. Yeah. The, That's all I was doing. The, the rider that texted me said he loved it. He loved it. He's like, yeah, look at Coy. So that's all. That's all, all I'm right. saying. Um, hey, so, uh, and let's talk about Filthy Phil for a minute. He asked you, oh, to, f- he, he, asked you to f- he asked you to fire him after the race. He said. He did. <laughs> he said, can you fire me? <laughs> he did. <laughs> um, At one point I, on the radio, I was like, okay. Wesson literally started dead last. Um, dude, that dude went from how. dead last to eighth in the fucking yes. first, like in three corners. Yes, it was insane. So I'm like, okay, who was going faster, <laughs> Weston going forward <laughs> or Phil going backwards? That was the question I asked. <laughs> <laughs> poor, poor Phil. <laughs> uh, and he had it. That's what he, it still kills me because he's, uh, he has it. He's up there. Like, he can do it. Hey, dude, how about that but first moto, Coy, when your guys were like, one, two, one, three. two, four. One, two, four. Yeah. Dude, I was eating crow yeah. that J- moto. JGR. Do, you, do you feel like, Kenny, that maybe like JGR is a better team than yours? Like what's, what's, what's going on right down. now? Yeah. No. Okay. Oh, I think we're all I think we're all on the level playing By field. the way, did you two know that X-Brand had eight out of the top 20 riders in 450 class? No, I didn't. No, and nobody else in the world did. <laughs> eight out of the top 20. No, but I know that. Uh, Tickle. I know no a guy one. won. Won a race without crossing the finish line with X Brands on. It still counts. It no, still it counts. Doesn't. Yes, it does. It no, it yes, it does. Nobody threw his goggles like the fourth lap. It counts. Um, but hey, let's talk about Phil. Um, the fill in ride. This thing is on its second year. He raced half the supercrosses this year with Justin being out, um, and now he's racing all the outdoors. This has been a good thing for you guys. I'm surprised. We talk about it. You know, it's probably more of a budget thing. These teams can't really afford to have a dude like Phil on the sidelines, but this is a good move from you guys. This has really paid off. Uh, again, props on the decision to have, well, I mean, obviously Phil has to accept the, the, the terms of the ride, but good job by him. Good job by you guys. Well, let me, like, first of all, you know, we're going to do whatever is best for Phil. Mm-hmm. So if Phil got a ride that paid well and, and, um, he was happy with, you know, we're going to let him go. Cause mm-hmm. that's the whole point. Whatever we can do for Phil, but, you know, the last couple of years, I think it's helped out a ton. I don't have yeah. to, we don't, the problem is someone gets hurt. You're sitting there stressing out. You know, they got Oakley and X brand conflicts and just, yeah, we've been through it. I've been through it with you. Yeah, no, you and screwed us a lot. Yeah. Deals and just a complete nightmare. Um, so we just call Phil up and go, Hey, let's go. And it's, it's a great you know, idea. The one thing I would like, I would like Phil to run all the supercrosses because he, he gets better every year. I know he could do it. Yep. Um, so, you know, that's the one negative to it, but for us as a team, having a guy there and it's gotta be the right guy. Right. You know, Phil is awesome. Great guy. Um, easy to work with. Um, if it was a head case nightmare, hard guy to work with, it wouldn't, it wouldn't last two weeks probably. Yeah. Um, Watson, why don't you, why don't you guys do this? Why don't you hire a a fill in guy? Why don't you try to get Phil next year? Marketing, bro. <laughs> you're, oh, you're marketing. I'm sorry. That's right. Talking to the wrong guy. Remember? I, I apologize. There you go. Um, let's bring him in right now. Filthy Phil, thanks for answering the call. 
Uh, it's like, why am I Phil on the show the two weeks in a row? Phil, oh, what, what happened to you this weekend? I mean, it was not good. What happened? I figured it out. He got shot. He got shot? Lab 4, he got shot. <laughs> he got uh, shot. A sniper uh, got yeah, him. Yeah, Coy, Coy said there was a sniper in the crowd, and there's a headshot. <laughs> I don't know. It was, it was it a rough weekend, a, I'll tell you that. It took him four laps. I'm trying to forget it, but I, uh, yeah, I keep getting reminded of it. Reminded of it every day. It sucked. It's terrible. <laughs> I don't Phil, know. <laughs> Phil, you can confirm that you asked Coy to fire you at the end of the day? Uh, yeah, I, I did ask Coy to fire me. <laughs> I told him not to feel bad if he, you know, had to fire me. <laughs> hey, dude, why don't you just leave all that depression at the track and go he back? Can't. He dude, can't. Dude, you you're just going to let it eat so, you up for another. The bad thing is, Phil, you got a week off. So that means you're just going to be in full Debbie mode. That's Phil's motivation. That's his motivation. Yeah. yeah. I'll be thinking about it for 17 hours as I drive to Minnesota tomorrow. <laughs> oh, you're going up to Millville to ride the yep. uh, Martin brothers. Yep. Yeah, trying to go get some track time and stuff. But, uh, no, nah, just trying to make a little change and go up there and hang out with uh, those two little pricks. And, yeah, it should be good. So I'll stay up there through Washougal, but. You did a. Uh, you straight yeah, up. We did. You didn't even fall, and you did a two twelve or two fourteen one lap. You didn't even fall. Yeah, I know. I I think <laughs> I need a headset in my helmet or something. <laughs> and then uh, maybe uh, Coy's motivational words will get me through it. I, I don't think. And, uh, I don't think mine Dave would. Owen. I don't think mine would help. <laughs> no, Coy's would not help. I t- uh, but Coy was next to the Rocker's Leap, and I cased it like. Two out of three. Oh out of yeah, it was awesome. <laughs> yeah. I thought he was gonna. I mean, oh, it was, could have been really bad. Uh, I was just gonna pull off the track and head back to uh, <laughs> back, head to, the back pits. to the truck. <laughs> Poor Phil. That, yeah, yeah, let me say this. Was it? Yeah, two weeks ago. No, last week, two weeks ago. Phil takes out the photographer, right? Like right. full blown cleans right. him out. Right. She just almost kills the guy. No, Didn't you no, hit someone this was... week too, Phil? Yeah, I hit it. I hit another AMA guy, but that what? was on accident. We, we headbutted, and I looked back, and the, the AMA guy's laying on the ground. What happened? We need a we need to like a I don't know a red LED a... siren on Phil's helmet. <laughs> Watch out, everybody! Phil could kill you. Uh, yeah, I clipped him with the fan cam, and I looked back, and yeah, old boy was laid out <laughs> on the side of the track in the water lane. Yeah. Oh my god. I, oh, I, I didn't even know this. I gotta put this in my column. You cleaned out another person off the track. Yes. Yeah. I have a I always I obviously have a bounty on journalists and photographers, but I didn't have one on the AMA guys. Right, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Phil, Phil didn't collect yeah. there. What? You might you might got you might have something there, Coy. Watson, what about yep. this fill in program though? Like fill in. Do you gotta get another guy named Phil? Could it only be a guy named Phil, but I don't know about all that. But. Put somebody on the sidelines. Look at what Phil's Dude, you're done. talking to the wrong guy. I keep telling you. You want to talk to me about sponsor relations and activation and setup? I'm your guy. I'm okay. your guy. I'll set up any tent like that. Tear okay. it down like that. All right, okay. Marketing okay. like that. When it comes to racing. Uh, let me say this. I was, we were at uh, Bud's Creek. It had rained, obviously. And I looked over, and we were taking our tent down. I looked over, and and you guys were taking your tent down, and I didn't see you anywhere around there. Oh, really? <laughs> no, you didn't, no. You you didn't see the no. whole. Okay, then you're you're crazy because we you're were taking, crazy. I looked for you. I was like, I want to. Dude, you were in that white car. I was standing right there, idiot. You were in and out in of the, the car. car. 
Yeah, inside Rainey, the white car. Watching your people take the tent down. <laughs> oh, yeah. So how did I see you then? He was in the car waving. You didn't recognize me because I had the camo on, dude, and I was blending in. <laughs> dude, it was like 10 o'clock at night. Yeah, he's like, he's like oh. a ninja. <laughs> I'm just saying what I saw. Oh, okay. an argument about it. Yeah. Hey, hey Phil, I'm, Phil, we're going to let you go. I just really wanted to find out what happened because it was not good. Yeah, was just... I don't know. But thanks for bringing I, it up. No, Phil, Phil hasn't answered Phil hasn't answered the question yet. I don't know what happened. I don't think he knows what happened. <laughs> he doesn't. He seems he seems like a prisoner of war, like just let out. He doesn't know what's going on in the society or the world or anything. Yeah. It was, it was just a bad weekend. Phil, just, just go put your head down and go get over it. You were fourth at one yeah. point, looking great. It was, what, 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 JGR, did he end up? what did his moto finish? 12-11 or 12-11. For 12, what, 15th or something? I don't know, yeah. No, you well, we were 12, weren't you, Phil? Yeah. Twelve eleven for twelve. He was fourth yeah. in the first moto. He was fifth or sixth in the second moto or something. Second. He was second. Were you second? Oh my god. Yeah, man. second. Yeah. <laughs> Phil. <laughs> oh, it sounds so bad. I know. I don't even know what to say. It was a rough weekend. It all started off bad from the get go. And... From the time I woke up, I knew it was going to be a bad day. So. <laughs> did, when did you clean the AMA official official out? What point was this? Uh I was thinking about Chase Brayton, right? Yeah, yeah. When I was with, with uh, Brayton, I don't know. There might have been like three laps to go. I kind of washed out, <laughs> went through the banners, and he was there, and like he was kind of leaned over, and I was washing out, and he kind of headbutted. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, obviously he, did. <laughs> he, he didn't have a, he didn't have a helmet on, so and, like I didn't think nothing of it. But I looked back, and like he was like getting up off the ground. No, just like crazy. <laughs> no. Also, too, the worst thing about yeah. it, you're chasing Brayton, the ex-JGR rider. They all want you to beat Brayton. I know how these things go, you know, because I've been and on not teams. A, not only that, but I train with JB every day at right. club, so it's just like, yeah. You know? And I got to hear that throughout the week from him and Lewis, and it's just like, jeez, please. <laughs> you know? Well, Talk Phil, um, thanks for coming on. We weren't planning on yep. it, but I, I thought we'd get you on and just yep. Thanks mock. for waking me up. I appreciate it. All right. Thanks, Phil. Have a safe Good trip, time. Phil. See you guys. Tip. Yeah, I'll see you tomorrow. Bye. <laughs> Filthy Phil Nicoletti. <laughs> he's he's classic, Coy. <laughs> he's just classic. <laughs> That's I why saw, Coy. I, 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 hey, I, here's the things I've seen in the last couple of years. Uh-huh. I saw Phil. I didn't really know him that well. And he was, was after a Supercross, like, I don't know, heat race. And he's sitting in, in the chair in the pits after the heat race. Punching himself in the face. <laughs> <laughs> and then, you know, like 30 minutes later, I'm like, dude, you were kind of socking yourself in the face. <laughs> and he's like, what? No, I wasn't. I'm like, yeah, you were. You were punching yourself in the face. <laughs> so move on to this year. Right. And we're at Hangtown, gnarly, rough, rough corner. Mm-hmm. So here goes Phil into it. Pulls the tear off mid-corner. Mid-corner. Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. rough. I'm like, Phil just pulled tear off mid-corner. Right. <laughs> I asked him that after that. He's like, no, I didn't. No, I didn't. Next moto, someone's, someone on the radio goes, Phil just pulled tear off right in the middle of the roughest corner. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, I we're think talking about hilarious. We're talking about dirt bike riders here. They're not the, the you know, the That's what I'm saying. Like, Barsha, like, stop testing. It's all in their heads. Stop trying to make these, help these guys yeah. out. It's all in their heads. I think I think a, a lot of it. I mean, a lot of any sport is in your head. That's yeah, for sure. Yeah. Of it. No, you're right. You're right. Yeah. I mean, that's 
that's part of it. And I, I do think injuries play into things, and they take a lot longer than people think that they're going to take to right. get over. And right. that's just that's just life. So hey, you know, yeah, I think the biggest lot- thing is going. Going through an injury and not getting depressed because a lot of them do. I've been there. I was in college, tore myself up, and you're sitting there. I tore my rotator cuff. Yeah, you have to actually play a sport. I have four Manitoba. I have four four Manitoba titles, Coy. (laughs) You got to play a sport to relate to what I'm saying. Hey, I think that you know, like Coy's talking about the confidence, the confidence thing. I think that you know. All the, everything has to be lined up for him. Mm-hmm. He has to be feeling good on the bike. Like Coy said, he's been off the bike. He has to be f- good with his fitness, and he has to have the confidence that he can do it. And I think after that win, he had it. And, you know, I know Dunge was probably going, you know, he probably wasn't feeling too confident going into Red Bud because he hasn't had great Red Buds. And he had a bad moto, last moto. Kenny was, you know, fighting his, you know, illness and some other issues that he has. And those guys weren't going in, like, full confident, like, I'm going to win this motherfucker. You know what I mean? Like, they, mm-hmm. they weren't going in like, you know, like JB did. And, you know, you can't take anything away from him. I'm the first one to say that he is one of the top guys right now. Yeah, no, I think from going forward from here. I think he's, he's one of the top guys. Like, he was just trying to figure it out and put all the pieces together. Right. I think he was a threat from the beginning. Vortex Racing, you're bringing you Koi Gibbs, VortexRacing.com. Uh, what what my- about uh, uh, Roos Graphics? Roos Graphics brought you Chad Reed. Oh, okay. Uh, Mike, welcome to the show. What's going on? Hey guys, how you doing? Good. Well, you want to you wanted to thank Kenny. Hey, Mike. Yeah, get some root hey, graphics, Kenny, bro. Uh, you, rem- you remember uh, Friday night, me and uh, my girlfriend talking to you about your uh, your patch and stuff. I just want to say thanks for the hats and everything. That was a uh, class act, yeah. That's what I do, bud. I'm here. I'm here for you guys. I thought maybe you were one of the guys I did the beer bong with at Lot B. Oh, that's that. <laughs> oh so- no, no, no. I was talking to you and Brian, and she was talking to you about your your eye and stuff. Yep, yep, yep. Was, was she hot? Yeah, she's a pretty lady. Yeah, no doubt. That's why you were talking to her. No. Um, hey, Mike. That's why we got the hats anyways. Mike, no, we you, had guys a, were, you guys were cool. Mike, we had show 200 a little while ago. Uh, well, what show are we on now, Tits? Two-something? Okay, well, thanks a lot. Um, about 18 weeks ago, we had show something, and Kenny gave uh, three people RCH prize packs for winners. They have yet to receive. No one has received any RCH hats, <laughs> shirts, prize packs, or anything. So, hey, awesome. well, why don't you take some of the, the blame for that, from the blame pie? Because I take 20% of the blame pie. You have 80%. Tonight is 218. 218. So 18 weeks ago. Okay. And I told right. you, hey, I brought a bunch of hats hey. if you want to send them to some right. people. I'll, thanks, Mike. Thanks, Mike. I'll, I'll, tomorrow. Give me the addresses. They don't want your bullshit, JGR. I'll send them they don't want no six, problem. They don't want a t-shirt with 16 logos on it. All right. It. Congratulations uh, to those three guys. They win our JGR. JGR kids. Yep. Go ahead, Coy. There we go. We're, right we're there. Going. Hats and shirts. Why you got to try to poach my, my style? Uh, oh man, <laughs> you guys are such poachers. Hey, Just send me that. Send me the address. This I, no, I really will. Yeah, Coy. go for it. Okay, okay. You, you pay for the shipping too, Clay, because one, two of them are in Australia. One's no, in Canada. No, one, one guy's in Australia. Yeah, but I'll pay for some shipping if it if it counts for it. By the way, uh, thank you, Coy Gibbs, JGR Racing, making me a um uh a carbon guard for the rear my rear uh, caliper on Project Eighty Eight. Yeah. I, I had no idea on that. I would have shut that down. <laughs> yeah, you knew, I, you knew I would have. That's why you went to J-Bone. That's why I went to J-Bone. Absolutely. I know. I would have been like, what? No. Right. Why would we do that? Right. Hey, Doug, you're on the phone. You actually got an RCH prize pack, Doug? I got my RCA prize pack. Thank you. Thank you. Compton, Compton took care of it for me. Yep. Not Steve Mathis, though. 
Oh. oh, what did Watson just pull out of his backpack? Watson's got some the shirts. The prize pack. Oh. All oh, right, thanks, thanks, Doug. Right on, Doug. Enjoy. All right, well, enjoy it, buddy. Well, now we got more prize packs here. All right, hey Coy, we're gonna let you go. Um, good, <laughs> good. <laughs> uh, thank you for uh, appreciating. Hey, like, enjoy your weekend off, buddy. I'll see you next weekend. Thanks for uh, always. Thank you. T- thank you for talking to me, the number one media person in the sport. I appreciate when hey, you Coy, give me some time. Hey, Coy, I lied to you, too. Your nose looks fucked. It is. I it know. Is. I told you. Yeah, I didn't want to make it hurt your feelings, dude. Half your nose is gone. Dude. I know it is. Dude, okay. I, I told you you horrible. can't tell, but I lied, and it looks like shit. I know. I, well, my wife tells me every night it's horrible, so I know it's horrible. <laughs> um, tell her I got can, her back. You can tell Coy. All I know is both my eyes are working properly. <laughs> Thank you, you fucking asshole. <laughs> <laughs> On that, we will go. That's a good one. Thanks, Coy. Thanks, Coy. Thank Take you. care, buddy. Yeah. All right. Vortex Racing, you bring your Coy Gibbs, everybody. Let's take a commercial break here. Pulp and Mech Show presented by BTOSports.com and Fly Racing. Jason Thomas, when we get back, Cooper Webb still coming up, and the legendary is in studio. So thanks for listening. We'll see you in a bit. Jason Thomas. I wanted to talk to you for a minute about Fly Racing. Fly Racing has grown by leaps and bounds since I started wearing it back in 2003. If you go back and look at a picture from back then and flash forward to now where you see guys like Trey Kennard, Andrew Short, Justin Braden, Weston Pike, and the 250 Rockstar Husky team wearing, you'll see what I'm talking about. We're now producing premium products, but our goal to give you more bang for your buck hasn't changed since those days. Our F2 carbon helmet, worn by all of our pro riders, is what I consider to be the best value in the motocross world. Our new Evolution 2.0 and light hydrogen lines have been continually improved and perfected over the past couple of years to give you the ideal fit. Whether it's off-road, supercross, motocross, or just riding in the backyard with your buddies, we have something purpose-built just for you. I invite you to check out our website at flyracing.com and, of course, your local dealer and online retailers to learn more about what we have been working on. Follow us on social media at FlyRacingUSA and post pictures of you riding on our Fly Racing wall on our website. From all of us at Fly Racing, I want to say thanks for listening and support companies that support Pulp MX. The Pulp MX Show is brought to you by BTOSports.com. Whether you are looking for new gear, helmets, boots, or you need to rebuild your bike from the ground up, BTO is your source for all of your motocross needs. As a proud sponsor of the BTO Sports KTM race team and the heart of the BTO Sports amateur motocross team, it is obvious that we are about more than being just a store. We support the sport that supports us. us. We at BTO Sports want to give back to you, the listener, for supporting us and the Pulp MX Show. Use coupon code PULPMX when placing your order at btosports.com for a VIP listener discount. Certain brand restrictions will apply. Race Tech. Privateer proven. When riders choose, they choose Race Tech. Supporting the world's fastest racers. Providing factory-level products, support, and service to the everyday rider. Each setup and product is 100% guaranteed and made in the USA. When racers choose, they choose Racetech. Visit Racetech.com for a full listing of suspension parts, tools, and information. Or check out Paul Feed's Motorcycle Suspension Bible, your guide to everything suspension. To receive 20% off parts and labor, enter discount code PULPMX2015 when ordering. Racetech. 
NFAB is the undisputed leader in high-quality accessories for your truck, Jeep, and SUV. For products that are as unique as your vehicle, check out NFAB Off-Road Accessories. From nerve steps and lighting accessories to the all-new Adjust Step and Endura Step. NFAB has you covered. NFAB products are handcrafted in the USA, delivering unsurpassed quality and durability with cutting-edge style. Available in cab length, wheel-to-wheel, and fed access models, NFAB nerve steps offer the widest array of configurations to access your vehicle. NFAB also offers a wide range of mounting solutions for auxiliary lighting, including pre-runner light bars, light cages, and full replacement front bumpers. All NFAB products are backed by a lifetime craftsmanship warranty and a five-year finish warranty. To find out where to buy NFAB products, visit www.n-fab.com or call 866-806-NFAB. NFAB, truck products for truck people. How's it going? My name is Chris Laredo. Patrick Barker. Scott Lewis. My name is Ben Shearmeyer. I'm a mechanic for Jason Anderson. Weston Place mechanic. Wrench on the number 10, Justin Brighton. I work for Justin Marshall. We are running uh, Galfer. Galfer. Galfer brakes. That is the best thing, yeah. It's like you've got to run Galfer. For 2015, X-Brand has added stellar new colorways to our exciting Volcano, Phantom, and Limited lines. You know Nick Way demands the illest style, and now with RCH Racing's Brock Tickle on board, we have assembled a motivated squad. Our simple approach to a fresh look, unmatched comfort, and elite performance remains pegged in the red. You can rest assured knowing X-Brand has you covered with a full offering of lenses, tear-offs, laminates, nose guards, and our zip-off system. Order direct through the EKSBrand.com store and enter discount code PULPSHOW15 to save 30% now. The leader in design and development of high-performance dirt bike camshafts, Hot Cams is now a proud supporter of the Pulp MX Show and its listeners. Looking to increase the horsepower of your engine without spending a fortune? You need to get a set of Hot Cams. Engineered using state-of-the-art valve train software and CNC machined from 8620 billet steel, Hot Cams camshafts are one of the most economical, reliable, and easy-to-install ways to add 5 to 10% power gain to your engine. By selecting one of our three stages of camshaft profiles, you can specifically tune the power band of your engine to best suit your riding style. Designed, dyno proven and made in the USA. Hot Cam's performance camshafts are used by privateer riders like Jimmy Albertson, Mitchell Oldenburg, Michael Lieb, Adam Entignap, Nick Schmidt and the Monster Energy Leading Edge Kawasaki team. Hot Cam's wants to help you get the extra power you need by offering all Pulp listeners a 30% discount on all orders placed online at hotcamsinc.com. Type in the discount code HOTCAMS2015 at checkout. Hot Cam's Unleash the power within. Works Connection is proud to be a sponsor of Pulp MX because just like you, they're passionate and dedicated to the sport. For over 23 years now, they've been producing innovative products like their Pro Launch Start Device and the 123 Easy Build Elite Perch Line. Just take a look around the AMA Pro Pits and you'll see Works Connection's proving ground for products under the canopies of Yoshimura Suzuki, RCH Racing, Star Racing, and other top teams. Plus, they now stock hints and clutch components, peg armor, ARC levers, and Fasco products too. Works Connection, your one-stop shop for cutting-edge products. Visit them on the web at www www.worksconnection.com and use the keyword PulpMX for 20% off your order or visit your local outlet and check out the new lineup of products for 2015. Do you own a KTM like Andrew Short? Then listen up. 
can stop searching for the best place to get genuine KTM parts and accessories. Grab a whole shot like shorty. Go directly to KTMPartsExpress.com, your number one online source for KTM parts and accessories. There's no shortage of genuine KTM parts in our huge warehouse, as well as a full selection of KTM power parts and power wear accessories. We also offer the same aftermarket parts and accessories that you see on Shorty's bike for your own KTM. 29 years of experience would be impressive, but we have over 35 years of experience in the motorcycle industry. We're here to serve you with a huge inventory, great prices, and fast, dependable service. The staff at KTM Parts Express is not short on experience. We'll process your order with speed and accuracy. Our goal is to get you the parts you need in the shortest amount of time. If you're in need of KTM Parts or accessories, this is the place to shop. KTMPartsExpress.com Roost MX. Roost MX, the official graphics company for both Cobra Moto and Cycle Trader Rock River Yamaha team. For over 16 years, Roost delivers professional level graphics for every rider from amateur to pro. Choose from our huge selection of graphics online and make yours one of a kind. Roost also offers a wide range of other custom products from t-shirts, sticker kits, helmet kits, trailer graphics, and more. With our quick 48-hour turnaround, shipping orders is top priority. Be sure to check out the new Pulp Nation section to get your Pulp MX swag. And follow us on Instagram at RoostMX for monthly sales. Get your equipment looking fresh by visiting RoostMX.net and use the discount code PULPNATION to save 20%. RoostMX. Motocross bikes have become very advanced over the past seven years, and yet ignition coil technology hasn't changed for almost 40. For almost 40. As a rider, you change sprockets, exhaust, ECU mapping, and even engine internals to gain an advantage. So with four times more energy than that of a stock ignition coil, the Black Ops Moto ignition coil is race-proven to help engines starting, throttle response, and acceleration when it's needed most. The Black Ops Moto coils are designed for two-stroke and four-stroke engines, as well as vintage and Evo bikes. Replace those tired, worn-out ignition coils with proven performance coil. Stop overlooking the obvious and contact us today. Hope MX listeners will get 15% off just by emailing or calling us directly at Black Ops Moto. You can also visit us on Facebook or at BlackOpsMoto.com. Black Ops Moto. Hey, 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 hey. W-E-E-E-E-E-E-E-E-E-E-E-E-E-E-E-E-E-E-E-E-E-E-E-E-E-E-E-E-E-E-E-E-E-E-E-E-E-E-E-E-E-E-E-E-E-E-E-E-E-
They all use and trust W for all the wheel needs. If they trust W, why don't you? Don't buy a, a set of cheap wheels. Just because you paid $500 for a set of wheels, you're not going to put those on your bike. They're not that good. Really, seriously. WUSA.com. Anything you need. Cool colors. Better strength. They've got it. And they've been proud supporters of the Pulp Mech Show for many years now. And we thank those guys. WUSA.com. Do it. Don Emler had a simple vision for FMF racing when he started it in his garage back in 73. Provide top-level U.S. racing equipment at the grassroots level. 43 years later, FMF racing is known for delivering the world's top performance exhaust products. Today, Don's vision continues to guide the family-operated company in its 100,000-square-foot, state-of-the-art manufacturing facility in the heart of Southern California, where 100% of everything is built under one roof. FMF is factory. Vortex Racing, the leader in top quality racing components for over 15 years, is now a proud supporter of the Pulp MX Show. All Vortex Racing products are made with the best materials and the tightest tolerances. All because Vortex Racing is owned and operated by guys just like you, enthusiasts and riders that demand the best. We have over 1,000 different gear choices to suit your needs and track conditions. All sprockets are cut from 70-75 T6 aluminum and come in an assortment of colors. Want something even stronger? Check out our full line of laser-cut steel sprockets. Besides sprockets, Vortex offers V3 oversized motocross handlebars that are 29% stronger than the competition. With years of research into these bars and top riders like Arena Cross champion Tyler Bowers putting their trust in them. You know these bars can take the abuse you'll give them. Remember, there's a reason champions choose Vortex. So the question is simple. Do you want to join the ranks of James Stewart and FMX legend Ronnie Renner? Choose Vortex. For more information, check out VortexRacing.com. All Pulp MX listeners are getting hooked up with a discount on any Vortex Racing product. Just email Roger at VortexRacing.com for promo code PULP2015. Or call him at 800-440-3559, extension 222. See you on the track. Hey guys, it's Brady Chisholm here. Listen up. You'll spend $9,000 for a new bike, $3,000 for bling, and you wonder why I have monkey butt? I'll tell you why. You didn't go to GutsRacing.com for new seat foam and cover. Guts Racing has been the leader in seat technology for 25 years. They've worked with every top rider at some point in their life, and that tradition continues. With riders on teams such as Cycle Trader Yamaha, Moto Concepts Racing, RCH Suzuki, Yoshimura Suzuki, Pro Circuit Kawasaki, Geico Honda, they have worked with them all. They have riders like Cal Chisholm, <laughs> Ben LeMay, Matt LeMoyne, Ryan Sipes, Brett Metcalf, and many, many more. They have been working behind the scenes with factory riders for over two and a half decades. So here is your chance to join stars of Supercross, Motocross, Arena Cross, GNCC, and FMX by taking advantage of the discount they have going on. If you head over to GutsRacing.com and use the code PulpMX2015, it'll save you some money, save you from having monkey butt. It's a win-win. Head over there and check them out, guys.
Exactly. And you hit the ground running, chain. Nothing's the same. Unchained. Kenny Watson in studio, everybody. The Pulp and Mech Show presented by BTOsports.com and Fly Racing. Uh, both those interviews, Chad Reed and Coy Gibbs, were pretty good, Watson. Yeah, it was solid. Those guys were solid. Atlas Brace, they've undergone a complete redesign for 2015. The new neck braces are impossibly light, flexible, and showcases a sleek new design that is the perfect combination of faction and function. AtlasBrace.com, Villapoto, Anderson, Dean Wilson, and Martin Davalos, just some of the guys running the brace right now. So actually just Anderson. <laughs> hey, speaking of Anderson. What? What was going on with him in that moto? He fell back. He went like a lap down and then just came right back to and speed. He was on fire. Yeah, but you told me that. Yeah. You go, Anderson's coming. Because oh, yeah. he was in fifth. He was behind Brock. And he, he was, was coming. Coming. And he then, was he, then he fell. Then he got lapped. And then he set the fastest times again. So after that. is that what happened? He fell? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, he fell. Yeah. Crazy, man. How do you go a lap down if you just fall? You must have had a well, big one. Well, I couldn't start it. Yeah, whatever. So I like that. He could have pulled off. He was out of the points. He was a lap down. No, he got 18th or something. From yeah. Wow. Yeah, from from way back. So uh, welcome back, everybody. Pulp and Mech Show presented by BTOsports.com and Fly Racing coming at you. Um, you got the results? You got the points for the yeah, for the, the points? I got points. Not on the sheet there, though. So All right, let's do the NFAB question of the day. Let's do it. The NFAB question of the day. N-Fab.com, proud sponsors of the JGR team, like we talked about. Thomas and the boys down at NFAB. Great guys. Jeep, truck, SUV parts, anything you need, they've got it. N-Fab.com, terrific guys and proud sponsors of the sport. So this is the NFAB question of the day, Watson, for you. And I'll answer it, too. Last week we asked if Justin Barshaw would win again, and apparently I said no. But uh, I was so wrong about that. All right, NFAB question of the day. Uh, Watson, so 250 class. Um, the next win, okay, Cooper Webb, who's going to be on our show later, he'll, he's going to win. He should have sure. won Red Bud. He's going to win. So taking away Cooper Webb. Alex Martin, Christian Craig, or Zach Osborne, which one wins first and overall? Zach. Zach Osborne, second so. overall this weekend, coming yeah. on, Rockstar Husky. Man, that I don't think he's gonna go like one one, yeah. but I think he might go like two 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 one. He might yeah. squeak out a moto if something happens yeah. to Marvin and those guys. He's working but, with Tomac a lot, like John Tomac is really but, helping him. But I think I think really that uh, with Cooper coming back and riding as good as he did, like right out of the gate, uh-huh. I think once he gets his race legs under him a little bit better and you know cleans it up, I think he's gonna be a big problem for Marvin. To get in between those guys, um, I'm not saying that they're going to pull team tactics. I don't think they do. I know I, I, I don't think yeah, they do neither. Right. But what I'm saying, it doesn't. If Cooper Webb was on a Suzuki, I just think that it's just another fast guy that can get in between them that can take some yeah. points away. Oh, absolutely. From Marvin's dealing with a wrist injury right now. He hurt it at Lakewood, and it, he aggravated it this week. And at Red Bud, it was affecting him big time. Man, yeah, he that's was, something. You, you knew, I knew something was going on. Oh, with yeah. him. the way he was yeah. going backwards. No, he that, was, that was that's not his mo. That was not the Marvin that we had seen uh, going on. Uh, FlyRacing.com. Check him out. FlyRacing.com. Brand new uh, gear coming out very shortly. Proud. Sponsors of uh, the BTO Sports KTM team with uh, Brayton and Short. Short should be back soon. He's back riding. Probably looking at Millville for Andrew. I don't know about Kennard, another fly racing athlete. 
They'll find out this week, I guess. Uh, Seeley's out with a hamstring. I don't know if he'll be back for Melville, but can I ask you a question? Yeah. Um, what? Um, speaking of the the two fifty class. Oh, by the way, the NFAB question of the day. I would also pick Osborne ahead of Craig, although Christian Craig read, led so long. Uh, n dot Yep. And my response to that with Christian Craig mm-hmm. is super happy for him. I'm stoked. You know, it looks like he has new life. He has all this stuff going on. I just hope that he doesn't go back to, okay, I got a ride now. I could slack and do whatever. No, I don't think he would. I, I yeah. don't think he will yeah. either. I think he has a family now, and I think it was one right. of those deals where he went away from the sport. He realized how cherished it, it is yeah. to have that ride and to have, you know, everything you know given to you and taken care of. And I think he was one of those rare guys. I really don't that, care. That could go, that could mm-hmm. leave and come back and get to that next level. Right. And I think, you know, he, he should be praised for that and he should be rewarded, and he is. If I owned a team and I had some young kid that was struggling, maybe I'd make him go get a job for six months. Dude, that's <laughs> like, I'm telling you, dude. I mean, a perfect example. Hey, dude, we're gonna, we got you a job at Taco Bell. You need to be there eight to five every day. Dude, I'll tell you, um, when Chris Blos rode for the Hart and Huntington team, yep. we always, like, I had to pry him out of the truck to go sign autographs. Really? Pry him out of the truck. When, just when, like, Mason was around and guys were around, oh, do I really got to sign? Like, he wanted to hang out. Yeah. And, you know, no one wants my autograph anyways. You know what I mean? Blah, blah, blah. Yeah. And I said, Chris, you know what? Someday, and it's probably going to be sometime soon here, right. you're going to be pitted out of a freaking truck in the back, and no one's even going to want your autograph. Right. So right now you need to take that advantage. And I think he – guys like that – Not to uh, – oh, sorry, go ahead. Guys – I'm not, and I'm not trying to beat up on Chris because he's a great guy and he's you know been successful in what he's been doing. Yeah. But a lot of these guys yeah. don't realize what they have until it's gone. It also kills me these guys too that lose their rides and they then they they're like I don't have a bike. Yeah. You're like, go buy one. I mean, you can yeah. resell it. You know, when you're done or like. Well, that's something like, like it just kills that, me when we were when we were doing the team in uh, the beginning of '14 when we had to go pick between Chiz and Hill. Um, it was like a tough decision to make, and Chiz, hands down, was a better rider on the bike. Mm-hmm. His lap times were better. He rode the bike better. The time Josh got out there, the track was blown out. The water was gone. The water main broke. There was just a bunch of problems, and instead of Hill, um, he asked to take the bike for the weekend and come back yeah. and ride it on Monday, and we told him we couldn't give him that bike. So what he did was he went down to a local Suzuki dealer mm-hmm. and bought a bike and rode yeah, it over the weekend it, right. and came back. And he's just like, I need to buy a bike because if I get the ride, yeah, I can I mean, sell it. Can, and if yeah, I don't get the ride, I need a bike anyways to ride. Yeah, no, exactly. Uh, not, not, not to beat up on Chris Bulls again, but I remember him telling me, like, in the Troy Lee days, he had no money. He was struggling a little bit. I said, hey, I got a guy who owns Mont- running Montreal Supercross. I can get you all expenses paid, like, three grand show up money, and then the purse money's really good. If you get top three, you can probably make another three grand. He's just like, nah. I'm like, what? Like, yeah, yeah. you don't have any money, I thought. Like, you know, I'm not getting – I realize it's not a ton of money, but, dude, you can get top three because you're Chris Bloch. You're a great rider. Yeah. I don't know. Some, some of these guys, some of these decisions. So, anyways, back to Christian Craig. Yeah, go get a job. Go yeah, get a job, I think, that's, I think that's awesome. I mean, it's just like I could think of a handful of guys that used to ride for me back from Moto Triple X to Plano Honda to, you know, to where we're at today that has ridden for me mm-hmm. and – you know, didn't realize, you know, how great it was and how, how much work it took. And then they would go do other things and they would, you know, I'd stay friends with them. And yeah. they're going, you know what? Racing and riding was, I took <laughs> it for so granted. Bad, right? I took it for granted. 
You know, and you know that's why this sport, the window is so small, man. And I think everybody, you know, a perfect example is like Phil. Yeah, I love this guy right here, Phil Nicoletti. Perfect example, like he he's had to work for everything he's got. Alex Martin, another mm. working class, Weston Pike, all those guys. They didn't think throw. how easy it would be for those guys to quit at some oh, yeah. point. Yeah, like Weston. I mean, you're talking about a guy that couldn't even jump the rhythm sections in 2010. <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? You're yeah. talking about a guy that was 75 pounds overweight that would still go out there and He's try. not 75. He, he was 75 s- pounds. He weighed 275 when he turned pro. Uh, really? 275. He wore 38s, and he still couldn't even buckle them. I don't remember those. I don't remember him being that big, but okay. All yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Because you didn't notice him. You didn't know who he was. Yeah. He was a three. He was a three digit, and he couldn't even jump the rhythm yeah, sections. Yeah, no, it was. He struggled for sure. But tits but I'm uh, just, no JT. Oh wait, sorry. What? No. Okay. So what I'm trying to get at is he's another guy that never had nothing and had to work for everything, and he doesn't take anything for granted. He's always trying to better himself, mm-hmm. always trying to make more money, and and so on and so forth. And I think there's a lot of guys, and I'm not going to say this guy's name, but he was a factory rider for a long time. And made a lot of money. Didn't have a ride and still wanted to race. And I said, dude, why don't you go do your own program out of a van, do the first five races, and if you're doing good, keep going like Mitasevich did back yeah. in the day. Yeah, well, a lot like, of guys invest, that, yeah. invest in yourself. Yeah. You want other people to invest in you. Yeah. And you say that, that no one believes in you. Well, if you believe in yourself yeah, and you right. have some money – why would anyone else want to do it when you don't even believe in yourself? Yeah, no, you're absolutely right. It's and a, a story like Christian Craig or, or Alex Martin or Phil is proof positive. Like, totally. okay, look, like Christian Craig has a shit ton of talent. He's a great rider. Yep. But Alex Martin, Phil Nicoletti, they're you know they're not. All, I wouldn't. I'd call them more working man's motocrossers. Exactly. And, and they didn't. And they never gave up. And they just put in the hard work. And, and they yep. kept going. And look where they're at now. You know. So. Um, that's, uh, that's hey, let me ask you a question. Okay. Let's go back to this real quick. Yeah. So um, anyways, I go with Osborne too. And fab question of the day. And that's Fabcom. I, I want to, this guy no, started out and I'm a little, like I'm a fan of his and I always root for him and I watch him and I'm pretty bummed out that he's not doing better. And I don't know if he's struggling with injuries or what his deal, but I thought Jesse Nelson would do better. Well, he started off really well. Um, he's never done well at High Point. He told me he never likes High Point. There was the mud at Bud's Creek. He's not a great mud rider, and this weekend was okay. He was okay. Okay, so a seven eleven. Yeah, that's okay. That's for a okay. factory rider. Well, yeah, I think it's okay. Okay, then what? I mean, that he's the team. I would call him the their team, number one guy. Yeah, yeah I would. I would. I, I'd say that too. Okay, there wasn't that long ago. He was third in the points. Yeah. yeah. So. The other, the, one of the other guys got 15th. Mm-hmm. They couldn't be happy with these. And then where's the other, what, what did the other guy get? Oldenburg, uh, Nelson, yeah, and McElrath. Yeah, McElrath, 16th with a 19-13. Right. Like, uh, if I'm Tyler Keefe, I'm like, what's going on, guys? Yeah, like, yeah, maybe so. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you got, just like we said, yeah. you got guys like Alex Martin, yeah. the, these guys that are working their butts off. And you know who else is, I think, is putting in a pretty good effort is, uh, you know, Kyle Peters is doing good. Yeah. With, I mean, yeah. he's he's in that league with those guys that have full rides. Yeah, Peters is, uh, is yeah. No, if you look at the, he's not probably making any salary. And, and I guess they got all bummed at me. The Crossland team got a little bummed at me because I wrote in my column that Kyle Peters was doing the most with the least. You know, none of these teams like to hear that. I called Alan Brown's team a, a B team one time, and he got all pissed at me. I wouldn't even give him that much credit. <laughs> um, but you know, the Alan po- Brown never had a B team. He was C with the NFAB team. Okay, well, whatever. What's a B team then? B team's hard, uh, like a Hart Huntington was. 
Okay. Uh, I think Alan. Butler Brothers. Back in the day before right. they were KTM. Well, that's Allen. That's Allen. No, no, no. Allen, Allen never had that good, good of a team. Okay. All right. Anyway, so uh, Kyle Peters making. I'm I, just joking. Allen, Allen the, was legit. The point I had was that, uh, uh, you know, Kyle Peters is, is wasn't getting a salary and he was beating a lot of guys who were making a salary. You know what I mean? I, I and, agree. I, dude, I'm, I'm, I'm all about that. And it's. Uh, what about. Let's talk about this kid. What? Barsha? No. He's good. I'm just going to say. I will talk about this kid, and I will just say one word, and you'll know exactly who it is. Concussion. He rides the lights class. He has a factory ride. Zach Bell. Nope. Well, he's not, no, he's he not. He raced this weekend, so. and he had another concussion. Uh, A-Rod? Yep. Oh. He hurt himself again? Yep. He might need to stop quick. He might need to stop racing. That's what I'm thinking. I, I, he had I, a, I don't know the kid at all. I wouldn't yeah. know him if he walked up to me. But, yeah. dude. Nice guy. No, he's a nice I, kid. I mean, when, yeah. when do you say enough is enough and you're not yeah. worried about your sponsors? You're not worried about, you know, I'm not, we're not going to get paid if we don't have a full team. Enough is enough for this guy for now. Yeah. I mean, dude, the guy, his it can't be healthy, man. It can't be healthy. I mean, dude, he's young. He's, you know, probably not yeah. even over 20. Yeah, he's, he's hit his head a lot, man. Multiple yeah. Oh, head yeah, injuries. Yeah, no, so when, when does the – the concussion specialists and the AMA and their team well, say he's got to pass the test. If he passed the test, he gets the race. It's the bottom line. So just because um, you pass your test doesn't mean no, that you're. I agree that you can't walk up and just tap someone in the head and they have a concussion. <laughs> yeah, I agree. Um, all right, let's do the X Brown goggle tear offs. It's the X Brand tear off segment. Fifteen second rapid fire Q and A. Rapid fire. Swiss Corps got time for this intro, but no time for Kenny's podcast intro. X Brand goggles, EKSBand.com, The choice of champions everywhere. Eight riders out of the top twenty in the 450 class ran X Brand this weekend. Tickle, Norin, Tommy Hahn, Chisholm, Lemay, Kyle Cunningham. Ben LeMay. Did I say Ben LeMay? Yes. Uh, Wentland and Killy Rusk. All wore X-Brand. Do you X-Bread. build goggles for all of them? Uh, I do not build goggles for Tommy Hahn. And Why? I didn't build LeMay's this weekend. I just gave him everything. I said, hey, can you build it? Tommy Hahn wears your goggles? Yeah. But you don't build them? No. Why? Why? I don't like Tommy Hahn. He doesn't like me. Who builds his goggles? I don't know. You never thought to ask? Nah. That's your problem? Yeah, X-Brand goggles. I look there. You say, hey, Rich. My, not doing it. The owner of X-Brand, Rich Taylor, asked me my opinion of sponsoring the Crossland team. And I said, look, I love Freddie Noren. Um, I'd love to keep Freddie Noren, but I don't think, A, I'm too busy with the guys we got to build them goggles. And I don't really want Tommy running the product. Tommy has done some shitty things, uh, said some shitty things about me to other people that are actually lies. And so, I'm just like, so, okay, I'm all right. But, but if he so, did or he didn't, that's... Yeah, he doesn't like me. I don't like him. Let's so, move on. So you want to... You don't want him wearing the the brand, even if it's going to make the brand better with his results. He's not a good brand ambassador. Yeah, I don't think he is. No. Um, well, I will say this: he rode great this weekend. Yep. A fantastic ride. He rode great at and Bud's at Creek. Bud's Creek Second Moto. He had a great ride, and I so props to him riding well. I yeah. you know, but I mean, let's let's hold it together here for him. Let's see if he can hold it together. So I think he's a better outdoor guy than indoor guy. And I, I think know so he too. Had, he had some injuries. Yep. I think he's more confident. I think a good opportunity for Tommy might be is if he could maybe get a ride overseas. That'd be freaking yeah, GPs. that'd be pretty good. Right. X Brown goggles use the code Pulpamex. Uh, but I don't 15. think so. I think we're going to see him back here next year on a different color. When checking out, use use the code Pulpamex to save yourself money. X Brown goggles. Alex Martin runs X Brand, killing it with X Brand. Uh, Brock Tickle, your rider, killing it with X Brand. Freddie Norn, 
Yeah, Brock Tickle did good this weekend. Uh, fourth, yeah, fastest fault qualif. I thought that time was going to hold up because nah. the second practice in 250s was much slower. Yeah. So I thought he was going to hold up, but no go. Yeah, and the funny thing was, he, he told me, he goes, I didn't even think that was that great of a time. And he came back in, and everyone was like, yeah, good job, good job. And he was just like, he didn't even like, he's like, really? I didn't even feel that good. <laughs> so anyways, it worked out pretty good for him, and he, he had a solid day. Um, it was it was weird because we didn't even really, like, right, you know, like the NASCARs, <laughs> like the NASCAR guys say. Dude, it was good right after right after we unloaded. Right after we unloaded it, it was good. Right out of the truck, like NASCAR. But uh, he wrote okay. good. He wrote These are rapid high. fire questions. Fifteen seconds or less. Uh, <laughs> what are you laughing at? Just, he was kind of like rambling. He didn't really know what he was saying. He was trying to fill time, but he didn't really know where he was going with it. Uh, you know what? I'm impressed that he didn't stop. It, it was better than I could do. No, so I was trying so to hold the show. Normally, dude, but, he would but, stop but and be good. like, what are you doing? Yeah. No, I was trying to get the, hold good the job. show. No, no, fantastic. Was, was, I'm was learning, good. dude. It was just funny. That was a good job. you got a podcast coming up. Now you're a regular host. Oh, yeah. Regular old, <laughs> uh, regular old so, ho. Tits. Do, do you know what you're going to talk about on your podcast, by the way? He already did it. Do you know what you're going to talk about on your second one? Who's your guest for the next one? Do you have one? Devin Fine. Gibbs. <laughs> hey, hey, I'm going to ask him, hey. How's your day? How's, hey, your, day? how's your day how's going? What did you do today? What'd how's you your do? day going? Was it Taco Tuesday? <laughs> so, um, Hey, Tits, I think you might be impressed, bud. So no no JT. So I got questions for you, okay. Tits. So we'll okay. All... Before okay. we get into the yeah. rapid fire. Rapid fire. Switch score, give, building intros why don't you give, uh, on the reg. Why don't you... Uh, let tits know what what you thought of my how I ran my podcast if it was pretty smooth if how I carried it. Well, we'll see. We'll let the ju- we'll let the public judge it when it comes out this week. Fifty okay. fifty. I mean, That's it was fine. I thought it was fine. I but, mean, there were some things I would have done differently and better, but um, why better? Why can't not? Because I've did, done six hundred podcasts okay, and you've done one. Okay, but why can't you say there's some things I would have done different? But don't say they're going to be better. It's all a matter of perspective. Maybe some people don't like the way you do things. <laughs> Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> but no. you've done 600 of them. Yeah, the look, I'm the best. Dude, if I, you know, I mean. Coy even said it. You had the best show on the radio. Yeah, he did say that, didn't he? He did. He did. Just like Tim Cotter said, I'm one of the greatest of all, one of the greats of the sport. So with no JT, he's probably sleeping. He's on the East Coast. Let's do this. X-Brand Goggles. All right, Steve, you're yep. first. When you are producing your new hockey podcast. Coming in the fall, everybody. What is something that Tits and Gibbs do that you hope to parlay into your own producing I, I'm I'm just the host. I'm the host of the podcast show. It's going to be just like the Steve Mathis show that we do on RacerX. It's a stupid question, Moser. All right, next those, question. Those are my favorite kinds of yeah. stupid questions. All right, Kenny. Did you pick these questions? Yeah. yeah. With your B2B connections and marketing questions? wizardry, do you think you could have kept Team 2-2 in the black and operating for years to come? No, well, you only can keep going when you don't have enough capital, and I don't think he's he had the capital. That's why he was trying to you know get more sponsors. And no, I don't. You don't think you could have got more sponsors and better activation? Uh, I don't. You know what? It, like I said, everybody's team's different. And hey, l- listen, talk about Chad closing the doors. You guys lost to Quan. We did lose to Quan. Yeah, I mean, like times are tough, bro. Yeah, but when we. We did lose Saquon, yeah, but we did. No, thank you. Thank yeah, you. We, we did. I said you lost Saquon. We, we did lose Saquon, but we didn't lose him. We didn't. 
Well, we didn't lose any money, put it that way. Yeah, no, no whatever. Hey, we is lost that, the logo, but we didn't, we didn't lose the paycheck. Is that, race, that. is that race still going on? Soaring yes, it Eagle, is. Uh, Michigan Edge, race? Edge of summer. Wow. Last weekend You're going to get a lot of riders there because it's Indiana last round. It's and, the Indiana last round, and the pit, it's, they're going to have a track build. Nick, Nick Way made like eight grand for second. Yep. It's 10000 bucks to win it. Dude. We tried to get number seven, and they wanted he wanted $50,000 to come race. And you wouldn't do it? 50000 bucks. And you wouldn't do it? And the guy hasn't it? raced all year. I'm like, wow. I'm not surprised. That's totally normal for me. I would think go, that's... Go get, make 10 grand. Number four coming out of retirement? I'll yep. be, he is. He's racing. I'm just going to say that much. Ooh. Oh, I know what he's doing. Yeah, I won't, I won't spoil. Does he, need me, does he need me there for support? No. Okay. I'm just kidding. I don't know if he's racing. I okay. don't think he is, but... All right, next... Uh, my question, no, my question to you. My okay. question, my question, my answer is no. They did okay. a great job. They had all the right people in the right place, and it wasn't. There's it's not no meant way. to be. Nope. Tits. Yes. With the loss of supplemental income from producing the show here, yes. What expenses have you had to cut back on? Uh, well, fortunately, my uh, optics gig has been going uh, full speed, so I have not had to cut back at all. All right, fantastic. How do you get that? On his own. Concrete. My own, my own he was, own. He was yeah. mixing concrete on no, the strip no. and Optrix they came by. Ca- Optrix called all the concrete people <laughs> in, in town and, and they found said we, we need a good marketing guy. All right, next question. Okay. Steve, if Geico Honda didn't sign Christian Craig, do you think another team would have signed him? Yes. If so, yes. Whom? Um. Yes, I don't know. I uh, see Troy Lee or something like that. Yeah, Troy Lee would be would bring him back. I know Mitch is full, Star was full. Uh, maybe Bobby Hewitt. Yeah, somebody, somebody sign him. Okay. That guy rides a bike so good, man. So, so like Mike, like, and he's he looks big on that bike. He does. He yeah. looks big. Yeah. Okay, Kent. What's the biggest deal you almost closed on, but it slipped away? Well, I don't Ooh. know. Can he tell us that? Can you just go with it? Biggest deal I've ever had that got away. Uh, shoot, I I can't think of anything off the top of my head, but I'm sure there's probably about 15 of them in my eyes. All right. Why don't you bring some money to the Pulp Show, and I'll give you a cut. I did, when you started. And, yeah, I know, and I'll give you a cut. Yeah, and, and when you started, I did, and I'm yeah. not a regular, and I'm not a piece of it anymore, so why should I bring more money to the, to the show? Because you can make money. I'm going to on my own podcast. Okay. Well, I'm charging you to rent my equipment, then. That's fine. Okay. I'll pay. All right. Oh, Tits, question. Yes. If by some miracle you ended up alone in an elevator with Ryan Dungey, what would you say to him? What cologne are you wearing? What, what are you doing today? <laughs> Taco Tuesday? Uh, How's your day? Uh, bur- uh, what's that cologne that uh, Kiefer wears? Uh, oh, Burberry. Oh, you're wearing Burberry? Burberry? Um, but in all seriousness, I, I, I have no idea. Are you mad that Watson got Lindsay to... You know, tell Devin it was okay. And no, I thought that was great, um, but I, I am still. You know, I pulled that down because she didn't really want it public, right? Yeah, she no, she she, she uh, hit she, me up. And, she was cool about it. No, she wasn't. She was cool about it. I talked to her about it. She's if she you would have got Dungey saying that, I would have been he extremely tried. jealous. No, he I tried. didn't. Only Lindsay was out in front of the truck, so I just no, rolled up. No, 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 back from, in the day before oh. the, apparently you said you tried to clear the beef, and he knew who I was and said, "Nope, not having it." On, on, do, you, do you remember that? Uh, yes, 100%. I remember the conversation. It was at Dodger Stadium. And I remember the conversation in front of his truck, and it was drizzling, raining, and I was talking to him. And I'll tell you, on my daughter's life, 
That's what happened. Whoa. Whoa. Yeah. 702-586-PULP, by the way. You want to give us a call here? Cooper Webb coming up. Pulp Mech Show presented by BTOsports.com and Fly Race. And this is the X-Brand Goggles say, tear-off segment. Okay. They're not hitting that. They're not hitting the tear-off noise. Just for myself. I'm sorry. Okay. All right. Third question, Steve. Do you think Purcell is a better 250 or 450 rider outdoors? Mm, I think it's about the same. I think the jury's still out. Uh, he had he's had some good races on both bikes. He, I mean, look at all those Oakley bombs he got on the two fifties. Although he's gotten a waffle, couple waffle, of waffle, waffle, yeah, waffle, waffle. It's a waffle for sure. Okay, Kent. Third and final question: List the reasons. Multiple. Gibbs is a better producer than me. I can't because he's not. I guarantee you, if Gibbs would have been asking that, you'd have oh, yeah, gone on no, a rant. No, for sure. Freaking railed no, yeah. me. He would have. That's right. Right. For sure. For sure. <laughs> <laughs> All right, yeah. Tits, third question. Yes. If you hosted a podcast like Gibbs, not with Gibbs, but like Gibbs, mm-hmm. who are the two guests you think you could get on your show? Uh, one Corey Mosier and one Swizzcore. Oh, yeah, people tune in for that. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I, I thought for sure you would say he, Dave Castillo. Yeah, no, yeah. he would get Dave and be like, hey, Dave, what, what are you doing? Hey, uh, dude. Yeah. I, you know what's funny? I asked Tits about Dave's <laughs> post. Did you see Dave's post with his shirt off? No. Hosing himself no. down? He yeah, was like all, all full of mud. He was all had his shirt off. God oh, bod. He, he tweeted he's me, sorry, Pook, sorry, Pope Max. I yeah. didn't know what that was about. No. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. Because Pookie, um, Pookie probably... But to answer your question, I have no aspirations to do that. Is Pastrana not an Optrix athlete? He's not. I could probably get Street Bike Tommy, though. <laughs> there we go. Street yeah, Bike Tommy, everybody. Who is on your roster? It's not that type of Oh, thing. really? No, it, it's all like photographers and whatnot. Like Street Bike Tommy is kind of an anomaly as so far what, what, as... What, 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 what an optric sponsorship of the Pulp Show? It just went away, and then you, you said it was going to come back, and it never did. I was hoping it would, but the people who write all the checks said we're going a different direction. So you, you know what you should have said? It bums me out, to be honest with Tits, you. Tits, you know what you should have yes. said? Yes. That I'm going in a different direction, because that's my roots. <laughs> yeah. All right. Um, that's been Boy. the X-Brown Goggle Tear-Off segment, everybody. Thanks for my questions. Huh? Thanks for all my sweet questions. Uh, yeah, well, why are you looking like that? I don't know what you're like, talking about. Yeah, yeah. questions? No, I said thank you for all the questions that, oh. uh, for the X-Brand there off segment. It sounded like you had questions that mm-hmm. he didn't answer yeah. or something like that. No. Right? Are you, can you confirm to us that you lost Saquon again? <laughs> yeah, we, we didn't lose Saquon. They lost us. Ooh. Racetech, uh, world's largest aftermarket motorcycle suspension mod company for over 30 years. Racetech is supplying racers, riders, and Hey, dude, why do you always like to pour salt in the wounds? <laughs> chop, chop. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Ben LeMay, ben LeMay used uh, Racetech suspension and motors this weekend. Oh, at, really? Uh, and he did great. He did, actually. First race out. I thought he was good. Cody Gilmer used Racetech. Vince Freeze used Racetech to win the Calgary as CMRC National a couple weeks back. Jesus Christ, Vince Reese. Uh, Pulpamex uh, 2015 saves you 10%. World class. Listen, a lot of you people need suspension work. You need springs. You need oil change. You need bushings done. Just do it. Okay? Yeah. Hey, so uh, I don't know if you remember. Before I left, uh, Race Tech did art the suspension on my uh, yeah, Honda. Yeah, I do remember. Yep. Sadly, I this is the first time I've actually been able to ride it in the two years since I left here. But I went on a ride and it was pretty amazing. Like pillows? Um, well, it was out. Where on did the you rocks. ride it? Just the out loop. The... the loop. You know where that is? Yeah, you could probably t- really tell on the loop. Well, I had them set up for trail riding. I, I didn't have it for moto, but it was good. 
I'm just saying. Okay. Thank you for the two-year-old review. Yeah. Thank well, you. No, Thank you for the report. It's a brand new review from yeah. work I got news to you. The oil's probably bad from sitting that long. <laughs> it might be. <laughs> Racetech, racetech.com. Uh, here's some emails from the week. Coming up, Cooper Webb on the show here. Uh, Simon. Coop. Simon sent this in. Uh, a stand-up Gibbs, a stand-up comedian short of ideas. If that podcast was you on stage in a comedy club, how do you think the audience would have received it? Come on. <laughs> don't go on about not knowing what to talk about, damn it. Improvise better. This is what you do right. Second chance. Don't blow it. Steve, hey, why do you keep beating this dead horse with, with, with this dude? Gibbs thing. Do you know how many voicemails we got about this and emails? Like I'm only I'm only Why why I'm are only... you why are you even like I can understand after the first week, but every week you keep talking about this. Can no, I chime this in? This is about Gibbs's podcast. This is yeah, about, this yeah, is I about know, Lindsay I know. Dungy and all that. I, I know oh, that. Okay. I know oh, that. Right. Oh. I was gonna say Devin will not admit that what he's doing is questionable as far as the creepiness level. And Steve, I think, feels strongly that that's... Uh, I'm not even talking about that. I'm talking about this whole podcasting with Devin. Well, that, that's are new. The on podcast it. is new. It's, yeah, the, right, it's yeah. the, the creepiness that's old. This whole okay. thing, why are we even... You're giving this guy so much, so much airtime. Steve, what am I... He's the fucking producer that can't read. I mean, come on, dude. <laughs> what am I about to suggest about safety... Will convey my experience in the sport. How about goggles being mandatory as helmet? Tossing him gets a black flag. That's the stupidest thing I've ever seen. What are you supposed to do when you toss your goggles and you can't see out of them? Run into a freaking AMA official? No, he's saying pull off. Oh, yeah. That, black flag. You got a black flag. That'll, 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 work, that'll work out. Pull over and get new goggles. Pull over and get new goggles. That. I mean, I don't think it's a great idea, but I understand it. I could, I could, it's, well, dude, if you, it if you can't see, if you're running, wiping your goggles, you might run into an AMA official and headbutt him. What's worse, that or taking a rock to the eye and losing your sight? You're not going to get a rock to the eye in the fucking mud. You're going to get mud in your eyes. Adam sent this in. Had an idea for Gibbs Podcast? Maybe focus on the privateer side of the sport. Give guys like Gannon Audette, Wentland, Zach Williams of the sport a chance to plug their sponsors and get some exposure. Just an idea. Did you ever get the numbers? Of what? Of his downloads? Yeah, he had 28. No. (laughs) We we talked about it. Everybody subscribes to the podcast, so 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 it never. Yeah, that's right. So it doesn't count. We have no idea. I could put up a podcast of dead air and get seven thousand downloads. That's pretty good, you know. And the good ones get about eleven or twelve thousand. This show gets about twenty. But Skyler sent this in in your post race interview. Jesse Nelson mentioned his Honda was slow last year. I know the current model Honda is notorious for being a little underpowered. But even with Honda support, were TLD's bikes underpowered last year? And does that reflect on the Geico Honda team's motors? Thanks a lot. Keep up the good work. Gibbs is doing awesome. Give him another podcast. Skyler. Yeah, Nelson said, like, my bike wasn't that great last year, so he, I had trouble jumping sh- the leap. He hole-shotted. Ho- at Colorado, he ran up front the whole time on a Honda. Dude, he hole-shotted. I think Nelson was just selling his bike. You know what I mean? So, I've never heard of somebody doing that before. What? Hole-shotting? Selling their bike. Selling their program. Yeah. Yeah. Mark sent this in. Gibbs show saved my life. I had a crash racing and was in a coma. My girlfriend downloaded some Pulp Mex podcasts and played them to me while I was in a coma. Gibbs podcast was so bad, I woke up to turn it off. <laughs> Gibbs saved Mark from a coma. I want to say, things are not that bad. You could be recording this podcast right now. Good job, Mark. Gibbs podcast saved you. That is the Race Tech email segment. Racetech.com. Uh, use the code PUPMX2015 to get 10% off. That was just a plug. Race Tech. That was uh, Devin Gibbs' plug for his podcast, everyone. That's all that was. Go listen. Okay, well, you're not going to be here next week, and we're going to talk about your podcast. That's fine. My, so, uh, 
I guarantee you don't talk about it like that because the reviews aren't going to be that shitty. <laughs> Kenny's Corner coming up. Is that what it's called? Yep. Nice. Swisscore texted me and said your intro will be done uh, by Friday. Oh, really? He told me tonight. <laughs> no. What do you got to say about that to him? Ah, <laughs> uh, killing me, guy. I'm kidding. He said it would get done. Hey, uh, Davey Millsaps <laughs> was supposed to race Red Bud. Oh, yeah. Now, I heard two reasons why he wasn't there. One reason was his back is jacked up. One reason was he just doesn't want to race. Hmm. <laughs> what do we know? What do you know? I don't know anything. I know that uh, that he's a very talented guy, and he uh, he's probably going to wait till Supercross. Well, who knows? So you do sound like you know something, but you can't say. I you don't know. Like, oh. I don't. I don't. I mean, well, you I, just said he'll probably wait for Supercross, so he's not coming back this summer. All I know is from listening like this interview on Transworld. Yeah, and he said it's not as easy as everybody thinks. So we'll just go bikes. Go buy, 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 go buy bikes. Well, he did go buy bikes, and he did go buy parts. But sometimes everything isn't ready, and he's mm-hmm. not going to go out and just you know half-ass it. And I don't blame him. And if he's not feeling it to go race at that level, mm-hmm. I mean, dude, okay. it's tough. I mean, it would be tough for him to come out and get top ten, I think, right now. No, come on, dude. Are you, go look at the top ten. They're right in front of you. Okay, so... Dude. I shouldn't say top ten. Dude, Davey Millsaps, come on. Davey Millsaps. So, Davey Millsaps is going to beat Kristoff. Brock Tickles, four. Weston Pikes, five. Kristoff is six. Frederick Noren, seventh. Blake Millsap, Baggett. I love Freddie Noren, but come on. Baggett, eighth. Brayton. He's Millsaps. Anderson. Is- come on, dude. I mean, I, I like Davey Millsaps. I think he's an awesome rider, but... Dude, Getting off no. the couch and coming to line up with those no, guys? No, you're, you're, you're not giving him enough credit. I, I, I give him all the credit in the world. I just think the first time out, he's not going to well, run. Well, okay, maybe not the very first race. but That's next, what I'm saying. The next race. He'd yeah, run for sure, okay. the next race. Cooper Webb, welcome to the show. How's it going, guys? Millsaps would get top 10 in 450s, right? Not the first race back. First race back. Webb, come on. Yeah, he would. For outdoors? Yeah. Hmm. Oh, really? Maybe not. Maybe Coop, Coop, Webb, Coop doesn't think so. First race back, I don't know. Okay, all right. Hey, yeah, Coop, I mean, you're talking to the guy that didn't think that you'd run up front when you came back right off the couch. I said, bullshit, <laughs> that guy's a winner. Um, Yeah, too bad you came back at the, at the mud race. That's, that, you, you were probably like, oh, man. He was I, fine, dude. What, one, what, one more position than you podium, right? One or two? No, he went. Uh, yeah, I went to crash. Yeah, I went to crash in the second moto. He was yeah, on the he move. Went, he was on the podium his first race back. Uh. Hot Cams bringing you Cooper Webb, Unleash the Power Within, HotCamsInc.com, use the code HotCams2015. Star Racing Yamaha's Cooper Webb on the Pulpomex show. Hey, you uh, know he runs Hot Cams too, right? Uh, no, I didn't, I didn't yeah, know that, that know. Star Racing does. Fantastic. I don't know, I just made that up, but it sounded uh, cool. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> hey, um, uh, Cooper, if I'm you, I'm sending your mechanic down to the hardware store. I'm buying a plaque and a little motorcycle, and I'm mounting it to a piece of wood, and I'm, ch- I'm chiseling in... 2015 Red Bud 250 MX winner, and I'm just giving myself the trophy. <laughs> you're probably, dude. You're probably you were probably uh. so pissed, but uh, that race was yours for sure. And uh, I guess that's in your back of your mind. That's what you go with, right? That's what helps you sleep at night. You're like, I, I should have won. Ah, uh, yeah. No, I mean, I felt like I had it, but I guess that's why why it's called racing. Nothing's for granted, but yeah, definitely done. 
Yeah, it was a it was a tough deal. Passed with uh, on the last half lap in the first moto uh, by J Mart, and in the second moto, three laps to go, you would have went two one. You probably had I don't know maybe four second lead, five second lead, and uh, yeah. just went down. What happened there? Did you just lose the front end? Yeah, I got cross threaded in those those ruts. It was uh, just a weird deal. I would, I was hitting that rut with both my feet on the pegs and. I just got cross-rutted, and by the time I went to put him out to try to save myself, I was already down. So it was just that that section claimed me both motos. So mm-hmm. Yeah, I think there was there's something something there. <laughs> yeah, no doubt. Uh, Cooper Webb on the uh, Pulp Mech Show seven zero two five eight six Pulp. You got a question for him? Hey, how's the ankle? How's that going? I know you know. Obviously, you're battling with the Supercross. Mm-hmm. We saw you at Hangtown. You look like you were in a lot of pain. Um, how's it doing now? Is is it back to hundred percent? Yeah, yeah. I mean. For the most part, I mean, it still bugs me here and there, mm-hmm. um, but yeah, it's good. Uh, I mean, I mean, definitely not not as bad as it was, you know, Hangtown around that area. Right. Uh, we went ahead and did everything we needed to do to get it right, and yep. and come out, you know, like I did. So I'm I'm glad we ended up doing that. I mean, if I catch it here and there, it'll sting for for a couple seconds, but mm-hmm. nothing major. Right. So all good. How pissed were you after that first moto too on the on the on the on the announcer thing? Um, the guy said, "You it's know, called the podium." The podium. The announcer's like, "Yeah, yeah, you know, you come back next moto and uh, and capture the win." And Cooper goes, "You're damn straight, I, or you're damn right, I will." <laughs> Did you see him when he went to the line the first moto with the cigarette in his mouth? Yeah, what was up with that? What was up with that? Wow, it's just red, bud. You gotta you gotta get in the spirit. I like it. That was a strong move. I like it. Was, did anybody say anything to you about it? Yeah, a couple of people. No. I mean, yeah. everybody knows obviously a joke. But yeah, I would hope so. I don't know. It was pretty funny. I got got some funny looks from <laughs> from some of the dudes beside me. So that was that's really all I was going after. Dude, Donnie Hansen told me a story one time when he raced back in the day. He was at like some like uh, Grand Prix, some Grand National, Grand Am, whatever it was, mm-hmm. and I forgot the Euro's name. He went to this line smoking a cigarette, and he didn't even smoke. And he was sitting on his bike smoking a cigarette, and he looked over at the guy, and he goes, good luck, man. And the guy's like, Ugh. and he put the cigarette out on his visor. <laughs> That's fantastic. Well, I, I would think that some fans on your – I don't know if you did – I didn't see if you posted that photo on your Instagram, but I guarantee you some fans will give you flack and think it's real. That's the world yeah. we live in now, you know? I know. They – the people are these days, especially on the, the Dude, internet, are just. I know it's like I don't know what they. It's like a different kind of breed. <laughs> you try to have some fun, and and then you know your your podium speeches too are good. They're outgoing. You're honest. You're emotional, and then you just get kind of shit on a little bit for whatever. Either way you go, right? If you're Blake Baggett, yeah. and you just recite your sponsors, you get shit on. And then if you're Cooper Webb, and you you say cool as crap, or or you're damn right, or you have a, you have a cigarette as a joke, you get shit that way too. Yeah, no, I'd, I'd rather get shit the cool way, though. <laughs> yeah, hey, it sounds like just a shitty situation, doesn't it? <laughs> yeah. No, I'd rather, I'd rather be be real with the people. Yeah. Yeah, no doubt. Hey, could you have come back sooner? Um, obviously, the title's gone and all that kind of stuff. Could you have come back sooner and tried to fight through it, or was it one of those things where you're like, hey, I'm, I'm, I'm getting healthy and I'm coming back then? What was your mindset about coming back? Uh, mindset was, after Hangtown, uh, realistically, I mean, it was just me dealing with the pain, mm-hmm. but it was one of those things where the doctor basically said, every time you dab it or whatever you might do, whether a crash or just a dab, yep. you're going to start right back at zero. And for me, 
I had already DNF'd that moto, which, mm-hmm. I mean, anything can happen to motocross, we all know that, but starting that point, you know, kind of down, and if I would have to ride at, even if it was 50%, and just going out there to score points, that way it wasn't going to necessarily, by the time it got healthy, it would have been mm-hmm. around this time, probably. So, for me, as a racer, I just, I wanted to get it fixed and, and come back and, and do good. You know, I I didn't want to be out there riding around in 10th place, just mm-hmm. collecting points and knowing what I could do. So, uh, plus with the, the cartilage, it was kind of one of those things I said, you know, if you didn't get it fixed right, that it's it could come back and haunt you kind of later on the road, right. you know, whether it be arthritis or yep. whatever the, the case may be. So, mm-hmm. I don't know, at times you just kind of, kind of step back and, and look at the big picture and yeah, I mean, you got another year that's in the class, right? You, you got another, yeah. you got another year. So try to do it next year and right, kind of do the best we can the rest of the year and try to try to you know win some races. Yeah, no, absolutely. You um, the leap in the first moto, you and and Jeremy going at it one lap. You don't jump it one lap. He jumps it, vice versa. <laughs> uh, that was pretty exciting, and I guess every lap it was kind of like. On a 250F, you got to make sure you really hit the, the outside well and keep your speed up, right? I mean, that was a big yeah. kind of exciting thing in the race. Yeah, it's it's one of those jumps. I was looking at it in the hot lap. I actually hit it on the hot lap just to make sure mm-hmm. that we could still still get it. But you know, with the dirt being so soft, it changed basically every lap. And it's definitely one of those jumps you don't want to case, especially for me with, with yeah. my ankle. I, I, I was like, you know what? Oh, I'd rather get past and break my bike in half. So you were probably pumped the second moto when you went and no one was jumping it. You're all, yes! <laughs> well, well, yeah, I was pumped, but at the same time, it like it, it does, it's so nice when you can clear it. Right. You get that just breath and land nice and... Yeah, pull the tear it, off. And... It's got a booter face to... Because the doublet is so small. Right. I mean, you basically got to lock, lock the brakes up just... So when you were hitting that thing, were you greasing it every time, or did you have a couple of close calls where you? I, I had a couple of close calls at the end, especially the first moto because my clutch was kind of going towards the end, and I was a little nervous the last time I hit it. To be honest, I, I didn't think <laughs> I had it, but I, you know, I barely pulled it. You know, Osborne didn't do it all day. He cased it on press day, broke a wheel, like came up way short, got spooked, never jumped it once. So I was like, oh, wow, Zach, good job. But he's like, yeah, I just went to the inside every lap, you know, made sure I go to the inside, and I, you know, didn't do it. I'm like, wow, okay, so you got second yeah. overall without jumping it. Um, <laughs> did you notice, did you watch the race on TV? Yeah, some of it. Did yeah. you Did you notice Marvin, like when he was up front and he started going backwards, how he was chopping those guys from jumping it? He would move over. Like, if no, you I didn't go notice. back, yeah. Go back and watch that race. Right. I mean, I don't remember when you were riding with him, Cooper, but it looked like he was riding in block mode. Like yeah. even like oh, half, halfway, bad. even like he, halfway he in the, jump. yeah, he, halfway through the moto, like when he knew his wrist was jacked up or whatever, yeah, like guys were definitely faster than him, catching him and caught him, and then he was like riding like I've never seen him ride before, like cross jumping people mm-hmm. and taking their line away, like going inside outside and even going slower through the corners. And I wasn't really like digging yeah. that. I was like, dude, if, nah, if he 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 cross jumped me going over that drop down before the mechanics area, and I doubt landed in his damn back pocket. Oh wow. Yeah, that's not really Marvin's move. No. On that. Yeah, so you were, that would probably that was probably you were probably surprised by that move by him because I I've yeah. never seen him ride like that and I I kind nah, of I keep mean, an eye on him. 
I haven't, I mean, granted, I haven't really raced him all that much, but mm-hmm. no. Yeah, he, uh, yeah, I guess his wrist injury was bugging him a little bit. Um, yeah, they were trying to build it up from the 250 East champion to the West champion, like on TV they were talking about, like the oh, Supercross yeah, yeah. guys, where right. they're finally going to race each other, and then it was just, yeah, Cooper passed him so bad out. Did you, did you notice the 100% tear-off stack blew off when Cooper went by him? <laughs> just freaking went by him so fast, blew all his tear-offs off. <laughs> Um, yeah. Poor guy. Yeah, Web. He love French. Web effed us in Supercross at the at the shootout from seeing that battle going on. That was the only thing to look forward. Yeah. To. That was the only thing to look forward to all day. I was like, I oh, finally we're gonna see Web and Marvin go at it. And nah, couldn't do it. So yeah, no, uh, it was a bummer for for everybody. Well, thank goodness for Marvin that that happened. But whatever. <laughs> uh, I'm just joking, Frankie. Well, yeah, Frankie Latham. Yeah, because Marvin won't care. Marvin will never say nothing to me, but Fat Kid would. Yeah. Uh, Hot Cam Zinc, listen, uh, Hot Cam Zinc bringing you Cooper Webb on the show. Um, obviously, uh, Cooper, your contract is is one more year, right? And then are you a free agent after that, or do you have a commitment from Yamaha to, when you step to 450s? Uh, yeah, I have another year with Yamaha, and then, yeah, free agent for the, oh my for God. the 450 class. Oh, he is going to just kill it, Watson. You should get hire him. Should I? Yeah. I don't know if we can afford him. I know you're just activation now, but yep. Tell, just, I have nothing to tell do. Tell RC. Him, yep, he'll get the call. We'll tell Ricky to call him. <laughs> um, it'd be natural to see to see him jump with JGR, though. Obviously, oh, f- right? Yeah, what, I wouldn't mean, you think? He used to. I would. It was funny. I was talking to Coop a while ago, and when he was riding KTM before, um, I got a call from your buddy, Mike Sleater. Oh yeah, and. Uh, Asked me if uh, – no, first Koi calls me and says, hey, um, uh, Cooper Webb, one of our uh, mini bike riders, is coming to Vegas. He has to break in a new bike uh-huh. or a new engine or something. Okay. Is it cool if they ride your track? And I'm like, yeah, no problem. I get a call from someone that went past the track, and there was like four or five guys riding the track. <laughs> and I'm like, what the fuck? So I seen – uh, Cooper's dad came up to me and goes, hey, I just want you to know that wasn't, you know, I know that you let us ride the track. So I seen Sleater, and I'm like, what what, what part of, yeah, you could go out there with one guy. But, oh, but this guy needed that. I'm like, dude, uh, so no, that's not the way it works. They were bringing, there was motoring down, KTM dudes were motoring down. Yeah, and it wasn't like, uh. it wasn't too cool, but what I was trying to get at is, Cooper rode for JGR back then, so that's why I always thought, like, oh, yeah, they'll, they'll figure something out. Yeah, yeah. Maybe it'd be a natural fit for you, huh, Cooper, if it, when that time comes. But um, yeah. Just think, you can move back to North Carolina, surf, hang <laughs> out with the chicks, lay out on the beach, get all bronzed. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, there we go. That'll work. Hey, um, what are you doing on your week off and then looking forward to Millville? You, you won the moto. I think you won, you won a moto last year at Millville. Um, talk about that, I guess, a little bit, and what are you doing on your week off? Uh, week off, normally we would just kind of recover, but since I'm kind of under the eight ball, we're mm-hmm. just riding, testing, normal normal stuff. Yep. And, uh, just try to – I'm in, you know, I, I just kept in shape when I wasn't racing, but right. it's hard to, to get that. I mean, basically this weekend, I basically sprinted two motos, and it's hard to, to duplicate that when you practice. So yep. hopefully get some more motos in. And, yeah, I really like Millville. It's uh, one of my favorite tracks, and I did good there last year besides yeah. the first moto going down times but yeah. uh yeah you um if you can beat the dude who lives on the property you're doing pretty well i would think so yeah. <laughs> you know what i mean hey coop who's in yeah. your who's in your little uh circle there could you know they have this little uh, little training program that goes on with swanapool they have like a 
pretty neat group of guys, man. They all it's it's a pretty cool atmosphere that these guys have going on. Who who's in that little uh call it group tex? <laughs> uh, it's good. It's uh yeah, Swanee, Swanee, myself and uh Brock Tickle and Aaron Plessinger are, are his main guys. He helps uh, a few other guys here out here and there, but mm-hmm. we're uh we're basically the the three that are spending most of our time together riding, training, doing all that, so it keeps it cool. You know, I think yeah. uh me and me and Brock, you know, we're always well, all three of us really always yeah. trying to elevate each other, but uh it's fine. AP's he tracks us all up, so hey, it's hey, nice. I didn't know that you were buddies with uh Seth Rarick. How did that happen? What 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 uh when did you guys ah, hang out? We grew up racing together. Oh I didn't know uh, that. Okay. He, now he you spent know. a lot of time at south of the border. Uh, okay. and and I did too and it was just one of those things, kind of met him and, and went from there, and mm-hmm. we actually bec- were, became really good friends, and he was actually out here in California uh, training and stuff before Canada and during the West yeah. the West rounds and stuff, so. Yeah, I saw you on yeah. social media one time. You were, like, asking about Rarick's Canadian results. I'm like, huh? <laughs> like, I know Seth pretty well. He's a good, great dude, awesome guy, really nice. Yeah. He's riding a 252 stroke up in Canada for a redemption racing, and you were asking on Twitter, like, anybody know how Rarick did? And I'm like, what? So, that's cool, though. Yeah, hey, you good. ever talked to Plessinger, Steve? Yeah, a little bit. Not That much, kid but... right there, like, I never knew that kid. I mm-hmm. never knew nothing about him until, like, this year. Like, just yeah. seeing him around the truck, talking to, you know, right. Brock. And, you know, those guys come by the truck once in a while. And that kid has the one of the best personalities. Like, he's so, like, laid back mm-hmm. and, like, doesn't give a F about, you know, He'll he'll wear the hat cranked down. He'll, he he is that guy. Like you should have seen Tickle. Hundred percent. Tickle like these guys came into the truck and Tickle came down with the American flag bandana on. Yeah. And that kid wanted that bandana to wear so bad. Plessinger, he's like, check me out. He's putting shades on, looking like a total goon. And dude, those guys, just all three of those guys, you could see their connection and how they get along so good. And you could see right. how. You know, Swanee's program is working for all three of them because they all three enjoy themselves with each other in their company. Right. So you could see them on the road riding their bicycles or at the track just pushing each other. I think that's yeah, pretty plus, unique situation of program. I think Plessinger is going to be a real surprise next year in Supercross. I mean, he got a couple podiums this year, I, I think, do. you know, um, yeah. some confidence. That was his first year. He's a big dude. He handles the bike well, you know. So. That was funny because in the preseason – you know, Brock would always say, "Dude, that guy's good. Like he's he's good. Mm-hmm. Like he. I'm not saying he's can go out and win, but dude, he will podium a couple races. Like he's good. Yeah. And I'm like, huh? The guy from the woods? <laughs> the woods guy? What? <laughs> the guy jumping the creek? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Right. Everyone's like, oh, it's a mud race. Plessinger's gonna win hands down. Yeah. And I'm like, and I was buying into yeah. it. I'm like, oh yeah, I got Plessinger. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, hey, Coop. Thanks for uh, thanks for coming on the show, man. I appreciate it. I don't want to take too much of your time tonight. Uh, like I said, go. Go to the hardware store, get a piece of wood, get a little a little gold motorcycle, build yourself a trophy for the first place Red Bud winner because that was yours. And and uh, and so, yeah, looking forward, I think it won't be too long before you actually get a real trophy for the first spot. So uh, it was a nice uh, nice ride for you, and thanks for coming on the show. Yeah, thanks. Thanks uh, for having us. Thanks. Uh, you guys have a nice night. All right. Thanks, Coop. Take See it easy. You. Yep. All right. Let it think. Hot Cams Inc. bringing you Cooper Webb, Star Racing's Yamaha Cooper Webb. Uh, I use could, uh, Pulp MX to save yourself money. Hot Cams unleash the power within. I will vouch for him when he was on the couch the, when he wasn't racing when he was injured. Mm-hmm. He lives right around the corner from me, and I would see him on his bicycle 
daily. You would think with ankle issue, though, maybe just pedaling wouldn't do anything, though, because you're just pedaling. I, just... I, I saw he was doing his thing, man. But, all right, commercial break. Uh, coming back with Kenny Watson's music, uh, much more on the show. We have a couple segments to do, more Red Bud talk, uh, and uh, much more with Kenny Watson of the RCH team. And this legendary, back in the studio. See you in a little bit. Legend. Hey guys, this is Jason Thomas. I wanted to talk to you for a minute about fly racing. Fly racing has grown by leaps and bounds since I started wearing it back in 2003. If you go back and look at a picture from back then, and flash forward to now where you see guys like Trey Kennard, Andrew Short, Justin Braden, Weston Pike, and the 250 Rockstar Husky team wearing, you'll see what I'm talking about. We're now producing premium products, but our goal to give you more bang for your buck hasn't changed since those days. Our F2 carbon helmet, worn by all of our pro riders, is what I consider to be the best value in the motocross world. Our new Evolution 2.0 and light hydrogen lines have been continually improved and perfected over the past couple of years to give you the ideal fit. Whether it's off-road, supercross, motocross, or just riding in the backyard with your buddies, we have something purpose-built just for you. I invite you to check out our website at flyracing.com and, of course, your local dealer and online retailers to learn more about what we have been working on. Follow us on social media at FlyRacingUSA and post pictures of you riding on our Fly Racing wall on our website. From all of us at Fly Racing, I want to say thanks for listening and support companies that support Pulpamex. Pulp MX Show is brought to you by BTOSports.com. Whether you are looking for new gear, helmets, boots, or you need to rebuild your bike from the ground up, BTO is your source for all of your motocross needs. As a proud sponsor of the BTO Sports KTM race team and the heart of the BTO Sports amateur motocross team, it is obvious that we are about more than being just a store. We support the sport that supports us. us. We at BTO Sports want to give back to you, the listener, for supporting us and the Pulp MX Show. Use coupon code PULPMX when placing your order at btosports.com for a VIP listener discount. Certain brand restrictions will apply. Hey, everybody. Thank you for listening to the Pulp MX Show. That's right. Hey, listen, I know a bunch of you people probably need suspension work. I would bet that a lot of you people need suspension work. Pookie, how's your suspension? Ah, I definitely need some work. And from who? Racetech, Obvi. Obvi. For over 30 years, Racetech has been supplying the racers, riders, and tuners with factory-level suspension for the everyday rider. Each setup and product is 100% guaranteed and made in the USA. 10% off Racetech parts and labor. Use pulp code PULPMX2015 when you order. And uh, I guarantee you guys need some springs. You need some suspension work, your bushings, your seals. Vince Freeze uses Race Tech. Pookie, who else? Who's your favorite rider that uses Race Tech? Omaha Zone. Cody Gilmore uses Race Tech. That's right, everybody. Cody Gilmore uses Race Tech. They offer a full line of high performance springs, suspension parts, suspension revalves, of course, the world famous gold valves as well. Race Tech suspension. Check it out, bro. MFAB is the undisputed leader in high-quality accessories for your truck, Jeep, and SUV. For products that are as unique as your vehicle, check out MFAB Off-Road Accessories. 
from Nerf Steps and Blighting Accessories to the all-new Adjust Step and Endura Step. NFAB has you covered. NFAB products are handcrafted in the USA, delivering unsurpassed quality and durability with cutting-edge style. Available in cab length, wheel-to-wheel, and fed access models, NFAB Nerf Steps offer the widest array of configurations to access your vehicle. NFAB also offers a wide range of mounting solutions for auxiliary lighting, including pre-runner light bars, light cages, and full replacement front bumpers. All NFAB products are backed by a lifetime craftsmanship warranty and a five-year finish warranty. To find out where to buy NFAB products, visit www.n-fab.com or call 866-806-NFAB. NFAB, truck products for truck people. The leader in design and development of high-performance dirt bike camshafts, Hot Cams is now a proud supporter of the Pulp MX Show and its listeners. Looking to increase the horsepower of your engine without spending a fortune? You need to get a set of Hot Cams. Engineered using state-of-the-art valve train software and CNC machined from 8620 billet steel, Hot Cams camshafts are one of the most economical, reliable, and easy-to-install ways to add 5 to 10% power gain to your engine. By selecting one of our three stages of camshaft profiles, you can specifically tune the power power band of your engine to best suit your riding style. Designed, dyno-proven, and made in the USA, Hot Cam's performance camshafts are used by privateer riders like Jimmy Albertson, Mitchell Oldenburg, Michael Lieb, Adam Entignap, Nick Schmidt, and the Monster Energy Leading Edge Kawasaki team. Hot Cam's wants to help you get the extra power you need by offering all Pulp listeners a 30% discount on all orders placed online at hotcamsinc.com. Type in the discount code HOTCAMS2015 at checkout. Hot Cam's. Unleash the power within. Usually, safety comes at the expense of comfort or mobility. Notice how we said usually? The all-new line of Atlas braces are 20% lighter, have three times more suspension in them, maintain the much-needed flexibility, and even contact 27 more percent surface area of your body than the competition, all in a smaller overall package to make it feel like you're wearing less. The experience speaks for itself. The only thing left to do is join RV Jason Anderson, Dean Wilson, and Martin Davalos to experience why Atlas is the fastest growing neck brace on the market. Get yours today at atlasbrace.com. Follow them on social media at Atlas Brace to find out new and exciting things all the time from Atlas Brakes. We thank those folks for coming on the show. If you're on the fence about a neck brace, please try the Atlas one. Best one out there. For 2015, X-Brand has added stellar new colorways to our exciting Volcano, Phantom, and Limited line. You know Nick Way demands the illest style, and now with RCH Racing's Brock Tickle on board, we have assembled a motivated squad. Our simple approach to a fresh look, unmatched comfort, and elite performance remains pegged in the red. You can rest assured knowing X-Brand has you covered with a full offering of lenses, tear-offs, laminates, nose guards, and our zip-off system. Order direct through the EKSBrand.com store and enter discount code PULPSHOW15 to save 30% now. Works Connection is proud to be a sponsor of Pulp MX because just like you, they're passionate and dedicated to the sport. 
For over 23 years now, they've been producing innovative products like their Pro Launch Start Device and the 123 Easy Build Elite Perch Line. Just take a look around the AMA Pro Pits and you'll see Works Connections Proving Ground for products under the canopies of Yoshimura Suzuki, RCH Racing, Star Racing, and other top teams. Plus, they now stock hints and clutch components, peg armor, ARC levers, and Fasco products too. Works Connection, your one-stop shop for cutting-edge products. Visit them on the web at www.worksconnection.com and use the keyword PULPMX for 20% off your order or visit your local outlet and check out the new lineup of products for 2015. Do you own a KTM like Andrew Schlott? Then listen up. You can stop searching for the best place to get genuine KTM parts and accessories. Grab a whole shot like Shorty. Go directly to KTMPartsExpress.com, your number one online source for KTM parts and accessories. There's no shortage of genuine KTM parts in our huge warehouse, as well as a full selection of KTM power parts and power wear accessories. We also offer the same aftermarket parts and accessories that you see on Shorty's bike for your own KTM. 29 years of experience would be impressive, but we have over 35 years of experience in the motorcycle industry. We're here to serve you with a huge inventory, great prices, and fast, dependable service. The staff at KTM Parts Express is not short on experience. We'll process your order with speed and accuracy. Our goal is to get you the parts you need in the shortest amount of time. If you're in need of KTM Parts or accessories, this is the place to shop. KTMPartsExpress.com Roost MX. Roost MX, the official graphics company for both Cobra Moto and Cycle Trader Rock River Yamaha team. For over 16 years, Roost delivers professional level graphics for every rider from amateur to pro. Choose from our huge selection of graphics online and make yours one of a kind. Roost also offers a wide range of other custom products from t-shirts, sticker kits, helmet kits, trailer graphics, and more. With our quick 48-hour turnaround, shipping orders is top priority. Be sure to check out the new Pulp Nation section to get your Pulp MX swag. And follow us on Instagram at RoostMX for monthly sales. Get your equipment looking fresh by visiting RoostMX.net and use the discount code PULPNATION to save 20%. RoostMX. Don Emler had a simple vision for FMF racing when he started it in his garage back in 73. Provide top-level U.S. racing equipment at the grassroots level. 43 years later, FMF racing is known for delivering the world's top performance exhaust products. Today, Don's vision continues to guide the family-operated company in its 100,000-square-foot, state-of-the-art manufacturing facility in the heart of Southern California, where 100% of everything is built under one roof. FMF is factory. Vortex Racing, the leader in top quality racing components for over 15 years, is now a proud supporter of the Pulp MX Show. All Vortex Racing products are made with the best materials and the tightest tolerances. All because Vortex Racing is owned and operated by guys just like you, enthusiasts and riders that demand the best. We have over 1,000 different gear choices to suit your needs and track conditions. All sprockets are cut from 70-75 T6 aluminum and come in an assortment of colors. Want something even stronger? Check out our full line of laser-cut steel sprockets. 
Besides sprockets, Vortex offers V3 oversized motocross handlebars that are 29% stronger than the competition. With years of research into these bars and top riders like Arena Cross champion Tyler Bowers putting their trust in them. You know these bars can take the abuse you'll give them. Remember, there's a reason champions choose Vortex. So the question is simple. Do you want to join the ranks of James Stewart and FMX legend Ronnie Renner? Choose Vortex. For more information, check out VortexRacing.com. All Pulp MX listeners are getting hooked up with a discount on any Vortex Racing product. Just email Roger at VortexRacing.com for promo code PULP2015. Or call him at 800-440-3559, extension 222. See you on the track. You know I'm a dreamer. everybody the Pulp Mech Show presented by BTOsports.com and Fly Racing. Free home sweet home. Why this song Watson? Why'd you pick this song out of all the classic crew songs? Because uh, I feel like I'm home man. I just feel like I'm back home in Vegas and uh, glad to be back. Glad to be back. Oh my get, God, to see, uh, get to see some old friends, get to do the show. Get to go by the office tomorrow. Oh my take god. care of a little business. Oh my god, tits! I think I'm, I think I'm tearing up. You got some Kleenex right in front of you. Home sweet home. Who, who are you referring to as old friends? Home sweet home. I'm gonna go stay at my buddy's house tonight. I think I was gonna stay here, but I'm gonna go spend the night over Hold at my buddy's house. Hold on a second. Hold on. You have a flight out tomorrow morning. I had to, I had to change it. <laughs> Wait, why did you tell me that? I did tell you that. Well, you, we got to look into that because you're you're supposed to fly out tomorrow morning. All right, well, we're gonna have to change that because I have to some things I have to take care of here. I got to be home by a certain time because I have a doctor's appointment for your eye. For my eye at four o'clock in Orange County. You've got to figure out your eye. You've got to figure this out. Well, what is, I, seriously, you're starting to freak me out. I know you're telling me. <laughs> this eye thing is an issue. Yeah. Hey, um, 
Brock Tickle on your team. Doing well. You happy with this season? I think it's been good. He's expert on goggle athlete. So, fourth yeah. overall this weekend. I mean, he's doing everything you can't ask of a guy of a second guy. Like he's yeah, he's yeah. he's been solid. And, right. You know, just coming back from what he's come back from mm-hmm. that injury where he's you know he lost feeling and he was you know yeah. Everyone counted him out, and you know we've we've always believed in him. Even after, like we would be testing, and you know, we we started testing super early for Supercross, and he was out of the test, even though he couldn't ride. Yeah, didn't know if he was going to be on the team. Right. Just in case he was on the team, he could learn about the bike and the setup. And uh, you know, as soon as he jumped on the bike, it was you know two three days on the bike, he was pretty much up to speed. Uh-huh. Well, couldn't do a lot of laps, but he was yeah. doing good. And then uh, it's uh, it's been. It's been really cool to see him succeed, and you know I'm super happy for He's, him. Uh, his contract's up. It is. You're going to resign him? Obviously, you're, uh, you're the marketing activation expert, but I—I I mean, it's not up to me. Um, I think that uh, you know the guys that you know are making those decisions are really looking, leaning that direction. I would Who's think. out there? Millsaps is out there. If unless he's doing his own team locked in, I don't know. Yeah. Um, Brayton is out there, maybe. Um, Jesus, but everybody else is Tomac Bogle, the Bogle monster. Yeah, I think well, maybe Bogle's going to Honda, maybe. I don't know. Uh, I've heard from a few teams that Bogle's agency is out to lunch with numbers. Yeah, that's crazy. Heard that from a couple of teams. Yeah, I, I don't know because I'm not in that loop. But honestly, I like Justin Bogle, and he's a champion. To, to, as his bro- I'm taking Tickle. Me too. I am. I think in the 450 class, I think he. I think yeah, Bogle right needs to get on a good team with a good bike with a low paying salary to prove himself. Well, he's, and also too, he's a little injury prone. Tickle. I mean, obviously Tickle had the whole year, but other than that, he's pretty solid. Yeah, I mean he does. So really I'm miss. taking Tickle. All right, so sign Tickle back up. I mean, who do you got? You got Chiz. You got. I'm taking Tickle over Chiz, even though they're bros. Uh, yeah, I mean, who do you got? You got who else? Tommy. Uh, I think you more. I think you. More got to look at dudes who are moving up a little bit, right? Porcel. What is Porcel doing? Is he going to stay here? Right, Supercross? I, I think he wants to. I I think that he's out there, and I think that, you know, his team that he's on now, I think they would probably love to keep him. I heard that he signed a, a multi-year deal with Husky, and one of the, you know, it involves, has an option to go back to ride for Kimi Raikkonen's Ice One Husky team in Europe. But it's on a Husky still. Wow. I, I don't know. I, I don't know anything about that, but right. I I don't know. Like, I don't. No one's ever seen Christoph ride a 450 indoor, but I think he he can ride anything. I think. Yeah. I've really never like even when he rode the lights bike last year. I didn't really get to watch him race that much, but this year, like when he's up front, I'm like, oh, he's gonna go backwards, and dude, just proved yeah. me wrong. No, like, he's been good. Like, he's, he's I don't good. think the guy really cares for me much because we were in talks and he called and threw his number out there and I didn't think he was worth it and he said he tried to get back to me and I didn't call him back or email him back and oh, I was like can you hate that kind of stuff well it's like when when someone tells you how much money they want and you know back in the day we were you know yeah not in that league and there was nothing more to say I right. said they can't do it and but would you hire Millsaps would I hire Millsaps yeah I would yeah I I mean I I mean, if it came down to it, and he was one but of the guys out there that you know, there's no it, way you Mil- could afford it. There's no way Millsaps rides for tickle money. Oh hell no! He would tell you to beat it, right? Yeah, yeah. 
I don't. I don't know. I don't know what tickle money is. Though I don't know what he's looking for. I don't know what he needs. I don't know. No, but I mean, like, kind of like we know. We know the range he rides for. I, I think I he's proven you himself know? that he is, you know, a solid dude. Yeah. I think he's solid enough where he should deserves to make a, a decent salary. Um, you know, I, I I I I personally don't think that he wants to go anywhere. I yeah. think he's pretty happy with the way everything is, and right. I know the team is. Really happy with Brock. Um, yeah, you know, the, you red, know, white, and Brock. The you know the mechanics, the you know all the engineers, the tech, you know all the. I, tech I can say team. like I don't know Brock as well as you do or whatever, but obviously I've worked with him a lot with X Brand goggles this year. The guy is as low maintenance as it gets. Yeah, he's. I mean, I can't believe so. he's just like. He's like that with his motorcycle too. He doesn't. Yeah. He's not that guy to make drastic changes. He's mm-hmm. that guy. He's, he goes out. He'll try stuff during the week. If it works good during the week, he'll bring it to the track. He'll ride with it, and he will never go go back. Yeah. Once he makes his mind up, right. he doesn't. Well, I'm not sure. He's never doubts himself. Mm-hmm. Um, and you know what? He he's he's struggled with starts in the past. Um, and in the last few weeks, he's kind of they've went out and tested and figured some stuff out what mm-hmm. he needs to do, and it seems like it's been working. So. Um, who knows? I mean, who knows what happens if he could get out front? I mean, I, I think I really believe in my heart that he has a podium in, in him if he could, you know, hold it together. Would you sign? Uh, would you sign J Law? If you had asked me that two weeks ago, I would have signed him just to be that guy to come to the track and, and yell at Ryan Dungey. <laughs> All right, let's uh, let's do the uh, tweet a tit segment. BTOSports.com. Wow, tweet a tits. It's back. We interrupt this broadcast to bring you this important bulletin. Have you got the drop? Yeah. It's the Tweets at Tits Q&A segment where your twatted questions find answers. BTOsports.com, use the code PulpMX when you're checking out and save yourself money. Uh, great guys, BTOsports.com, KTM team, Brayton and Short. Uh, they got OEM parts. They got anything you need. These are uh, tweets at PulpMX show, and Tits goes through them, combs through them. It's not Gabba Gibbs. It's Tweet of Tits this week. Clippy Clippy. Oh, get, no, we <laughs> can't do that. Clippy oh, Gibbs will be nice. back in his regular spot. Okay, Watson, don't worry about Clippy Clippy. Uh, I'm a fan of that. Oh, hey, remember when, you, remember when you had, um, oh, it was Bonnie was riding for you, Matt Bonnie. You said, hey, Daniel McCoy's in the lounge. Yep. You know, <laughs> things don't work out. Let's put Tits in a glass case and be like, Gibbs. Just sitting over. We're on gonna the break side. this case, and Tits is gonna come out. Better yet, what? Hey, Gibbs, Tits is two miles down the road, bro. Mm-hmm. You could walk out now, and we wouldn't even notice it. Tits has come right in, and maybe Gibbs would step up his game. This is like the the back seat, or not back seat. Uh, uh, oh yeah, Nicoletti. I'm sorry. I great, great radio. Great radio. Yeah, no, great radio. Great radio, bro. All right, these optics. Are, you, you, yeah, optics. <laughs> Now you know you're going to ask the optics question on this on this segment that you got. I thought about it. Go ahead and answer. it. I say you can't even talk about it because they pulled out. Yeah, um, we're going to start with Craig Hamilton's question for you, Stephen. Okay. Um, will Barsha close the 19 point gap on Kenny with a strong second half of the season? I have to be honest here. I'm worried about Ken Roxon. This is going to lead nicely into my second. Okay, question. I'm worried about Ken Roxon. Look, he's sick at Bud's Creek. Um, this week he started with those guys, kinda. First, second moto, anyways. He's got this back issue going on that he's he's told us all could strike him at any time. Uh, 
The question is Willie? Yeah, Willie. Mm, probably not. But it's going to get close. It's going to get close. I'm worried for Kenny Roxon right here. Maybe the team is letting him down a little bit. Maybe, you know, <laughs> bike's not that good. The team's not that good. I don't know. Okay. He's not the same guy he was last year. Let's put it that way. Okay. Was he the same guy at, Butch, or at uh, Mount Morris? No, I, I think he was better last year, even though he won. Yeah. You know, I mean. Of course he was better last year. He didn't start out the season with a freaking yeah, yeah, broken yeah. back. No, no. I, and I'm joking about the team and the bike. I'm joking. I'm just doing that to jab, jab you. But. He's not as good as he was last year for what, like, back, sickness, confidence, ankle in Supercross, you know, that helped him out. He's not the same guy. Okay. So he needs an offseason, I think, to just really hit the reset button. Or these Alden Baker people, and I'm not one of them, but these Alden Baker people are going to start yelling and screaming some more. You're stepping all over the question. Oh. Corey Mosier. Yeah. <laughs> Up to this point in the season, if you had to evaluate the decision for Roxon to leave KTM and Alden, would you say he made the right choice? You can't, you can't say that because Alden's not going to uh, stop him from casing that triple in Oakland. I, he was, was he with Alden by then or no? no? No. Did they break up by? Okay, they, they, were, yeah, they were already up. done. Um, so no, no, I don't think that has anything to do with it. Okay. All and right. I mean, this back injury apparently is hereditary, something he's had from since he was a little kid. Alden's not going to be able to fix that, you know? Alden's pretty special. Here we go. <laughs> I am in the bakery, so yeah, I mean, I know true, how yeah. special he is. Yeah. Okay. Sean... The bakery, speak of the bakery, how his brownies that Pookie baked up. <laughs> they look delicious. I haven't partaken yet. Okay. Uh, Sean Whelan, uh, he says, how long... Should Jeremy Martin stay on 250 since he could make an RC run outdoors and won't likely point out of Supercross really soon? What do you think, Watson? What do you mean he's going to point out? He's not going to point out in Supercross. He can probably ra- he's going to the plan is to move up at the end of the next year with Cooper Webb. I think that's the plan, right? Yeah, he needs to stay in that class till he points out. Okay, so you say do not move up until you're yeah, until yeah, you're done, right? Because you can. You can win the outdoor title 18 times and still race to the Supercross if you never point out. Yeah. So. Okay. I mean, it's weird, though, the disparity between his outdoor and indoor speed. I mean, he won a race this year. Good job, but. Very inconsistent. When's the last time? I mean, maybe the 800 was the last time we saw a dude this drastically different. And then before that, I would say, like, Henry. No, I would say there's this other guy named Jeremy McGrath. Outdoors, he was super good indoors, but, but he, he won didn't a win title. title, dude. He should have won two. He won yeah. one. Uh, I, I don't know. I don't think so. Should never fucking pulled off that race in Millville. Mm. Washougal. Washougal. Yeah. Okay. Next question is from Drew Forshe. Do you see an early retirement for Adam Cincerillo? No. Watson. Is that for me? That's for whoever. I mean, both of us. You look yeah. like you were thinking. He does. Uh, I, I, I don't even want to speculate on that because, I mean, it could happen, but then it couldn't happen. I think if he just, you know, how much Blame. more, how many, how much more problems can he have before he just is just over it? You know what I mean? I, I don't know. I, I wouldn't think so. I mean, knowing Adam and knowing, you know, how bad he wants this, I think he's, he's in it to the end. I will say this: he would be one of. Oh, I didn't realize this was a 
Yes. Kits answers yeah. questions. Yeah, this, this is me Let's get on his questions. expertise to yeah. the sport. Okay. Losing him would be – he's one of the best ambassadors to the sport, like with how well-spoken he is and everything like that. Losing him – He quit would, social media. Did he really? Yeah. Okay. He, he didn't like all the Instagram questions of when he's coming well, back. Well, this latest thing is really really – Put him, sunk him deep. Did he delete his accounts, or he just said, "I'm not going back on"? I don't know. Okay, I doubt he deleted them. That, that that'd be a pretty. Big he's probably if he did. He, honestly, he's probably in a closet with Blink on repeat, <laughs> just sitting there crying. <laughs> yeah. Well, someday he might get to that level. Well, Tim Cotter will call him one of the greats. Who knows? <laughs> he really called you one of the greats. One of the greats of the sport. <laughs> and you know they had you know they had the uh, Red Bud Hall of Fame yeah. going on. Yeah. And I'm like... Lampson got in, right? Yeah. Yeah. And I'm like, hmm, Bevo's up there. Maybe. There could be a chance. I think I'm next. Uh, yeah. I would really think so. If you were, uh, if there was anyone that should be put in, I would have Thank to say, you. nominate Thank you. you Thank you. Because you do have the greatest radio show, according to Corey Gibbs. <laughs> there would be some people so pissed. Oh, my God. Oh. Oh, boy. And I could see the first guy... That would be like going, what would be Tommy Hahn? Yeah, yeah. Next question is from Todd Martin. Mm -hmm. Uh, Do you have any info on Dean Wilson racing a few outdoors this year? I don't think so. I don't think so. He'll be back next year for KTM and all that, but, yeah, I I don't think so. So KTM's going to do three dudes under their tent? Yeah. And I heard from one person told me Justin Hill's going to TLD, and one person said Justin Hill's staying on the factory team. Yeah, he has a factory contract. He ain't going nowhere. Okay, so they're going to do three 450s and Justin Hill? Okay. Uh, you guys alluded to this a little bit earlier, but Jekyll wants to know, do you think RV staged or extended the truth of his situation to get out of racing the last year of his no, contract? No, no, no. I, he's legitimately hurt. Come on, people. I think, you know, my, my input was, like I said earlier, I just don't think his head was all the way in it, and you would never see that the things that were happening to him over there happen here when he was focused in racing. And, That's not what the Euros will tell you, though. In the right, oh, of course they won't, but it's okay. They have their opinion. Okay. Jared Patterson, do you guys know what track is replacing Utah next year? Yep, Southwick. Steve, Southwick is coming back. I know this. So what I need you to do is bring your jar of sand back and put the damn sand back. <laughs> dump. You have to make a Just ceremony. dump it back in, dude. Dump it back onto the track. Are you sure? Are you really? Yes. Really? Southwick's yes. coming back? Yes. Can we stamp it? Half stamp. Half stamp. A half stamp. Triple stamp it. Are there any other tracks? That I'm are not taking my sand back. You need to take. Well, what good is the sand if they're still racing there? That's, That's like true. me bringing dirt from it's from true. Millville. Yeah, going, you got a This point. is Millville Seriously. dirt. Yeah, big fucking deal. Big deal. Yeah, right. yeah, we had a race there again. If it gets closed down well, again, you can go get some more. We'll sand. have a ceremony at halftime. Yeah. I'll bring the jar, yeah. my spaghetti jar, spaghetti <laughs> sauce jar, and I will dump it down on the track. <laughs> Tim Cotter can can talk about the greatest American hero, uh, and I'll and I'll dump it back on the track. Oh God. Hey, I didn't notice know this, but uh, Canada Day was yeah, like the day before Fourth of July, mm-hmm. July first. No, July first. Because July 1st. when I was at Red Bud, I was like, when we got there on Thursday, there was this freaking Canadian flags all over this thing, and I'm like, where in the pits? Yeah. Oh no, down below. Like oh. when you I, you probably never even went down there. Like down where all the privateer, like you know, the amateurs are the amateur pits. No, I don't. There go was down one there. truck. There was one motorhome and trailer, and it had. Canadian what does it mean flight? it was Canada? They were just from Canada. No, 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 no. It was that was the first. It was the day. It was hardly anybody there. You were there on Wednesday? Yeah. I got there Wednesday night. 
was afternoon. Oh, my God. And they were all set up, and I'm like, what's going on here? This is our birthday. He's like, oh, it's Canada Day. I'm like, huh? <laughs> they had the barbecue going, a bunch of crap. Yeah, it's Canada Day, bro. Poutine. They had some weird, like, potato chips. There's a eating. poutine place opening in Vegas here. Smokes poutine. They're bringing it from Toronto. I'll make sure to go. Yeah, it's fantastic. Can't wait. All right, Kent, this next question is for you. It's from Jared Patterson. Oh, that's my friend, Jared. Is it difficult to convince an outside sponsor to invest in a small sport like motocross or supercross? Hold on. Let me take this. Almost every sponsor you see in the pits outside the industry is from a relationship, from a personal, I know this dude. And that's sad because these CEOs of Coke and Tide... Although Jeff Glass got it, but they're not coming to us. Now Kenny can speak. I am not going to argue that point. It's all yeah. about relationships. But, like for instance, this weekend, uh-huh. Ram Trucks was the official truck of Redbud. And, and let's face it, your helmet painter guy that you knew okay, let got me, the whole thing hooked up. Yes. That's how did. that deal came together. He, that's exactly how right. it happened. Which how is, about the Jimmy John thing? That was an RC deal because he's friends with Kevin Harvick. And Kevin Harvick knew the dudes at Jimmy Jones. See? But but they have to do their research. They don't know the property. Well, of course. Yeah, but yeah. once they get in it, it's like Supercross and Motocross is the hidden secret for that certain demographic that they're looking for. The lady from Ram came, and she was blown away of the sport. First time they've ever been to a race. You know when someone shows up with freaking high heels and you know they don't know what they're doing. But this woman showed up in tennis shoes. Stretch pants, you know, yoga pants, whatever the hell she was wearing. But you know what? They were they were stoked because that is the demographic. You think about it, 95% of those people at the race drive a truck. Mm-hmm. If it's any whatever brand it is, they drive a truck. They're into camping and fishing. There's numerous other companies out there that, you know, that are on the end right. of the fishing hook that really yeah. need to, to get involved. I had a call today from someone that there's a huge, huge sponsor that wants to get involved in Supercross. Show. Get involved with Supercross racing, sponsoring a team. and Smart Top? They are really, like, into it, and they've seen the exposure. They called you? No, someone called me from there. Oh, yeah, so they called you. <laughs> no. Oh. No, they, not personally, a broker did. Oh. The guy that's brokering okay, yeah, the deal yeah, yeah, outside yeah. the industry right. got my contact and got a hold of me and told me he's who he was representing. Mm-hmm. And they have seen it on TV. They It comes from the NASCAR world, and they see the crossover from the Jimmy Johns and the Ram and the, and all that, and now yeah. they're interested. I mean, I hope it happens, whatever Because it they're is. pulling out of NASCAR next year because they're spending $30 million and they're returning their demographic. Because right. this is what you got to understand. In NASCAR, that demographic, the 18 to 35, those dudes 18 to 35 are in their 60s now. Okay, so yeah. that demographic that they're going after, it's not their demographic anymore. And the younger crowds aren't really going to NASCAR races. Mm-hmm. It's, you know, anywhere from 40 to 60. That's, that's their demographic. So if you have a brand and it's in NASCAR and you don't see a good return on what you're trying to sell, they want to go to whatever the demographic that those people are going to. Right. So we could show them what we're doing with what we do and say, hey, these are the numbers that we're doing. These are the people that are coming. You need to come see it. So what we try to do... Is there room on Coy Gibbs' jersey for this company? <laughs> uh, there wasn't much room left. No, I don't, no, no. I don't think... 16? I don't, uh, 13? 16. 16 small. I don't think that this company 
I mean, I, I know they know because that conversation did yeah. come up. Uh, you know, they are familiar with JGR because of the NASCAR thing, mm-hmm. and they do a motocross team too, but it's not what they're looking for. I hope it happens. Um, I hope we get this Coke, we get these things, we get these things happening. Well, you kind of um, do have the Coke because the energy drink thing is owned by Coca-Cola. So Coca-Cola knows about it. Yeah. They know about it. Coca-Cola is Yeah, but they're not in. Let's bring them in. We do have Bud Light back in the sport. Coca-Cola is riding the check for Monster Kawasaki because they're owned by Coca-Cola. So when they get their paychecks, I would assume they're coming from Coke. Okay. Well, another company then. Let me just use another one. McDonald's. Burger King. Whatever. Okay. You know. That's Procter & Gamble. What? <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'm just saying, like, all these sponsorships in our sport, they look great, and they are great for the sport. Don't get me wrong, but God damn it, they're all from people who just bro down with these people. Let's get the real... CEOs of these companies being like, I want to invest in that sport. Well, it's kind of hard right now because... Because you can't run your product on a helmet or... <laughs> exactly. You can't vend or... You can't activate, you can't promote, you can't yeah, give the their NASCAR product... Yeah, but NASCAR guys got to have the same rules, don't they? Yeah, but it's different because, it, like, for instance, when we had Jimmy Johns come in, they didn't understand about how we did our activation because the way Jimmy Johns would activate was they would pass out sandwiches, be on the outside of the track. You don't have that interaction with 30,000. Did you have Jimmy Jones' weekend, by the way? No. Why not? They're close by the headquarters. Uh, I don't know. I don't know. You're the activation guy. I, that's not my account. I don't no. know. I just do that what they tell bullshit, me to do. That is bullshit because you had, you, had, you, had, you had it. At, I bet you went hungry this week, didn't you? No. Honda had a taco buffet. Hmm. Honda had a taco buffet that was unbelievable. How much did you have? I had a soft and a hard taco. So two tacos. Oh, I got a hard taco for you. Wow. <laughs> All right. No, anyway, so that's a good question, but, yeah. I, let's break some money off for the Pulp and Mike show. How, how did the Derviner Schnitzel uh, sponsorship come about? Who do they know? That was... That was a that was a super fan that was a friend of a friend. Of Koi. Just a friend of Koi. No. Yeah, the son's owner. No. The owner's son. No. JR. No. No. No, because... So you know... And Koi knows this too. That was presented to us too. No, you guys argued about it one day for the, in the I, studio. I it was fantastic. And, 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 it was a and, great and it's a yeah. weird. It's a weird. And then deal. they got into like hot dogs versus subs. Right, and, yeah. they, they have a weird deal going on there with that deal. It's more money on the back end, and it's nothing's nothing's promised. Right. For us, we need hard dollars. We don't need to get paid in freaking October of nineteen. You know. Yeah, he's got need, dad. He's got dad does money. Exactly, yeah. but we we need money up front to go racing, and this is what we're going to do. Here are our deliverables. Here, here's what we're going to give you. Right. Like when we go down and sit down and talk to people, we don't say, "Well, what are you going to do for us?" This is what we're going to do for you, and then we discuss what we're going to do. But there's a lot of different you know avenues out there to go about, and for you to say that you know that you sh- these you these sh- people these people just aren't coming. You know what? You're correct. There's not, but. You know what? Let's There's, hope it does. Okay, yeah. I'll give you one that wasn't a bro deal. Okay. What about Discount Tire? Yeah, brought in from WMG, who was they were sponsoring um, somebody else. Uh, you're pointing at yourself and saying something, but I don't know what. <laughs> I didn't say, no, I'm not, idiot. No, I, they, they, w, that, no that's WMG, sort of a bro deal. No, it wasn't a bro deal. They, WMG... Went out and they had that. They, they solicited. Worked that, they, yeah, they came to. Time? They came to a race. They liked what they saw, and they did a deal with them. Okay, good. That's awesome. They first they sponsored a race. 
They sponsored the the U.S. Open. Did they? Or no, the Monster Cup. Yeah. The first year. And or the Vegas Supercross. Well, any any outside sponsor you get, you just have to tell them, look, you're going to get hit up by Feld looking to hit you up for their money. So that's number one. It's what really sucks in our sport. Yeah. And they go in Feld. I mean, it's not. It's the, like I said before. It's not Feld. It's the it's the sales guys. It's, it's the sales guys. It's different. But dimension. whatever they should tell. Hey, sales guys, stop calling our team sponsors. You know what's really shady? So, and, and by the way, you're the, probably the one who called Discount Tire after Reed folded his team. Oh, yeah. No, I was just hey. going to say that. Yeah. Listen, guys. Keep it Kenny classy. Watson here. No, I'm gonna, <laughs> let, me, let me tell you something about that. I'm joking. I'm that joking. Discount Tire deal, there was a relationship there with, with Penske and Dodge. Okay. When we were doing our deal, you know, by no means our deal was, you know, it's not that's how the relationship started. Yeah. WMG had that relationship before we even started. But well, once this, that deal got done with us with Dodge, they were all stoked. You know, Dodge was all happy, yeah. and they know Discount Tires because Discount Tires sponsored the Dodge Penske race team. And all this money and no money for pulp. They thought they were all in a line, Crime. but they weren't. It was a different deal. Okay. That they, but they got. A, oh, so they were bitter at you? No, they weren't uh, bitter. Uh, oh, okay. No one was bitter. Uh. But the guys at Dodge thought like we got a deal because they said, "Yeah, we did the motocross thing." So they automatically thought, "Oh, Discount Tire yeah, yeah, yeah. and Dodge, it was Alliance." Right. But it didn't work out that way. It went to two two, which was cool. It was totally cool. And and Chad has a great relationship with that. But I know who the people are. I know who, who called. Was it? I called. I'm not going to tell out. you, oh, but I oh, just spell you, it out. You lost me, but you know the people who called discount. Yes, yeah, okay. I know. I know who they. I mean, so Chad wasn't making that up. That was true. No, that someone, was... someone. I mean, dude, it was a day and a half or two days after he said yeah. he was done. Like, dude, it's like the body's not even fucking cold yet. <laughs> Keep it classy, as he says. Yeah, dude, and, yeah. and dude, and I like the way like you know discount tire has his back. Yeah, that's yeah, no, that's, that's good. The way and after Chad won and the way he pulled over that discount tire banner yeah. after he won probably all, all an accident I'm sure but <laughs> all, all right next question okay two more uh, Tyson Stegall this question is for you Kent at one point you hinted at the possibility of a of a 250 rider for RCH uh, with no 250 yellow team Would hold this on ever be I, an option I heard a 250 yellow team is coming next year okay yep Elaborate. can you confirm or deny that. RCH 250 team? No, no, no. Just a Suzuki 250 FT. I have no idea. Okay. Elaborate. I just heard there's one coming. I just heard there's one coming. I know one thing that Suzuki is doing a big push. Pat Alexander is is talking to people about taking this team. I I know that they're doing a big push on the the 250F for next year. I know that they would like to do a team. I know that they want to get more Suzuki's 250s out on the track. I know that's what I do know. I know that the bike is really good. Um, and it's uh, about all I know. Right. Okay. Last question is from Chuck Cambo. If I use my optics case underwater, what is the best lens to use? Oh, the Fermunda. Nobody gives a fuck. Hey, no, the Fermunda lens. Yeah, the Fermunda lens. The Fermunda water lens. The answer lens. would be a flat or the 165 degree wide angle. You're right. welcome, Chuck. Chuck, I think it was the Fermunda the water lens. Wait for and it. And that would be. Argue with me, meathead. Wait for it. That's old news, right? Josh Hill. I remember Josh Hill. Oh, he was so mad at Josh Hill. <laughs> he was so bent out of shape at Hill. By, by the way, um, what's Hill doing now? He raced Mammoth. Well, he rode. Oh, he, Mammoth. he said he rode Mammoth. Oh, okay. He didn't race it. He's right. looking to take your job over with the. 
Hot Lab? The, the Monster Show. They've oh, never the, had another one. The Hot Lab didn't And there's a reason you. why, I think. The Cold Lab. Why Because I think the guy walked by wasn't too pumped, right, Steve? I don't know. I'm just thinking it was terror. I think someone realized. And honestly, I talked to Josh about it. Josh was okay. He's he a racer. Bad. Yeah. He's, besides doing this. Yeah. He that, was fine. You can fix that, though. Yeah. He was fine. He's a racer. But everything else was, oh, my God. Right. So there's been, like, I don't understand, like, who's, who's in charge of that at Monster? Who's the guy? Ash. Ash is, Ash the, is in charge of all like, uh, Ash video. Like, Ash can say, we're going to spend money on that? Like, he, he has, has a budget. Power? He has a budget. He has a budget, and he can do whatever he wants with the budget. Okay, well, never mind. Ash's new position is... Uh, right, then I'm fucked, but, so my <laughs> idea doesn't work, but... Yeah, Ash's, Ash, Ash's new position is all uh, video and advertisement, or video and... I don't even can, know what it is. So, can, can you hear... Well, here, here's a question. So, does Covington just see that hot lap and be like, killing it? I, I can't answer that. Can, can you be objective and say... That you think he's actually doing a good job? Like, did did he deserve that promotion? Ash? Yeah. Well, I think he's better at that than, like, I think that where they're just trying to, you know, I think he, he was kind of, a perfect example is, I looked at Ash in the position, and I talked to Ash about this. It's like, when you are in a position like Ash, or you're in a position like um, Steve Mateus from Rockstar, or, you know, Jeremy Malott at Red Bull, you have these athletes that ride for you, and you become really good friends with all of them. Um, it's very low maintenance. You you have an energy drink. It's not a big product. You just got to make sure the logo's on your helmet, and you you build relationships with your athletes. And at the end, when you can't do it, some of these guys are good at it, and they can say, "Hey, it's a business thing. Sorry, you know, blah blah blah." But some of these guys use it as a power struggle. On other guys, like, dude, if you don't do this, you know, I'm going to clip you, or I'm going to take this money from you, or I'm dude. not going to re-sign you. And it, I think that's it. Came to that position where Ash was in that position so many times, where I think he was just having a hard time with it, with you know, getting deals done with riders and not, you know, not doing what they're supposed to do, fulfilling their contracts. I, I wouldn't say that because I know everyone got paid. And at the end of the day, that's all those guys. Day, that's all those guys care about. But I think that he was better off. He he was spending more time shooting the dirt shark videos and worrying about all that than really focusing on you know taking care of his athletes and doing that. So I think he they promoted him and he has a pretty pretty good position. And I I know oh, he's yeah. enjoying it and I think that he's better off doing what he's doing than being in that situation because I know that. He's probably lost a lot of friends and, you know, been through a lot of anguish over all the bullshit that goes with it. There's these guys, and they're energy drink guys, and I'm not just saying this to pick on Dirt Shark, but there's these energy drink guys that are like, like they have the checkbook power. They're putting, they're, they're young guys who have no degrees, anything. They're just bros. They have a lot of tattoos. They're in this position. They're bros with the owner, bros with the marketing guy or whatever. And, dude, these dudes, I mean, they have the... I mean, the power, and they get you know the teams hit them up, riders hit them up, freestyle guys hit them up, like, and they tell teams, look, I want this guy on the team because I'm bros with him, and you have to do it. Basically, you're like, all right, we'll put this guy on our team. Well, just like Chad said, in his, you know, when we were talking you know? to him, he said, when the energy thing goes away, it's going to be this sport's going to be hurting. Well, they said the same thing about the. You know the beers, the beer companies. Coors Light came. Well, and went, you think you know, about like, it, dude. You got. I mean, I'm with you, but Monster, Rockstar. The sport is too big to not have a, somebody jump in. Yeah. You know what I mean? We had EA Sports for a Supercross title sponsor. We had Ant Mobile. The sport gets decent ratings. Ant, Ant what? Ant Mobile. Ant Mobile. 
Yeah. You heard mm, of that? I'll make a judgment on that. Mobile? Mobile, yeah. We say mobile in America. All right. Well, I'm Canadian, and I say mobile. And it's Canada. But you, but you live in America, right? Yeah. Almost longer than I lived in Canada. Red, white, and blue, bro. Um... BTOsports.com. These colors don't kids. bleed. These colors don't, don't run. run. Use the code Pablo Max to save yourself money. BTOsports.com. Uh, we're gonna come back, take a commercial break here. Last commercial break. We're done, right? And no, we got. I'm out. Go. I'm out. I gotta go. Just like I'm old, over this just show. Like old times. Just like old times. He's he's petering out over here, tits. He's all right. Let's go. On BTO, what? BTO. Name the sponsors. Let's okay. go. BTO Fly Racing, Race Tech, Vortex Racing, Roost Graphics, X Brand Goggles, and Fab Jeep and Truck Parts, Hot Cams, Works Connection. Where's connection? Solid. Right? Eric and Eric Phipps. Oh, those guys golden. are good. Atlas Neck Braces, FMF Racing, W Wheels, Guts Racing. You guys use Guts. Solid. Do they build your bases the and everything, right? They do. Carbon every, fiber bases and they, they got the, do, uh, this, the just, Phantom Seafoam. All you got to do is say Guts Racing and it's end of story. The best out there, hands down. Two under. Uh, underwear, Galfer Brakes, uh, official brakes of the JGR team and the BTO Sports KTM team. KTMPartsExpress.com, get your parts from there. And Black Ops Moto, I got a Black Ops Motor Coil on the Project 88 that I've uh, fitted and I'm looking forward to getting that thing ready to go. So we're going to take our last commercial. So if you guys didn't know the sponsors, there they were again. Learn them, love them, live it. Well, maybe if you get me one of your stupid, big-ass corporate Dodge Ram sponsors, I won't have to have all these tiny sponsors to make nope. it go. How nope. great would that be, just one sponsor? The Pulp Mech Show has been presented by Ram. Ram Trucks. And that's it. Ram Trucks. You have so much more time for activities. You know what? I love our sponsors. It enables us to keep us going. I, I had to pay for your services tonight. I had to buy a flight for him. I got to pay for him. Uh, Jake Weimer, you think Jake Weimer came cheap? Hell no. I had to buy a flight for Jake Weimer. After the Vegas show, I had to buy a hotel room for Jake Weimer. Did you have to fly in first class all the way from California? Uh, yeah, Southwest first class. Yeah, he was <laughs> A1. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> all right, we'll take this commercial break. We'll be right back. Hey, guys, this is Jason Thomas. I wanted to talk to you for a minute about fly racing. Fly racing has grown by leaps and bounds since I started wearing it back in 2003. If you go back and look at a picture from back then, and flash forward to now, where you see guys like Trey Kennard, Andrew Short, Justin Brayton, Weston Pike, and the 250 Rockstar Husky team wearing, you'll see what I'm talking about. We're now producing premium products, but our goal to give you more bang for your buck hasn't changed since those days. Our F2 carbon helmet, worn by all of our pro riders, is what I consider to be the best value in the motocross world. Our new Evolution 2.0 and light hydrogen lines have been continually improved and perfected over the past couple of years to give you the ideal fit. Whether it's off-road, supercross, motocross, or just riding in the backyard with your buddies, we have something purpose-built just for you. I invite you to check out our website at flyracing.com and, of course, your local dealer and online retailers to learn more about what we have been working on. Follow us on social media at FlyRacingUSA and post pictures of you riding on our Fly Racing wall on our website. From all of us at Fly Racing, I want to say thanks for listening and support companies that support Pulp MX. Pulp MX Show is brought to you by BTOsports.com. Whether you are looking for new gear, helmets, boots, or you need to rebuild your bike from the ground up, BTO is your source for all of your motocross needs. As a proud sponsor of the BTO Sports KTM race team and the heart of the BTO Sports amateur motocross team, it is obvious that we are about more than being just a store. We support the sport that supports us. us. We at BTO Sports want to give that to you, the listener, for supporting us and the Pulp MX Show. Use coupon code PULPMX when placing your order at btosports.com for a VIP listener discount. Certain brand restrictions will apply. 
MFAB is the undisputed leader in high-quality accessories for your truck, Jeep, and SUV. For products that are as unique as your vehicle, check out MFAB Off-Road Accessories. From nerve steps and lighting accessories to the all-new Adjust Step and Endura Step. MFAB has you covered. MFAB products are handcrafted in the USA, delivering unsurpassed quality and durability with cutting-edge style. Available in cab length, wheel-to-wheel, and fed access models, MFAB nerve steps offer the widest array of configurations to access your vehicle. MFAB also offers a wide range of mounting solutions for auxiliary lighting, including pre-runner light bars, light cages, and full replacement front bumpers. All NFAB products are backed by a lifetime craftsmanship warranty and a five-year finish warranty. To find out where to buy NFAB products, visit www.n-fab.com or call 866-806-NFAB. NFAB, truck products for truck people. For 2015, X-Brand has added stellar new colorways to our exciting Volcano, Phantom, and Limited lines. You know Nick Way demands the illest style, and now with RCH Racing's Brock Tickle on board, we have assembled a motivated squad. Our simple approach to a fresh look, unmatched comfort, and elite performance remains pegged in the red. You can rest assured knowing X-Brand has you covered with a full offering of lenses, tear-offs, laminates, nose guards, and our zip-off system. Order direct through the EKSBrand.com store and enter discount code PULPSHOW15 to save 30% now. Usually, safety comes at the expense of comfort or mobility. Notice how we said usually? The all-new line of Atlas braces are 20% lighter, have three times more suspension in them, maintain the much-needed flexibility, and even contact 27 more percent surface area of your body than the competition, all in a smaller overall package to make it feel like you're wearing less. The experience speaks for itself. The only thing left to do is join RV, Jason Anderson, Dean Wilson, and Martin Davalos, to experience why Atlas is the fastest growing neck brace on the market. Get yours today at atlasbrace.com. Follow them on social media at Atlas Brace to find out new and exciting things all the time from Atlas Brace. We thank those folks for coming on the show. If you're on the fence about a neck brace, please try the Atlas one. Best one out there. Hey guys, it's Brady Chisholm here. Listen up. You'll spend $9,000 for a new bike, $3,000 for bling, and you wonder why I have monkey butt? I'll tell you why. You didn't go to GutsRacing.com for new seat foam and cover. Guts Racing has been the leader in seat technology for 25 years. They've worked with every top rider at some point in their life, and that tradition continues. With riders on teams such as Cycle Trader Yamaha, Moto Concepts Racing, RCH Suzuki, Yoshimura Suzuki, Pro Circuit Kawasaki, Geico Honda, they have worked with them all. They have riders like Cal Chisholm, <laughs> Ben LeMay, Matt LeMoyne, Ryan Sipes, Brett Metcalf, and many, many more. They have been working behind the scenes with factory riders for over two and a half decades. So here is your chance to join stars of Supercross, Motocross, Arena Cross, GNCC, and FMX by taking advantage of the discount they have going on. If you head over to GutsRacing.com and use the code PulpMX2015, it'll save you some money, save you from having monkey butt. It's a win-win. Head over there and check them out, guys. 
the leader in design and development of high-performance dirt bike camshafts, Hot Cams is now a proud supporter of the Pulp MX Show and its listeners. Looking to increase the horsepower of your engine without spending a fortune? You need to get a set of Hot Cams. Engineered using state-of-the-art valve train software and CNC machined from 8620 billet steel, Hot Cams camshafts are one of the most economical, reliable, and easy-to-install ways to add 5 to 10% power gain to your engine. By selecting one of our three stages of camshaft profiles, you can specifically tune the power power band of your engine to best suit your riding style. Designed, dyno-proven, and made in the USA. Hot Cam's performance camshafts are used by privateer riders like Jimmy Albertson, Mitchell Oldenburg, Michael Lieb, Adam Entignap, Nick Schmidt, and the Monster Energy Leading Edge Kawasaki team. Hot Cam's wants to help you get the extra power you need by offering all Pulp listeners a 30% discount on all orders placed online at hotcamsinc.com. Type in the discount code HOTCAMS2015 at checkout. Hot Cam's. Unleash the power within. How's it going? My name is Chris Laredo. Patrick Barker. Scott Lewis. My name is Ben Shearmeyer. I'm a mechanic for Jason Anderson. Weston Pikes mechanic. Wrench on the number 10. Justin Brighton. Crab work for Justin Marshall. We are running uh, Galfer. Galfer. Galfer brakes. Uh, the best thing, yeah, it's like got to run Galfer. Do you own a KTM like Andrew Short? Then listen up. You can stop searching for the best place to get genuine KTM parts and accessories. Grab a whole shot like Shorty. Go directly to KTMPartsExpress.com, your number one online source for KTM parts and accessories. There's no shortage of genuine KTM parts in our huge warehouse, as well as a full selection of KTM power parts and power wear accessories. We also offer the same aftermarket parts and accessories that you see on Shorty's bike for your own KTM. 29 years of experience would be impressive, but we have over 35 years of experience in the motorcycle industry. We're here to serve you with a huge inventory, great prices, and fast, dependable service. The staff at KTM Parts Express is not short on experience and will process your order with speed and accuracy. Our goal is to get you the parts you need in the shortest amount of time. If you're in need of KTM Parts or accessories, this is the place to shop. Race Tech. Privateer proven. When riders choose, they choose Race Tech. Supporting the world's fastest racers. Providing factory level products, support, and service to the everyday rider. Each setup and product is 100% guaranteed and made in the USA. When racers choose, they choose Race Tech. Visit Racetech.com for a full listing of suspension parts, tools, and information. Or check out Paul Feed's Motorcycle Suspension Bible, your guide to everything suspension. To receive 20% off parts and labor, enter discount code PULPMX2015 when ordering. Racetech. Motocross bikes have become very advanced over the past seven years, and yet ignition coil technology hasn't changed for almost 40. For almost 40. As a rider, you change sprockets, exhaust, ECU mapping, and even engine internals to gain an advantage. So with four times more energy than that of a stock ignition coil, the Black Ops Moto ignition coil is race-proven to help engines starting, throttle response, and acceleration when it's needed most. The Black Ops Moto coils are designed for two-stroke and four-stroke engines, as well as vintage and Evo bikes. Replace those tired, worn-out ignition coils with proven performance coil. Stop overlooking the obvious and contact us today. 
Hope MX listeners will get 15% off just by emailing or calling us directly at Black Ops Moto. You can also visit us on Facebook or at blackopsmoto.com. Black Ops Moto. Don Emler had a simple vision for FMF racing when he started it in his garage back in 73. Provide top-level U.S. racing equipment at the grassroots level. 43 years later, FMF racing is known for delivering the world's top performance exhaust products. Today, Don's vision continues to guide the family-operated company in its 100,000-square-foot state-of-the-art manufacturing facility in the heart of Southern California, where 100% of everything is built under one roof. FMF is factory. Hey, 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 hey. W Wheels. Now that I got all your attention, let's talk about Wheels. WUSA, based in Orange County, California, the nation's leading supplier of high quality wheel sets for some of the best teams in the sport. They carry the top brands like Talon, Kite, DID, Excel, as well as Galfer and Brembo brakes. All the W Wheels are built by the same guys that build Chad Reed's wheels. Whether you have a new bike or looking for a set of new race wheels or a backup set of wheels, W can get what you need. Complete wheels are not in the budget. Let W rebuild your stock hubs with their OE spoke and nipple kits and a quality rim like DID or XL. WUSA, used by Reed, Roxon, Millsaps, Anderson, Dungey, Short, Brayton, Grant, Antonap, Peters, Partridge, Freeburg. They all use and trust W for all the wheel needs. If they trust W, why don't you? Don't buy a, a set of cheap wheels. Just because you paid $500 for a set of wheels, you're not going to put those on your bike. They're not that good. Really, seriously. WUSA.com. Anything you need. Cool colors. Better strength. They've got it. And they've been proud supporters of the Pulp and Mech Show for many years now. And we thank those guys. WUSA.com. Do it. Vortex Racing, the leader in top quality racing components for over 15 years, is now a proud supporter of the Pulp MX Show. All Vortex Racing products are made with the best materials and the tightest tolerances. All because Vortex Racing is owned and operated by guys just like you, enthusiasts and riders that demand the best. We have over 1,000 different gear choices to suit your needs and track conditions. All sprockets are cut from 7075T6 aluminum and come in an assortment of colors. Want something even stronger? Check out our full line of laser-cut steel sprockets. Besides sprockets, Vortex offers V3 oversized motocross handlebars that are 29% stronger than the competition. With years of research into these bars and top riders like Arena Cross champion Tyler Bowers putting their trust in them. You know know these bars bars can take the abuse you'll give them. them. Remember, there's a reason champions choose Vortex. So the question is simple. Do you want to join the ranks of James Stewart and FMX legend Ronnie Renner? Choose Vortex. For more information, check out VortexRacing.com. All Pulp MX listeners are getting hooked up with a discount on any Vortex Racing product. Just email roger at vortexracing.com for promo code PULP2015. Or call them at 800-440-3559, extension 222. See you on the track.
Welcome back, everybody. Pulp Mech Show presented by BTOsports.com and Fly Racing. The great Kenny Watson in studio here, folks. According to Tim Cotter, one of the greats. One of the greats. One of the greats of the Kenny sport. Watson. 702-586-PULP. Give us a call. Let's talk some moto. A little light on callers tonight. I blame Tits uh, for being here. Gibbs always got a lot of calls, and they're not here. I'm sorry. Future headlines. Take me to your future headlines. Swiss Corps did a good job with that one. Future headlines, Kenny. These are Cycle News future headlines. Gotcha. All right, three of them. You got to tell me. You got to pick one or the other. Which one are we going to read at the end of the season? And please put your phone down. I can do both. Thank you. And choose one. Don't waffle. Yeah, like that other guy. Short guy. Privateer rider. Are we going to read at the end of the year? Barsha bangs out more wins. Five races left. Or Barsha blasts just the two wins. Barsha blasts out more wins. Barsha blasts out more wins. That's a Cycle News headline, folks, for coming up at the end of the season. Martin marches to title. Or Muskan is marvelous. I hate this segment. Or <laughs> Martin marches. So you think Martin defends his title? Yeah. You like it? Yeah. Well, yeah. Just because he's well, not hurt, and I think Muskin's hurt a little bit, and going into the next race is Alex should be pretty much in yeah. control there. I think that track favors Alex. Um, I think Washugal's probably going to go, you know, I think if he could – Extend the points a little bit. He can afford to lose a race to Marvin as long as he gets on the box. And I think Marvin will do good at Unadilla. I think. And Washugo? Yeah, those two oh, races. Okay, yeah. And I think the last two, I think, kind of favor Martin. I think Utah is more of a freaking balls out, mm-hmm. freaking shithole, flat, dusty, crappy. Okay. Future headlines. Final one. Yep. Jordan Burns was the mayhem behind Moto Triple X. Or Watson wills Triple X to wins. I would have to say myself because I was at every single race almost going to jail for Moto Triple X. And Jordan would show up now and then and try to take the crown off my head. Watson wills Triple X to wins. Or win, I should say. Win. Win. <laughs> but uh, all right, okay. All right. So that's it. Future headlines, everybody. That was painless. Yeah, see, it's fine. You pick one or the other. It's yeah, no big it's, deal. It's when fine. you play along, it's yeah. nice and easy. You asshole. See, it's fine. It's good. Uh, Pulp Mech Show is presented by BTOsports.com and uh, Fly Racing. Uh, we got a call. Let's take some phones, phone lines here. Mikey, what's up, Mike? How are you? Mike. Yeah, I'm here. What were you doing there with your shaver, Mike? Or, vib- or vibrator? I wanted to know. Okay. Do you think that... Uh, AC is going to fall under the same category as uh, Robbie Renard with the whole uh, hype well, we and talked, then, uh, injury deal. I guess you didn't listen to the whole show, did you? Cause no, we, we I, touched, I watched. I, sorry. We touched on this. But anyways, no, it's a good question. It's a good question, but we did actually full-on touch on this. Uh, Renard, I don't think, in, in talking to Robbie, 
He never let himself heal all the way. I don't know if he was getting the best medical advice along the way. And it was a long time ago. Now, AC's shoulder, the the one that was repaired, is 100% fine, giving him no problems. They had to go in and add like a bone spur to keep it from popping out because hereditary. uh, He's got Mm -hmm. something problem with him. It's hereditary uh, with the shoulder popping out. Now, they're going to do that same surgery to the other one now to keep it from popping out. And, I mean, he's reported no problems with the surgically fixed one. So let's hope this is the last one he has. Any indication how is he done for the rest of the year? Or? Yeah. Stamp it. He'll be done for the rest of outdoors. Um, and then I I would think, honestly, probably come cut? back. No, East no, East Coast. I would be surprised to see him line up on the West. Um, wow. So. Well, he's he's mentally strong. He'll uh, – He'll bounce back. He's uh, yeah, mature no. beyond his years. So yeah, like Tit said earlier, he's a great interview too. He's good for the sport, you know. He, um, yeah, he works hard and all that. And I can't, you know, why can't he come back and, and rebound from this? And you know, but I mean, yeah. So yeah, okay. All right. Great. Thanks for answering Thank, my question. Thanks for listening, bud. Appreciate thanks, it. Steve. Paul McShobes and Sports dot com and the fly racing and yeah. Um, Fly My Racing Moto 60 show on Thursdays at noon. We're not doing one this week, but always check that out if you want some more podcast uh, answers as well. Kenny Watson's podcast, Kenny's Corner, will drop this week. we got Kiefer podcast coming up hopefully soon. Gibbs has one. Watson has one. Does anybody want a podcast? Bring it on here. Bring it on Bring in. It on Bring in. it on in. You can have, Bring you, it on you, in, you can have a podcast. It's going to be Battle of the Podcast. Uh, 702-586-7857. Call anytime. Leave a voicemail. There's tons of them. I didn't even get through them all because Watson was busy hogging the podcast equipment earlier. But here's some of the best of the best that was uh, for voicemails. Slappy Joe. Slap, slappy Joe. Oh, Tim Ferry. You mentioned Tim Ferry. You're getting on the voicemail. So. We got anything to give away tonight? Oh, wait. Yeah, we're going to give away some fly racing gear from last week. Tits, I was going to get JT to pick a number, but now I'm going to give you the chance to pick a number. I need a number, a random number between 1 and I think like 138 or 139. 35. 35. Okay, let me write that down. Email 35 wins a set of fly racing kinetic rock star energy gear. Momentum equals motocross. Justin fucking Barsha. Hey, Pope MX, I have a question about rider skill or suspension. Mm -hmm. Um, I was recently at Bud's Creek, and uh, the guys were casing the uphill triple, um, and they were casing it bad, especially Adam C. and Cirillo. Is it rider skill that... That letting these guys ride away after casing the jump that bad, or is it just their suspension doing it for them? If I case something that bad, I think I'd get thrown off the bike. Uh, appreciate you answering this question. It's really a little bit of both. The bikes are suspended great; um, they're fantastic, and rider techniques. These are, these are the best riders in the world. So you know what I mean. It's kind of a little bit of both, I think. Um, but he's right. Yeah, these. Uh, if you ever ridden a bike, these these bikes are outdoor bikes. So if you ever ridden a bike with supercross suspension, you'd see how stiff that stuff is. It's it's unbelievable. So, hey, Mathis Joseph, quick. Uh, I wanted to interject an idea about this lagger argument. I just listened to Monty Hill come on. Yeah, I know I'm a couple episodes behind. I've been working. Um, what if I know the dirt diggers do a good job because they're 
always associated with Hangtown, right? So they know what's going on. Why can't, you know, there's going to be pro riders, local pros in every city that the national tour or the Supercross tour, for that matter, goes to who aren't going to be racing. Why can't the promoters tap guys with actual motocross racing experience to come out, get in free, give them a dinner, and pay them to be flaggers? I think they would make the best flaggers of all. They know exactly what's going on. They know what to look for. They know where to wave guys over to. So, anyhow, it's just a, just an idea. Maybe you can banter around on the show. Uh, I mean, great idea. Uh, yeah, I'm sure real ex-pros want to get out there and flag. Uh, right? Yeah. Could be a good way to earn a little extra money. Yeah, yeah, because they get so rich flagging. Yeah. It's, it pays so well. I mean, look, it isn't, it's not a bad idea. I, I get it. The guys know what they're talking about, but... The, you gotta get the willingness to. You, this isn't Nazi Germany. You can't say you're flagging. You know, maybe, maybe it's a labor of love. Yeah, sure. Yeah, if you want to flag, go ahead. Watson should flag. Yeah, when he's, not awesome. act, when he's not doing activation. <laughs> uh, good work, Hey, this is RJ. Uh, I was listening to the Chad Reed podcast, and Chad Reed. I mean. The reason for hiring all these great guys is so he doesn't have to worry about all the other stuff on the on the team, like the team manager and all that. So, shouldn't he have been able to just focus on the bike and his riding? I mean, who knows? I mean, just a point I wanted to throw out there. Um, thanks, guys. Yo, oh, Steve, what's going on? Uh, I just want to call, throw it in here real quick, and uh. You know, give a shout-out to Tony Archer on his eighth-place finish at Buds in the Mud. You know, I don't know what happened to him in the first uh, moto, but uh, I just want to say congratulations there, Tony. You did a fucking awesome job. Hey, Steve. This is John from Georgia. Hey, on the Fly Racing Moto 60 show, you were talking about uh, those black wristbands. You're kind of joking about some guy at the gate selling them for 200 bucks a piece. Well, uh, 07, Buds Creek, I was in the pits. And Jimmy Button walks up, and he's got the black wristband. And I was standing there with Kevin Kelly, and uh, he says, Hey, Jimmy, how'd you get that uh, wristband? And Jimmy kind of made a joke, like Giuseppe had pulled him over to some back alley and uh, threatened to break his kneecaps and stuff if he told anybody where he got the black wristband. And we all kind of laughed, but there definitely were black wristbands there. And then another uh, memory that kind of popped in my head, when you brought up Bud's Creek at the uh, donations was uh, when the crowd was leaving, everybody was funneling out, you know, and there's thousands of people just taking off. And Danny Chandler was sitting over there kind of back against the fence, the entire crowd shuffling by. Nobody nobody even recognized him. When I almost turned around, you know, and uh, walked back there to talk to him, but I didn't. And I just thought, you know, it's sad that they didn't uh, – that no one really recognized somebody who had dominated that event so heavily in 82. And um, just wondered if maybe at the donations, any of the former winners or anything, if that could be recognized in the future. I don't know that anything was even said about McDougal being there and, you know, the efforts he put in early on. But anyway, love your show. Hope it's a good one tonight. See you. Well, next show, what's up? This is Jeff up in Utah. Just listening to the Bud's Creek review on uh, this muddy race, semi-muddy race. I guess it's not the worst one I've ever seen, but uh, 
had a question on roll-offs. Is there any technology or could there be some developments in technology so that when you're done pulling your roll-offs to the one side, maybe there's a ripcord on the far right side of the goggles to pull the stream back across because it's been cleaned as it got pulled into the left side. Yep. I, I don't know what to say to that. Yeah. Well, I, I don't know. Gives a fucking creep. Love it when you have armor on. Good show. Steve, Matt from Wisconsin. Sitting here listening to this painful Pulp Mech show with Devin Gibbs. Again, talking about Lindsey Dungey. He's a creep. Went on Twitter to see what he looked like. Realized he had a Wisconsin Green Bay Packer hat. Damn it. Mathis, Tim Ferry, best factory Yamaha rider there's ever. Your, there's your winner. Down. There's your winner. Straight up, yeah. flying gears, the no. best. It's what I run. There, see? On top of that, Jake Weimer, good chance he was the best co-host of the year. Peace, bro. Suck it. Weimer was good. Weimer was solid, but, you know, Watson. It's hard to beat Watson. Steven, Adam Pancoke here. Guy who wanted you in the Hall of Fame of mechanics or whatnot. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. Want to call in? I, I saw some interesting, and I, not that I I always see it every race, but uh, there's a couple riders that will like even if they're injured, they're very um, active on social media and kind of like watch the race and kind of comment with people. Kind of find it interesting. Like Bowers will do it a lot now uh, since he's kind of not racing right now. Um, I think it's really neat. Uh, I think it's a good thing for the riders to do and. Honestly, like even for uh, Joey Savacci on Twitter and Adam Cincerello, you know, these guys interacting with fans and joking around and you get to really see their personality kind of come out. Um, I think that is a really awesome thing. And I think we need more riders to be like that because honestly, uh, a lot of riders just kind of seem like asses and they just don't really interact with fans and, and don't really show a, a personality or, you know, likable personality on uh, any social media. And in today's day and age with racing, I honestly believe that to get a lot of fans, you kind of got to do that. And I think that's why Adam and uh, and Joey, you know, have, have a lot of fans because uh, they interact and they're funny and interesting on, on social media. So Yeah, I agree. That's it. That's uh, good. I hope you have a good show. And uh, once again, thank you for everything you do. I will talk to you later. Yeah, no, I agree. It's good. Uh, Taylor, what's going on? Thanks for calling the show. Taylor. Yeah, what's up? What's up, bro? Not a whole bunch. Uh, just just racking my brain, trying to think who will be Dungy's demise because he's, I mean, he's carried quite a bit of momentum through so many seasons and just kind of wondering if it's well, Cooper Webb or if it's uh, wait for so many seasons. This is the first year that he really dominated. How could you say that? This is the first year that he's going to win probably multiple titles. He's never dominated. Well, I, I guess dominated is the wrong word, but he, like I said, he's carried so much momentum through so many seasons. The only person I see doing 
anything better than him is Villapoto. Well, I mean, Kenny Roxon, let's not write him off. I mean, you know, he's had a, he has he's had a rough year. He's had some injuries, but Roxon beat him straight up last year in outdoors and I think a healthy Kenny Roxon we saw Supercross, he won two out of the first three rounds. Uh Roxon can beat Dungey, I think. I mean, right now he's not able to, but I think he can. He has this year. Yeah. He beat him. Yeah, yeah, no doubt. But do you think? Do you think it carries long term? I mean, we For call sure. him the well, diesel. No, all, I but... mean, D- Dungey's what twenty six. Yeah, I mean, Kenny- Roxon's yeah, twenty one. Yeah. You know, age will catch up to Ryan Dungey, just like it catches up to everybody. And Kenny Roxon is the future. You know, he's twenty one and twenty two, twenty one, twenty one. Just turned. and he's going to be the future. So it'll happen. Yeah, I, I I guess I could partially agree. I just think okay. some of these some of these younger guys are maybe have a little bit more talent. Um, not to downplay Roxon at all or Eli for that matter, mm-hmm. even though he's out of the question right now. But you obviously don't pay attention to Kenny Roxon because that guy has more talent than Ryan Dungey on a motorcycle. Yeah, no, his his riding ability is is definitely higher. I I would agree, but. Can can he keep it together? Because if you're not on the track, you can't win motos. Well, yeah, yeah. That, that's true. But there's a difference between talent and you know, you're talking about just talent on a motorcycle. Josh Hansen has a lot of talent. You know what I mean? There's, I understand what you're saying, but you know, there's a there's a big difference there. Uh, yeah, for sure. Yeah, no, thanks for the call, man. Appreciate it. Thanks, man. All right, Fred, what's up? You want to talk to Kenny Watson? Fred. Fred, you're over it. See you, Fred. Jeff, my name what, is Jeff. Jeff, what's going on? That was Destiny Gibbs moved on my tits. No, wait. No, there was a Fred online, too. All right. Well, this is Jeff in Bend, Oregon. How's it going? What's up, Jeff in Bend? Not much. I, well, since Kenny's doing his own Kenny's Corner podcast, I thought we should rewind it back to the beginning and see if we get him to do one on a local Oregon guy who was on the original Moto Triple X videos named Sean Highland. I figure he's got to have a story about him. He used to show up at our local races in Southern Oregon wearing a half-face helmet and clown gear and smoke all the pros, and he's generally just a pretty good character. Do you remember Sean you Highland? Anything, Kenny? Steve? Of course I do. Yeah. He's awesome. Yeah, big guy. Right? Tall, Caleb, skinny. Caleb Wyatt? Caleb Wyatt, yep. Caleb Wyatt was the guy that was going up against... Carry back in the day saying he was the first one to do a backflip. He did it into Mulch. He did it this. Right. And there was a big He's thing. He's on the cover of Transworld, though. Yeah. So I, I, my my biggest um, you know, story I have with Sean was after he was done racing and he was just getting involved in, you know, he switched over to freestyle and he was doing yeah. some freestyle shows. So I took him on the Vans Warp Tour and uh Wow. I, I didn't really know him that well, and I didn't know that side of him, how aggro he was. <laughs> um, I can remember one show. It was at the Pond. Um, it's the Honda Center now in Anaheim. And what back in the day before they had metal ramps, um, landing ramps, we used to have two plywood landings made. And they were eight feet wide. They were about wide as you know, a piece of plywood, and we had two of them, and we would put them together. And no one wanted to hit the ramp. They were all like, it's too windy, it's too windy. And it was the first show of the tour, and Highland calls out everyone. He calls out Deegan. No, Deegan wasn't there. He called out Sink Mars, Twitch, Colin Morrison, and Bo Manley. And he goes, you guys are a bunch of pussies. They're paying us to ride our dirt bikes. 
okay? There's a thousand people out here that want to see us ride. If you guys aren't going to ride, I'm still going to go for it. First pass, he did he, he did a pass. He rode by the ramp to yeah. get his speed. He comes by. He hits the ramp. Gust of wind comes. <laughs> blows him off the side of the side of the ramp. He's 50-50 in it. His back wheel yeah. is freaking oh. on the ground. His front yeah. wheel's on the ramp and just catches him and high sides him. Oh. Dude has no oh. shirt on. He has like SMP or, yeah, he had SMP baggies on yeah. with boots. Open face helmet. And just ragdolls himself and gets back up and brushes himself off, gets back on his bike and does it again. And next time out, he just throws the biggest no-footed can, and the crowd just went nuts. He was bigger than Green Day. Everybody loved him here. He was bigger than Green Day that day. Wow. Nice. I mean, you think in those first Moto Triple X videos, he's one of the first guys to really reach back and grab the rear fender and do the Superman yeah, like for Indian sure. And stuff. How big was that bar hop he did up there, like in Bend, Oregon, and that sand dunes? He just did the oh, yeah. biggest bar hop over the front of the bars. Yeah, Sean was a—he uh, was one of those guys that was, you know. But I, I think what happened to him was he was, like, I want to say he worked in a lumber mill or something, and he like had an injury with his hand. Or I heard that too. Yeah. Yeah. So I don't know what that dude's up to lately. I I, I hope he's doing okay. He's a good guy. All right, on, man. Thanks, Kenny. Uh, yeah, no worries. Thanks for calling. Uh, later. All right, some more voicemails. Let's do it. Later. Bye. Hello, Steve. I'm calling from Temple Hill in the 403. Just listening to you talk about the Gibb show and how he's looking for ideas of what to talk about. Well, I can tell you what to not talk about. Him talking to Lindsey Dungy. You beat that into the ground. Let it go. Holy shit. Anyway, his show wasn't that bad. It started off rough. It got better. So if it continues to get better as it did in the first episode, we'll be fine. Stop talking about it. Your first show sucked. Steve just wanted to weigh in on the Devin Gibbs podcast. Uh, a lot of Gibbs I people. Give him a lot of, a lot of a solid meh. Not terrible, but not great. You know, maybe a, an okay first effort. But are you going to be able to handle all this kind of stuff when people are talking about your podcast? Did you, if, did you hear my outro when I said, hey, all criticism is welcome? Then Positive you, and negative. Then, then you say, suck it? Yeah, and I said, if you don't like it, don't right. listen to it and suck it. Right. <laughs> I think I'll be all right, though. I really do. I'm pretty, I'm pretty but, uh, positive of my, myself. Okay. Like, I have a, you know, I'm pretty, pretty positive of myself. I'm pretty positive of myself. Like, I'm positive and yeah. I'm into myself. <laughs> pretty, yeah. pretty, pretty cool. You can't stand the, the heat in the kitchen and get in the bathroom. Yeah, exactly. It's right. cooler in there. Yeah, the fan yeah. blows on you. The fart fan. Right. My bigger concern with that podcast is you got to break that out on its own feed. That way you can track the downloads and, you know, there's no way to know if people are liking it or not with people just subscribing by accident because it's in your feed, essentially. Uh, yeah, yeah. The other thing, I, I really think you guys kind of are missing an opportunity. Maybe Gibbs isn't the guy for this, but you... Seeing your all your shows are like completely devoid of technical content. You guys treat that shit like it's Ebola. I think there's a real opportunity to have somebody come in, maybe even Kiefer is really good, and really explore technical issues with like John R and maybe uh, Rich Taylor, and maybe you even feed Kiefer the guest. He does the podcast even remotely. And it's a good way to get some technical content up that is there's nowhere on the internet that I've seen, and to, you know lessen your.
your workload as well, but yet get more content for your site. Um, I think that would be a huge bonus to get something like that started if if you're thinking about starting another show. Just my two cents, man, but I do like the show. Bye. The problem with the technical stuff is like, and Baluti and I have gotten into a little bit. We've had some technical questions emailed into us, and we've talked about it. It's like not everything is the same. And if you tell somebody how to do something and then they fuck it up, like seriously, they could sue you. You know, say something. Say say they listen to Matheson Baluti talk about how to change a top end. They forget some step. Their bike blows up. They get injured. Like, I don't know the legalities behind that. I think you got to be a little careful with that kind of stuff. You need to look into it, bro. Yeah, I think you gotta be a little careful about being like, "Hey, dude, do do this." You know, I'll, like, I'll tell like, you why you're 100 percent correct. Back in the day, I had this brainstorm idea that I was going to get one of the top mechanics at every OEM, mm-hmm. and I wanted to do a, a DVD video of bike maintenance, just prep yeah. bike maintenance, just to do yeah. oil chain the basic filter, stuff, right. and when you bought your bike you would get this DVD and I was going to go to the OEMs and try to sell it to each OEM mm-hmm. and say, Hey, here is a, a DVD yeah. or a video, how to work on your bike. Mm-hmm. Well, I only had to talk to one before the legal thing came out. Yeah. You know, yeah, and I once mean... you're telling someone how to do something and you're giving them directions and they, you know, let's say one guy doesn't put his air filter on correctly and it sucks dirt That's and the bike yeah. seizes. Yeah. Who's liable? Right. They're suing people for riding gear and it catches on fire and they're suing people. Right. You know? Yeah. So. Yeah. Uh, What's the difference between that and an owner's manual? Is it the owner's manual isn't giving you specific instructions? Just well, it's just, roughly, I think an owner's manual tells you how to do it, but it doesn't show you, like, okay, take your seat bolts off. You know, squeeze the oil. You know, it'll say that. But if you have a DVD, it's actual, you could see it being done. Gotcha. Owner's manual, there's, there's a, isn't there like there's, there's your owner's manual and there's like a service manual, a service yeah. manual, and in the service manual that's where it'll tell you how to do it. Open X, this is Eduardo. Just listening to uh, you guys talk about Gibbs's first time show. That was pretty hilarious. How uh, he came totally unprepared to do a show that he expected to get great reviews on. Uh, he says he's a comedian, but it really doesn't sound like it. It's hard to tell by what he sounds like on the radio. So maybe you could combine that in his shows to make it a little bit entertaining. Get get some guys on there that he can just, like, comedy roast and just, I don't know, get DeCoster on there and ask him if he can lay it over. In a- yeah, I'm going to get hey, DeCoster. Uh, I got this guy named Gibbs. He's going to go on there. He's going to roast you. You don't know him. You're probably really busy. But there's this guy named Gibbs, and he's going to roast you. Is that cool? Okay, thanks. Move it on. Over in a corner like he did in Carl's Dad in 75 without his knees blowing out in dust because he's so old or something. Uh, Like the guy with the old vet riders being flaggers. I mean, these are good ideas and funny, but... I would also like to be an astronaut tomorrow. I'm going to go to the moon tomorrow. It's along that same lines. I don't know. Get J-Law on. Talk about his rap sheet, how it's longer yeah. than his Nationals wins list, and he needs to do something about it. Or if he's going to cut his hair, 
because he's such a hippie now. Uh, he saved any money that fixed his teeth. I don't know, get ping on. Uh, he's always funny. Get someone that maybe maybe can take it a little bit better than some guys at first. So you have an easier time on your first show. But uh, I don't know if you listen to, not to bring up DMXS, but uh, bringing up DMXS, a uh, guy like Weege, he can take getting pounded on all night long, and he takes it like a champ. He'd be a good guy to make fun of and roast. So I don't know, just some ideas. Uh, if that doesn't work out, a last-ditch effort, you could probably do Weston Pike and just have him in studio. You start roasting him and just have someone filming it. So at least once he's... Why did, Why did I leave this call in? Why did I leave this call in? Why did I do that? It's a terrible call. I applaud the guy's ideas, but... We can all laugh about that, but anyway, just some ideas. Good luck. Hey, Pulp MX Show. Great show, man. Love it. Totally impressed with all the guests you guys get on and, uh, you know, even like the impromptu calls with uh, like Adamson Thrillo. Really cool, man. Uh, anyways, uh, I just, I don't know what those jackasses in the chat room are saying, but uh, Jake Weimer rips. There's uh, definitely no doubt about that. And he's an awesome uh, in, uh, in-studio in guest as well. Uh, definitely need to get that guy on the air more often. And uh, I'd love to hear more about um, what it's like to be a mechanic and sort of what the roles and responsibilities are. And I was always also curious, like, what is there any mental coaching that goes on, like, I know there's a lot of physical work that's done, but do they ever work with coaches to like mentally get their head straight or come up with a routine or do anything like that? Anyways, great show. Love it guys. Oh yeah. And the, and the two strokes are, are badass, man. Anytime there's a two stroke in there, people just go crazy. So, uh, you know, it'd be hard to imagine not being able to make a living doing that, but whatever. Take care. Uh, man, mental coaches. I mean, Alden, Buddy, Anthony, these guys are working with the mental side of riders as much as the physical is oftentimes that they've been there. So it's, it's important. There's no doubt. And these guys are doing that. So. Mathis, this is Joe. Listen, you're beating a dead horse here with Gibbs. Leave the kid alone. 21 years old. Let him retweet chicks, hang out with chicks, do whatever. Gibbs, my bro. Listen to Mathis. Shut your fucking pie hole and listen what the guy's got to say to you. Your pulp, your 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 podcast wasn't all that bad. Listen to it. You'll improve on the second one later. Hey, Mathis. It's your therapist, Doc Higginson. That free session went so good last week. I call back in again and check in. We're talking about how you have troubles letting things go. Think of it like your body. You let that go. Pulp on next show. Got a point. Hey, you guys are the best. Um, sitting here listening to Gibbs getting slammed here on the uh, the show, and I had a thought. Gibbs, you can't try to be like Steve. You need to come up with your own routine. I know Steve's probably gonna make fun of this, but if you could, I mean, you get the comedy background. You need to do something like some sketches. They could be short, they could be prank calls, they could be the Gibbs show, but it's got to be motor-related maybe and just get funny guests and do funny skits and find people to do funny voices. 
but you don't need to do another Paul Max show. You need to do the Devin Gibbs show and have it be your own thing. I think you could make something pretty funny out of it and get some good resources. Other than that, always awesome, guys. Keep up the good work. I don't know what I'd do. Just kidding. I love the show. All right, everybody. I think there's a lot more Gibbs. How much is left? Uh, there's probably at least another seven minutes. Yeah, of, of Gibbs. Uh, you picked him. I know. I was while well, you. Fucking, oh, don't fucking blame it on me. You rushed me, and I didn't have time to edit it and everything else. I didn't really have a chance to listen don't to it. Don't blame it on me, dude. Uh, there was so many voicemails, and I, I actually I'm, agree with that last guy. What do you say? Just uh, attention. about he, he should come up with some, like you know, come up with some bits, you know, do some something with comedy. Like, doesn't you can be moto related? Did you ever see him sit just, there and work? That's comedy itself. Just <laughs> don't ask for a podcast and then ask me what do I do. Yeah, I did. I mean, maybe you can get his YouTube review, movie reviewer guy on again. <laughs> what are you talking about? He said he had a buddy who reviewed movies on YouTube, and he gets paid for it. I don't think so. I don't know. He has to see free movies. We're going to give Gibbs another podcast. He's going to get another shot, but I don't want him. He's going to have to pick his own guest and get it done. So if Kiefer ever gets his up and going, we'll have Kiefer, Gibbs, and Watson all fighting for podcast supremacy. Mm-hmm. What's Kiefer's going to do? What's Are you getting a sponsor for yours? If I, well, this is what my deal is. If, if it goes off and people like it, I'm not going to waste my time and do it. But if people like it and they want to hear more, yes, I'm going to get sponsors. I don't think you understand, though. If you get money from somebody for your podcast show, you have to keep doing them. I understand. I you can't get bored. You can't be like, oh, I understand. It. It's like going to work every day. I know what I need to do. If okay. I, could, I, I have a strategy, and if it works out, it does. Okay. Right. I just want to let you know that. Okay. So. Thanks for the heads up. You want, thanks for the heads up on, uh, on how um, sponsorship works? Yeah. Uh, and and <laughs> activation and, and stuff like that? Yeah. Uh, Chad Reed, Cooper Webb, Coy Gibbs all on the show tonight. Uh, hey, did I tell you about uh, what's listening. going on the weekend That's after weird. the, the uh, Indiana race? Yeah, we did talk a little bit about that. That's going to be really cool. Like we talked about, Nick Way made eight grand for second place a uh, week after Indiana, right at the uh, Soaring Eagle Casino um, in Britain, Brighton, Michigan? No, it's in Mount Pleasant, Michigan. Mount Pleasant. It's two, yeah. hour, two and a half hours from the Indiana race. And what they're going to do is they're going to have camp, camping set up at the track. Um, there, there will be um, a day of practice on the track. There's going to be three days of racing. Uh, they're going to have a quad pro night on Friday night. So if you're a quad racer, you can come out and ride your quad. They're going to be a $10,000 purse for that. So you can make more money racing the quad. Dude, at Gary, Mount- Gary Denton raced pro quad and pro bikes in Winnipeg Arena Cross in 87. He won the quads. Chino Charger. His nickname was the Chino Charger. He won the quads, and he got like fourth in the main event. That's bitching. Yeah. I'm trying to think who could do that now. I don't know. I get Plessinger. I got Plessinger. Plessinger could do it. Yeah. Yeah. But it's going to be a really cool event. Um, it's going to be, you know, the pro the pro purse is a $50,000 purse. So the winner is getting, I think, twelve grand to win or ten grand to win, and it pays all the way down to even last place. You're going to make like 1000 bucks. Yeah, it's good. Last year, you guys had some rain. It didn't work out. You had, you yeah, know, well, we yeah. Went up, last year also we went up against another race that was going on at the same exact oh, time. Oh, yeah, Baja Brawl. And it did, they didn't do us any favors announcing that our race was rained out, and the people that were there that raced during the day were going to come over at night, like, you know, the Super Mini yeah. guys and stuff like that. I mean, yeah. they, we have a – on the, the Friday night or Saturday night, the night of the, of the big race, they also have a vet pro class that pays really well. 
um, last year um, in the regular uh, 30 and over vet pro. It was Kelly Smith. It was Jeff Gibson. And I don't remember who got third. Another pretty Why don't good. we get the pulp show over there? Will Ricky let that happen or no? I don't know. Okay. Never mind. But anyways, it's it's a super fun event. Pay me some money. There's a water park there. The they have there. if you go yeah. there all week after the race. There's a water park there. There's a a golf course there. Yeah, you know, there's there's all different kinds of stuff to do, and it's it's going to be a. F- Where super, can people go to learn more about this? Uh, go to SortingEagle.com, and okay. you can you can register or go to RedBud.com. Dude on the on the phone line here. Yeah, says that he went back to school because of you, and he's just ready to graduate. Chuck. Yo. You went back to school because of Kenny Watson? Okay, well, here's the story. You ready for time? Yeah. For time. So I, maybe like 2011, 2012, I was listening to this show, of course, and I heard someone call in, and uh, Watson told the guy to stay in school because he's trying to get into the MX industry. So that's when I decided to stay in school. And uh, eventually, so I actually met Watson at the Salt Lake Supercross, probably 2012, let him know that I got into school. And uh, so I just graduated now, so I just wanted to say thanks. <laughs> no worries. Thanks for what, that little tidbit. What did you get a degree yeah, in? Uh, pharmacy. Oh, perfect, right up my alley. <laughs> <laughs> that would go really well with my podcast I just did. <laughs> oh, really? <laughs> yeah, well, I did one on I, I, my pod, my, the podcast I did was about uh, just with a, with a writer that uh, – can, had, had a battle with it. Can you do something about the lines at the pharmacy? If you're in pharmacy? Because I feel like there should be a pharmacy like person who devotes more time to getting pharmacy faster. Easy. Go Costco, the, yeah, bro. God, dude. I go to Walgreens, whether I'm in the drive-thru or I go in. The lines are always long. That just tells you there's a big oxy problem out here in Vegas. Yeah, dude. I'm just trying to pick up some medicine for my dog. <laughs> So anyway, yeah, well, no, uh, that's, that's good, Watson. That's Watson awesome. Continue- you probably made the right decision in your career. Watson continues to inspire <laughs> people every each and every day. It's great. Yeah, man, it's good. All right, thanks, hey, bud. I got one more question. All right. I don't know if you've already gone over this before or not, but is there an actual term for how long GoPro will be the um, camera for the motocross I, series? I heard. Like, I heard the, the end, end of the year. Or? Yeah, the end of next year. At the end of 2016, I heard it's over. Oh wow! Okay, so cool. that's what that's what the word is. But no, I don't have I haven't seen the contract, so you know this is what I heard. Yeah, no worries. All right, all right. Thanks, guys. thanks buddy. Yeah. Thank you. Look at that, Watson. Duh. I was thinking like he was going to say something like I was. I looked at you, Kenny, and I heard you the way you speak, and I'm like, I got to stay in school, like something <laughs> like something derogatory. You know what uh, I mean? Like something like that. Uh, I I, I kind of remember the show a little bit. Oh, and you? people were, you know, asking, like, how do I get involved? And I want to be in the industry. Dude. And, uh, dude, that's, if people ask me, I, I try to steer the them away from it. I get that all the time. Because this industry isn't, you know, that's some stuff that I want to touch on my podcast, too. Yeah, you It's should. not all glamorous and, like, you think how awesome Fuck it is. You. Yeah, it's and people think it's like all of us lead the great life and no, you know, dude. Listen, it tears I'm, families I'm balls ap- deep in orgies on Friday nights. Yeah, right. It tears families apart. It tears you know. It's it wears you yeah, out. You, dude. It's just like you got to have the perfect partner in a relationship in a family to understand what you do. Yeah, like and, and they need to know what they signed up for before they got involved. Like yeah, because yeah, there's yeah. a lot of traveling. There's a lot of hardship. There's a lot of emotions in this sport. It's, yeah. There's up and down. You could go from the highs to the lows within minutes Lame. in this sport. Nobody has people like Pookie. Not everybody has somebody like Pookie. Nope. Um, 
I have something close, though. Not as good as Spooky, though. Uh, close. Pretty damn close. Nope. Okay. Uh, that's a wrap. That's a wrap. Thanks for coming up, Watson. Appreciate it. Good times. No problem. Good job tonight. Check out my podcast, people. It's coming up. Kenny's Corner. Kenny's Corner. Uh, probably drop uh, Wednesday. Wednesday? Yeah. I got I to gotta proof it, though. I got to hear it before. Make sure I... Really? <laughs> no, I'm good. Titch, you want a podcast? We're giving away to everybody. Next I up. I feel like in this day and age, I'm in the minority because I don't have a podcast. Next up, Rocky gets one. Hey, but you're He's joking around barking like... at all the guests when yeah. they come in. Hey, you're you're joking about that, but I mean, podcasting is the the is on the rise, bud. It's yeah, bro, you're the, telling me on the on rise, the, on the rise. They're I gonna think... a lot of cars are gonna be coming out in the next couple of years with you know, yeah. so you could download right to your car. It'd be great oh, if I could yeah. make a full time living doing this podcasting stuff and never have to leave the circle. Oh, now I gotta God, go man, the, now I gotta go to the airport. Be? You know what I mean? But now. Dude, you would miss it after a while. No, I would. You're right. I I really. I think it'd be cool if we could just pick, like, hey, if we want to go to to this these certain events. Like some of them are cool. Like I don't mind going to some of them, but some of them are just so damn far out there. Like for instance, when we were at Bud's Creek, it was a delay. The time we got the tent down, we got the truck packed up. Oh yeah. Dude, it was literally ten fifteen when we were pulling out of there. Then we had to drive for an hour and forty five minutes to go to the airport. Yeah. Time you get to the airport, it's twelve thirty. Time you get in bed, it's one. Oh, you got to yeah. get up at five oh, to super, fly. Super cost. I'm in bed at one thirty, two o'clock in the morning. Yeah, and, and then you got to fly home, and then yeah. you get home Sunday, and you're dead. Yeah. You're dead. Like I try to explain to people, like when I get home on Sunday, they're like, "Hey, let's go do this. Let's do that." I'm like, "I ain't doing shit. Yeah. I'm freaking planting my butt right here on this couch, and I'm chilling." Yeah, absolutely. You oh, sleep too much. You. I'm just like, hey. You know, live my world, and, you know, everyone's, you know. Live his world. Live it. Live it. Toss uh, the trophy, Coy. Chad Reed. Oh, Phil Nicoletti was on the night, too. Chad Reed, Phil Nicoletti, Coy Gibbs. Coy didn't bring, up the, uh, he didn't bring up the trophy this time. Thank you, Coy. Oh, you the know, innovator? You know where it belongs. Yeah, it's never leaving. Yeah, he's yeah. innovating. Though. 16 logos on his jersey. <laughs> that is innovation. 16. Count them, Coy. Actually, I was corrected. There's including the Alpine Stars one, which is the massive one. I didn't count that, so actually but 17. No, that, that doesn't count. That's. Barsha's, okay. Six, Barsha's logo. 16 to 17. Yeah, Barsha's logo. Coy Gibbs tells the riders, you can do whatever you want. with You need 16 logos on your jersey. That's yeah. what Coy Gibbs tells did you. Count, did you count all the patches on his butt and on his back of his leg? That was only on the front of the okay. jersey. So you need to count the logos on the helmet because he probably has JGR on his helmet. Toyota's I'm sure there's some, some yeah. duplicates in the helmet. And, and, count, and Fab is uh, yeah. on the back of the pants. Yeah. So they're doing their job. They're getting it out there. Uh, thank you for everybody for getting it out there on this show. I appreciate it. Thanks to our sponsors. Thanks uh, to Why don't you read them one more time? Okay. BTOsports.com. I feel like you're joking. No, no. You need to get these plugs in uh, here for this Do you want to read them? Nope. This is your podcast. This P- is your... Pookie read them a couple weeks ago, and I said, what does uh, hot cams make? And she says, camberators. Oh, so she's right. I would have said the same thing. Camberators. BTOsports.com, Fly Racing, Race Tech Suspension, Vortex Racing, Roost Graphics, X-Brand Goggles, NFAB Jeep and Truck Parts, Hot Cams, Works Connection, Atlas Neck Braces, FMF Racing, W Wheels, Guts Racing, Two Under, Galfer Brakes, KTMPartsExpress.com, and Black Ops Moto, all on board with us. Check out sponsor deals on PulpMXShow.com for all of our codes. And, uh, yeah, thanks for listening. Tits, thank you for stepping up and uh, pinch hitting here for Gibbs. It's my pleasure. We'll probably see you next week. Okay. And Watson, always a good time to have you. And uh, Thank you enjoy your weekend me. off. And we will see you at uh, Millville where you'll be activating the shit out of stuff. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. 
we will be there. Come by, say hi. If you're a fan of the show, come by and uh, say hi, and uh, we'll go from there. All right, everybody. See you next week. There's something I want to get off my chest, and it's about that summer when you went away to community college. I got an offer to do Playgirl magazine, and I did it. I did a full spread for Playgirl magazine. I, I mean spread, man. I pulled my butt apart and stuff, and I was totally nude, and it was weird. I, I mean, you probably didn't hear about it because I went under the name of Mike Concho. I just wanted you to know that if you could hear me, if it got into your brain somehow, that I spread my butt cheeks as Mike Honcho.